you are watching the vodka stream. What is happening, everybody? Hey, it's Friday. Yay. It's always good when it's Friday. How's everybody doing? Welcome to the vodka stream. So much to talk about. My God. It seemed like it was so much. It's just seemed like there's a lot of things to talk about. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a pretty hefty panel, I think, tonight. So uh cheers, guys. I'm gonna go ahead and uh have my vodka shot, of course, in my Superman shot class. I can't find my Batman one. I have no idea what happened to it. Maybe the like dishwasher swallowed it up. I can't find it. I don't know where it's at, but uh cheers, guys. Cheers to the weekend. Woo! Doing some Stella tonight. I don't know. I felt like having a beer. I was like, last week I had the hard kombucha, which is good, but dangerous. More dangerous than seltzers because, well, it's a little healthier than seltzers, I guess. But what was interesting is, like, that's a lot of uh, gut stuff, you know? So, I mean, yeah, you drink a lot of that, and it was just kind of like, okay, next morning, well, okay, cheers. Mm. So yeah, drinking the Stella tonight. Not doing just like straight up vodka. I've noticed that with the the fact that it's summer and so hot, it's all about, you know, I mean, hydrate before, hydrate after, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. So because yeah, two, two, uh, two weeks ago, boy, did I have a nasty little hangover. Had a nasty one, that's for sure. All right, so let's see who's out there. We got Ryan right here. Good to see you, buddy. Let's get ready to rumble. Game City Savior, good to see you. But then you said you're depressed. Why are you depressed? Don't be depressed. No, 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 no. Nate, hey, Dave, honestly think this Flashpoint twist would be the perfect ending for any DC film arc. I mean, yeah. Reverse Flash being uh, shown as power as more powerful than Darks. I know, exactly. Doing the manipulation and shit. I mean, that's, that's what was so cool about that, that idea. And it's funny, too, because... It just makes you wonder. I mean, that because remember when another thing like what I was thinking about, too, when it came to all this is like you have Zach who made those storyboards for like the, the sequels. And it's like we know that the storyboards aren't exactly what was going to end up in those movies. Those are that's why he released them. But there was always like other there was like more storyboards of like what actually that they were going to do and kind of thing. And I mean, I guess Jay Oliva just said, you know what, fuck it. I mean, I'm wondering if, uh, you know, he talked to Zach and said, hey, is it okay? I'm about to be interviewed because Jay Oliva doesn't really get interviewed. I would love to get have Jay Oliva on the pot on the on the vodka stream, but I know he doesn't really do much i've i've tried to contact him and try to get it but he's you know he's not really much when it comes to that even though it'd be phenomenal it would just it'd probably just be a one-on-one to be honest like the full thing that, that guy talks more than me okay i mean that's saying something right there that guy you know loves to talk about all the stuff he nerds out it'd be a, it'd be a definitely a fun stream maybe one of these days it could happen you know he has he does take the time every now and again to sit down with somebody and you know he did justice con which was great so i mean maybe one of these days we can get him so 
Let's get nuts. What's going on? Tony Movie Chappy D9 Neil Blomkamp fan. Hey Dave, I rewatched Green Answer movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds. Definitely a mixed bag for me, but I want to know what your favorite your your movie theater experience when you saw the movie. When I uh okay, uh sorry if I read that wrong. My movie experience was it was just kind of like it's not a terrible film. I mean, it's got its moments, like you said. It's not like just dog shit all around. It's just, yeah, there's some moments where you're like, well, okay. I think I remember just when the final battle was happening, I was just like, okay, so he's just good. That's, that's the way that the final thing's going to be. I, I actually do enjoy when he's being trained. I actually do like those moments. There's some good, I think there's just so much crammed into the movie and they didn't know how to, you know, put it out there and they were trying to structure it like hey it's origin story so we have the origin then you have you know then they have him like learning his abilities and trying to do all that and then you have a final battle you know they they had the structure and i think that's why the tvs the the series having a series a green lantern series is really the way way to go because there's so much mythos when it comes to green lantern and the different green lanterns that you really do have to stretch it there are some TV series, She-Hulk, that doesn't really need to have a series. But Green Lantern definitely does, just because there's so, there's so much there that you need that long-form storytelling. You can't just cram it all in a movie. Use both, which apparently that was going to be utilized at one point. It was going to be a Green Lantern series that was going to lead into Green Lantern Corps, and I was like, okay, makes sense, especially when you hear what they were like, planning on doing at one point but i think smarts that even with what james gunn is doing is like yeah have a lantern series because there's just too much to talk about there's just too much there's just too much in there it's too much in the story so you know some there's just some heroes don't really need that but you know long form storytelling you know can be the way to go you know Oh, let's see. Zach P just bought my girl and me Blue Beetle tickets in IMAX. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Me and Miss Nighthawk will uh, go see. Uh, we're going to go see Blue Beetle 2. Well, we'll see Blue Beetle as well. So should be fun. Still can't wait to see your full. Friday. <laughs> yeah, we're still going with that joke. Maybe in part two or part three. Who knows? Mr. Fear Jason. Always good to see you, buddy. All right. Ahoy, ahoy, Mr. Jason McKenzie. All right. Good to see you as well. Like, describe, do all that. Do what he says. Cheers, Jason. Always good to see you, my brother. Okay. Mama Film Junkie's here, too. Um, well, I mean, I thought, yeah, there you go. There's the message. Hi, um, everybody. Happy birthday to you. It's, it's on Sunday, but still. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Mama Film Junkie. Happy birthday to you. Cheers. Mm. Ah, always great. And of course, we'll be uh, we'll do something on Sunday, of course. So I just wanted to, uh, on the vodka stream, wish her a happy birthday and many, many more. So happy birthday, Mom. Love you. Love you so much. We got MSGT here. Turtles was surprisingly good. It wasn't surprisingly good for me. I was just worried that it was going to be surprisingly bad, to be honest. But I really, I really did enjoy the the absolute shiza out of that. So, what's going on, Mr. Phil? Good to see you. 
All right, we got Disneyland dude. Is that shirt still for sale? Yeah, yeah. This shirt right here, I figured it was perfect time to wear it because obviously with the whole Flashpoint thing. So if you want to get yourself a a Flashpoint T-shirt that's in the uh, you know in the logo of Back to the Future, it is in the Film Junkie closet. Should still be in there. So go get it. Go get it. Uh, new Flashpoint would. Yeah, I think we all kind of figured that. Even though Zach on this very program did say that at first when he cast jeffrey dean morgan because i asked him i'm like did you have any like thoughts of him possibly being a flashpoint batman and he he said no but i mean but it just kind of shows you again where it's like just zach just when it comes to casting his characters it's like maybe he didn't full out think like oh yeah that's we're gonna go all the way to flashpoint but i think he just was like when he thought about a Thomas Wayne, he's like, I want a Thomas Wayne that looks like he could just be a badass as well. I mean, obviously, when it comes to the opening scene in, in BVS, when the Waynes get killed, I mean, he, you know, he, when he, I love that when, when we see young Bruce and then and you see the hand tighten up because he's like, fuck this, I'm going to defend my family. And he's like, throws the punch, you know? So, yeah. What's going on, Jedi Milf? Good to see you. Cortez, what is happening? I hope you're doing well. Looks like there's a lot. Yeah, there, there is. I mean, we're all DC fans here, and there's always plenty to talk about when it comes to the DC cinematic live action world, it seems. What's going on, Alex? Got my strawberry margarita followed by my Mike's lemonade seltzer ready to go. There it is. There it is. Nope. Nobody's an alcoholic here. We're not. It's just Friday. You know, you're an alcoholic if you're getting, you know, if you're black, if you're blacking out drunk more than, you know, three times, I would say three times, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Again, you know, I think you're OK. You're you're all right. Don't worry. Don't worry. I think you're OK. Dave went Jared Leto. Uh, that Jared Leto drink. Stella. Is that what that is? Is that Jared Leto's drink? Does he even drink? Uh, we got Donovan right here. Wonder if James Wan. Oh yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pair, pairs. I don't know what, what to say. Like, I mean, it sounds like he's okay, but yeah, James Wan. He had to go into the hospital and have. Uh, I don't know. There's. It's been undis. It's been undisclosed that uh, we don't know exactly what happened with James Wan, but he had to get rushed to the hospital because something happened. So. It's just so weird when like you hear about stuff like that. I don't know. It's just very strange. But uh, yeah, hopefully James Wan is doing well. But yeah, he had to go to the hospital. But I know it's like, dude's probably not been having the best of years. I'm just saying, I mean, when it comes to Aquaman too, God knows, you know, when it comes to a lot of this stuff. But uh, I, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. The stress of that, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. well, I, I, I'm just glad that. They posted that picture saying that he's all right. His wife said that he's fine. So, but scary stuff, man. So, you know, keep on fighting there, James. What's going on, RJ? Good to see you, bud. All the stuff on OA was fantastic. OA? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> What's going on, Clay, though? Good to see you. Droga, what is happening, Mr. Axel? Okay, who else we got? We got Abel right here. Good to see ya. 
That's right, guys. Wish Mama Film Junkie a happy birthday. It's on Sunday, but you know, you could do it now. There's Seek. We got Tet right here. Hey, what's happening, Jose? Good to see you. <laughs> My Giants are creeping. They're creeping up. They're creeping up. And they play the A's tomorrow and the next day. So hopefully should be should be easy wins. So, you know, I mean, obviously it's the A's. They're like the worst team in baseball. But you never know. You just never know. That's what's so great about uh, baseball right there. So, yeah, happy birthday. Say happy birthday. There we go. Travis, Travis, good to see you, buddy. There you go. Everybody say hi. Yeah, happy birthday to Mama Film Junkie. What's going on, Mr. Scully? Always good to see ya. Hey, what's going on, Doc? Darkness under the wind. What is happening? Jay Oliva getting people worked up this week. And oh, I know. Dude, it's crazy because two, I, I, I quote tweeted... I mean, this is what's so weird. It's like I quote tweeted two things that came out of this Jay Oliva, just Jay Oliva interview. And, I, you know, I, I'm going to get the panel on here to discuss, of course, all of this. I had two quote tweets when it came to, you know, when it came to Ben, ben Affleck's uh, Batman movie. And then, of course, the Flashpoint thing that happened today. And both those tweets are like blowing up and it's just crazy to see, especially the, the Ben Affleck one, that one blew up first, obviously, because that was like what yesterday. Um, and just to see that blow up and see the reactions. I mean, the spectrum of reactions I had guys that were like saying, you know, fuck this movie. It would have been dog shit. There's no script there. There's whatever, you know, that the haters and then all the way up to, you know, the other side, which was, Essentially, just like, hey, Ben said it could happen. Ben said it at full circle that it could happen. And I'm like, he never said that. I was there. He didn't say that. It was just kind of funny, like, to see both sides, you know, just doing it. Like, if you look, if you go down that rabbit hole. And it's fun to just react, you know, because I was, I simply just said, release the script. Just release it. Why not release the script? Let's read that bad boy. I mean, obviously... My choice would be to, I mean, obviously the number one choice would be to it being made, but let's face it, most likely that there's a slim to none chance that that is happening. And, you know, and I always, I had to remind people that, hey, Ben in an, in, in, in an interview gave that script to a trusted friend, which was either Matt Damon or even or his brother, Casey, said that, you know, here's the script. They read it. And the advice was, if you make this, this will kill you. And it's like one of those things, because obviously during that time, that was when Ben was struggling with his alcoholism and he's doing great now. But at the same time, it's like he's running a production company. He just got married again. And you don't want him to fall back into old habits and the pressure and the stress of all that. I think Ben was always down for just making appearances like he did in The Flash. Something simple. And right today, and also Aquaman too, which we're not going to see. So I just doing a full movie where he was going to be, you know, just totally just within it. I, 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 I always have to, I have to, have to remind fans, you got to think about the person who is under the cowl. Okay. It's not, I get it. You want your Batman movie, but you have to remember that that character is being played by a real person with real problems and responsibilities. So my hope would be that, yes, the Batman script that he made and Jay Oliva, of course, helped on would get either made into an animated movie 
directed by Jay Leva. I've always thought that would be great or put in comic book form or whatever the hell. I, I mean, obviously when I said release this, then, you know, release a script, obviously that's even Jay Leva said like, we can't release it because WB owns it. It's just funny to just kind of like put something out there on Twitter and it ends up blowing up and then just seeing the reactions. People take, people take things way too seriously sometimes, it's, but it's, it, it's entertaining for me at least. So anyways, um, I'm rambling already. Uh, let's see. Zill, when Zach came to your stream, you asked about him about the new soup statue and the hand showing the five fingers. And he replied, that's something I'll tell you after. Oh yeah. No, there hasn't been an update yet. We'll see what happens. You know, we'll get him back on here soon. You know, Zach works in mysterious ways. Let's face it. So, I mean, I think if there was like, I, th <laughs> I mean, maybe he was just keeping it mysterious and it really, I mean, I know a lot of people were thinking that they were thinking like, oh, that means five movies coming back. And I'm like, no, that's not what he meant. I saw those theories out there. Uh, we got Mr. Haterade right here. Uh, hashtag James Gunn sucks. Of course. Good to see you, buddy. Lane. We soak the A's and the Giants don't. And if the Giants don't, you're see Oh, no. Shut your face. Shut your face. There you go. Everybody say happy birthday. Well, I asked, a, well, I asked him a very specific question. He replied, of course, he's a gent. You might want to check it, Dave. I don't know what you're talking about. Ask who? What? You know, sometimes I'm not, like, dialed in. Not dialed in on everything, so you got to, like, let me know. Hey, we got Legend right here. Good to see you. I don't think I've seen you in there for a while. All right, who else we got? Who else we got? Chino! The update is nothing since it's not going anywhere. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, oh, okay. It's feeling the full panel. Okay, it's feeling like a full panel kind of night. It is. It's definitely going to be that. So where's Rebel? I know. All right. Well, if 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 I mean, I know Zach just came back from Greece, but if he travels somewhere else, apparently Wales, um, expect it then maybe. I don't know. He's teased it. So I'm not saying this is like something I heard. No, that was kind of like put out there that he he commented on somebody and that and he said something about whales. I don't know. Like like the you know, whales in the what UK or whatever. Yeah. Jay Oliva. Okay. Um, let's see here. All right. Let me start getting some people in here, huh? Start sending out some freaking invites and start talking and chatting and all this stuff. Uh, so much to talk about. I'm sure, uh, you know, right off the bat, we're probably going to be talking about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at first, depending on who shows up first. Um, because, you know, that's the movie that just came out. Pretty much a lot of people have seen it. Oh, that's cool. Which I enjoyed very much. Enjoyed it very, very much. Good. All right. Sending, sending. Should probably already have these like ready to go. But I don't think that far ahead. Okay. Oop. Freaking warm in here. I have the air on, but I'm like, good lord. Or it's not on right now because it's yeah. All right, who else do I got? There we go. That one. 
Okay. That's all I got so far. All right. Should be good. All right. We're good. All right. Let's get some of these chuckleheads in here. Sure, I got my background up. All right, what's going on, Phil? What's cracking, man? How are you doing? Good, good, good. good. Shabby for a Friday. Right. How are you doing? Well, I'm all right. Love your shirt, by the way. Pretty, all right, pretty, pretty perfect for. I'm sure we'll talk about later. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. <laughs> oh it's man, like, what a. <laughs> yeah, I know. This week was like. I mean, it's funny. It's just never a dull moment when it comes to DC. You know. No. Never because it's just like, and then it's funny too. Because anytime like the week comes, I'm like, is there going to be anything that's going to be out there, especially now? But then it's just something happens, and then all of a sudden it's like we start off the week, or you know, we start off the week with Zach just going, Hey, go watch Blue Beetle, whoa, and everybody loses it. And then all of a sudden, hey, here's an old interview, uh, two months ago with Gal Gadot talking about Wonder Woman 3, Jesus, and then all of a sudden, Jay Aliba goes, Hey, if uh, you know, if it's okay, I'm going to talk about Ben Affleck's. Batman script and what Zach and I were planning on when it came to his whole story. It's like, I love it. Right. <laughs> I love it. Just a, just a whole week of just news that feels like you kind of already could have known, but it's like, Oh yeah, sure. This is nice. And then of course, you know, there is the, the turtles movie that we saw. I know I saw it earlier today. I know you saw it, yeah. but you know that of all that news today, I think the, the, the stuff that strikes the most, I sent it over to Craig who I do the eternal night with and like, He's not happy, like, at all. They just, like, because obviously there are a lot of bonehead decisions that went into, like, the thought process of, of, you know, not steering the ship towards that direction after Justice League. You know, whether that was the right call or wrong call is a discussion to this day that's still happening. So, like, I don't know. It, it's 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 nice to see people passionate to see them want a solo Ben Affleck Batman film. But to your point, like, I think a lot of people really kind of just forget about the fact that there is a human being underneath that cowl. Yes. That's so, the problem. That is That's the problem. The problem right there. It was like, people forget. It's like, remember what Ben said? And yes, I think he's down to still, was even down to still put the cowl back on, but not in the starring role and being like, I mean, being, I mean, I mean, I think if like, obviously, when he when it was all announced and he was going to be a director, I was like, wow, that's a lot to take on. And then it got to a point where it's like, no, he's not directing it. And then, of course, it, it got to that whole weird transitional thing where it's like, oh, Matt Reeves is going to direct it. Oh, Matt Reeves is doing his own thing. It was a weird thing. Right. But at the same time, when it was just announced that he was going to direct Ben's movie, I was like, that makes sense, because I can't even imagine, like, how hard would that be to wear that heavy bat suit and try to direct a scene? There's yeah, no freaking right. way that you're in. I mean, naturally, if it's a, a fight scene, you know, Richard Citrone will be, you know, in there. Right. But at the same time, right. it's like you got all this other. It's just there is way too much, way too much pref- pressure when it comes to when it comes to uh, that and him taking on as writer, director, producer and star. <laughs> It's like, you know, I think I think in a perfect world, if his film were to have happened, best case scenario, someone like Gavin O'Connor or anyone else yeah. he's established and worked with would have taken the over directing duties. Right. Like that to me just seems like the, the more likely scenario had, you know, there been a, a successful run of Justice League at the theatrical box office. But, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, it is. A, lo- a lot of people tend to forget, like, you know, 
the amount of shit he was going through through that time, which which also had a hand in him stepping away from the role too. Yep. So much, and so much there. It sucks because like you think about films that did happen, and it's like oh, Birds of Prey. And Birds of Prey, there's there's so many moments where you could have been like, oh, Batman could have showed up here, there, wherever, just as a nice kind of nod of connection, you know, or connectivity, connective tissue to some extent or another. Because obviously he was down to do it for Aquaman. He did it for Aquaman Part 2, you know, the yeah. Lost Kingdom. He did it for Flash. So yeah. it would have been it would have been cool. But at the same time, it's like Birds of Prey was made off the heels of Justice League. So there wasn't any room for him. And he probably wasn't even in the right headspace to do it. Which no. it just sucks, you know, because like that film is so centered in such a Batman corner of DC mythos, and yet he's not in it. He's only mentioned yeah. by name, right? Yeah, pretty much. I know, and that's what sucked too. Is like an interaction between him and Harley, you know, him and Margot mm-hmm. Robbie. That would have been so cool to, you know, would have been cool to see him. Like you said, it would have added some more connective tissue as opposed to just mentioning him. Right. But uh, we got somebody. Oh man. Somebody who has not been on for a little bit. Don't do this to me. God damn There he is, Mr. Travis. I like that. What drop. is up, sir? That's Look at that one. hair getting oh, long yeah. and full and it's just getting long. Hey. It's it's, it's, it's something. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's all right, but oh, look like at this. Streamyard has an option where you can join the chat while you're also in the room. Streamyard's changing every week. I never before when I'm looking at the YouTube chat, there's an yeah. option that says "blow the Joe in the chat." Wow, look at there that! There you go. But, I didn't no, know that either. Well, yeah, I that's I, oh, wow. I literally just streamed last night and I didn't see that. So literally, messages happen now. But it's good to see you. It's good to see you, gents. Uh, it's funny because uh, Dave and I we were talking today and literally I was like, "Oh, I see what comes on." I was like, "I think you should come." So okay, it's like perfect timing. So no, <laughs> I. I know. I hit up Travis and I was just like, hey, how you doing? And he's all like, good. And then, he, you know, we, we caught up and then he was all, yeah, I'm actually, you know, not. Yeah, I could probably just join the chat. And I'm like, well, that's one of the main reasons why I hit you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, it's just it's at? a it's that time summer where either it is vacationing or it's like like last week we did the Barbie drive in. So like when I get back, it's usually around the time where it's ending and stuff. So it's been fr- summers is always busy and stuff. But uh, it's good to hear be here and happy Friday and happy uh, long weekend to my Canadians out there. I don't think you guys have a long weekend, but no. we do. So we got what we is got what days, is the so. holiday? It's like there's like Saskatchewan day. It's like pretty much just. Every city has like their uh, a day or something like that. So it's just some made up one that I'll happily take. So, <laughs> yeah. hey, you know, we don't complain when we have our holidays. Yeah, that's for sure. And then, of course, we got Mr. Seek showing up right now. Nice. I like the almost fisheye kind of. You know, <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I got a new a kind of a new setup. So, yeah, I like it. Thanks. Captures the background. You got everything in the background and that's pretty sweet. I like it. Yeah, How you been? My Midnight Sun stuff. Yeah, good. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for being so patient with me. I I missed you on the last two, so uh, thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's all good, man. You know. Uh, and by the way, Travis, your Kennergy today is like insane. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I can't I can't live up to that, but I, I try I try my best every day. Well, no, actually, they're kind of the villain of the movie, so maybe don't take it that way. But uh-huh. who knows? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Work unfiltered, enough. my new my new social media friend, unfiltered. I I love seeing your post on stuff man oh thank you i appreciate <laughs> yeah, that i yeah. mean i'm kind of a unfiltered gent myself no nope. <laughs> actually yeah pun intended it's just yeah I, I i've actually just caught two different shiny pokemon and two different pokemon games today so that's super cool okay. and then i saw hey, save some of the rest of us dude Jeez. yeah right <laughs> turtles yeah, is great turtles oh god i can't wait to talk about that yeah same oh yeah. yeah we'll we'll jump into that did you see it travis 
Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, I was looking very forward to it. Good. So yeah, no, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, I guess we could just start talking about it right now. Um, I, I mean, I went in and just kind of was like, I mean, obviously the trailers impressed me. I love the animation style, even though like, man, just even watching it on the big screen now and just seeing how like, you know, obviously it looks great and it just has that unique style and you see like the little scribbles all over the place, even like, but I wasn't expecting like when like explosions and all this kind of stuff would happen, like the, I guess you could say, yeah, yeah, the explosion would go out. It would just look like somebody just scribbled it. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just so unique when it came to the animation style because obviously it's great that they do that. Not, not everything looks like a Pixar movie or DreamWorks movie. It's the fact that it's like, all right, let's come up with a unique style. Look what Spider-Verse did. They basically put th- wrap 3D on those old comic books. So mm-hmm. let's do something like that when it comes to uh, the Turtles. And I mean, especially when it comes to the Turtles. I mean, how many iterations have we seen of this? franchise and to just inject some freshness into it like that as well as even the story yeah i was i enjoyed the shit out of it well i think yeah i was watching on paramount plus the um turtle power doc which kind of documents like the entire history of how the turtles came to be kevin eastman or is it Eastman and laird i don't it's kevin eastman and peter laird yeah they so basically how they forge mirage comics and how like they're, they didn't expect it to be what it was and like kick off in no. the way that it, it was did. the toys. It was the toys that did. Right. And yeah. so Phil, what's that? What's that called? That documentary? I just want to ask it, him to watch I this. think it's called Turtle Power, but it's definitely on Paramount Plus. OK, OK. It's yeah, like Turtle Power or like, you know, something like that. Some 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 such or other. Yeah. But they've got yeah, all the Turtle, Turtle Power, films. the definite the definitive history there of the is. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. OK, there you go. It's such a good doc. And this film really just captures the spirit of everything that you've seen if you've been a fan of the turtles for as long as any of us have been i'm sure you know you you see the dna of everything in the turtles in this film brought to life from a modern perspective i actually really really enjoyed it the only thing i didn't really like too much was ice cube as Superfly, but that's neither <laughs> here nor there interesting i yeah. mean i the only thing i i was like the the thing that was like eh, okay but his what he wanted to do was like okay we've seen that <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. we have there. seen what he wants to do it's not hard to guess yeah. what he's wanting to do so but at the same time but I, I but again it was just it was this was different way to, to tell it but mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean it was cool like I, I i forgot how many like celebrity or like known voices are like in here i mean obviously when it comes to the turtles they are all just fresh new and actual teenagers which was like worked very well their dynamic was fantastic mm-hmm. yeah they, they do something I cute agree. i won't spoil who but in the end credits they give someone an introducing credit which i got a good giggle out of because it's someone that yes. does not need an introducing <laughs> credit you think the turtles would but no I, I i really enjoyed it i i i've liked the turtles my whole life but i haven't they haven't been like my top tier kind yeah. of franchise but i always return back to them i grew up with those live action shows like the live action movies were on rotation at my house quite a bit like i know someone said they hate secret ooze i i saw oh, secret ooze so movie. yeah i saw it so many times ninja rat for life but no it was very very impressive like what you're talking about dave is the screen's always moving which I, at sometimes was a little distracting sometimes there'd be so much going on i was like where do my eyes even focus right now because there's like someone's phone is blinking uh there's like a lamp post and that 
that's right there's like you said the scribbles so there's mm -hmm. tons of stuff going on so sometimes i was a little almost overwhelmed but it's definitely one of those i think it's worth also seeing on the big screen and great soundtrack as well just kind of remind me of spider-verse i don't think it had uh, as many original songs but it just felt like every time there was a needle drop like okay this this one i like the song but also just kind of fits with the turtles vibe they're going with and at the end of the day it was a story about the turtles and their relationship right and that's that's what you need to make a successful thing like the ninja fighting is great and the pizza is great and shredder or any villain's great but you need them to be a unit and have some sort of thing in the first 50 minutes they set you up for their like what their emotional journey needs to be in this movie so no i loved it and my kids who this was their first thing seeing turtles really ever they loved i can tell when we right. see a kid's movie where it's like oh like they're at the age where they like anything right so it's like okay yeah i like that but i could tell this one they really really like so i was like okay well i got a whole plethora of turtle stuff we can go through there's not a lack of content for turtles it's not like sometimes when kids watch something like oh yeah that was just kind of big in the 90s i don't really have much to follow up here but turtles it's like you got the live action movies you have i don't know what is there four or five six different animated shows like it's movies so i'll probably Video leave games yeah, yeah. i'll probably yeah. leave the platinum dooms one for last because i i you know the, the, that was all right but uh not not my style of turtles but yeah really enjoyed it see i know you're you're probably the biggest turtle fan here right now uh, yeah like 11 years ago um I actually got a dream came true where I got to create a comic book and Kevin Eastman did was nice enough to do the covers for me. And I have, I'm wearing merch, uh, of nice. that. Ooh. So this is Kevin Eastman's drawing. That's um, pretty sweet for my cover of soul star. And, uh, and he me, meeting him and be, and working with him and everything just made me even a bigger fan. He's the coolest guy in the world. And, uh, and I, so I follow him on Instagram. I watched him, you know, gearing up for this movie, how excited he got. And when I saw him get excited, I was like, Hey, that's cool. I mean, I know it's probably his job on some level, like he, you know, to get swept up in it and see a new translation. But this translation, I agree with every what you guys said. Like, I thought they they nailed because I saw people reviewing and saying like, "Oh, if you whatever you like about the turtles, this movie gives you none of that." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Hmm. Like, I think I think sometimes <laughs> people, I think sometimes people, they either get swept up in their own agenda, um, and they make they make comments about things when really they just don't want to come out and say they don't like the new take on April, you know, mm. or something. And then other times, um, you know, so they're disingenuous. And then other times I'm like, I don't think you know the kid. You, you may, Oh, you're, you're overthinking this mm. uh, because the turtles are, you got the smart one, the funny one, the, the, the reluctant leader and the, the badass, you know? So it's like, right. and they did all that. They and they did all that. And <laughs> they, they did all they that. Right. Um, so all the humor in the movie, I thought landed. Um, I love the aesthetic and normally, when I, I haven't been this excited for an animated film since Spider-Verse and I'm like already yeah. pre-ordering the art book for this. Like mm, I did Spider-Verse. Yeah, that'll and, be nice. Like I want to see, I want to just know everything because that scene where they're running across the roof and you have the moon in the background, it's not even a perfect circle. Like no. it's just like a scribbly moon. And I'm just like, this is amazing. And I saw the featurettes and they were like, yeah, we wanted this movie to not only have the voices of teenagers for the turtles, but we also wanted to look like, like it was animated by 14 year olds. And uh, yeah. and so well, you can tell like, by the adults, beetles. like they're they yeah. look very Tim Burton human esque when they're oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Their faces really were all cool. like effed up, and shit. yeah, like <laughs> yeah. sideways and everything. It's crazy. And the soundtrack you mentioned, the soundtrack, oh. yeah. Uh, oh, Atticus Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, Ross just yeah. killed it. Oh, so yeah. what, yeah. Was, what was hilarious? Yeah. What was funny is like, um, when I was obviously there's a mid credit scene, so we were sitting there, and then uh, and then I totally forgot. That uh, that that he and uh, what's his partner's name? Atticus, Atticus Ross. Ross. Yeah, like I forgot that yeah. they did it because when I was hearing some of that, ooh, ooh, and I was like, why does that sound like? 
something I know. Like when mm-hmm. I was hearing the soundtrack, I was going, the soundtrack is fucking awesome first off. But I'm like, yeah. why does it sound familiar? And I totally forgot. And when I saw that, I was like, I literally just like point. I'm like, that's why. And, and you know, stuff is like, huh? And I'm like, yeah. Trent Re- OK, me. so yeah. And they don't get talked about enough that duo for film scores. They've done some of my favorites like the it soul. The it reminded me of soul was amazing. Media. Yeah. Social, social, media, social network. network. Yeah. yeah it reminded like me they, a little bit of that. Yeah. They've done some of the best. And I feel like when you see Fuck people yeah. make their top 10 list stuff, like they're always in mind, but people don't talk about them enough. Obviously, because like I, Trent's obviously, you're always going to jump to nine inch nails first when you're praising them. But yeah, still, right. it's just like so they've created some of my f- favorite ones. And this, this was especially near the end battle because I feel like a lot of action music when you're fighting bosses can get pretty generic nowadays. It's tough because like, how do you ramp it up the action? But it felt unique and yeah it feels like spiders at the time but most of the time it's, it's quite different even the animation style like you can see yeah. it's like inspired like it looks like a comic but it doesn't really if you put them beside each other they don't look like each other at all that's I what know. i i like that's not a clone which i like the spider stuff i don't want people just to completely clone it they look like they took inspiration but did completely their own thing same with music and everything so well, what Hopefully. i like is we yeah. talked about this before i think on this show last time you had me on which was what i liked about spider verse is i knew because i saw that movie like I don't know, two or so weeks before it came out. And I, I had to bite my tongue because I was like, this is really awesome, but I can't go into specifics on it. And But I remember being like, this is going to change animation and it's going to hopefully inspire because we always get this house style. You know, we always get like Pixar and, and uh, Illumination and everyone kind of has their house style and no one takes a risk. And what I liked yeah. about Spider-Verse is it took a lot of visual risks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this now too, I'm like, this is wild. Because I even see people saying like, oh, the style of this movie is ugly. And I'm like, this... If if you're an if you're any fan of animation or film in general, like I feel like this, even if you it's not your cup of tea, you should still maybe appreciate or respect a little bit just how much work were put into this for for no reason. They could have phoned this in and done like a simple CG animation and you know whatever, but they didn't. They didn't cut any corners when it came to the look of this. Uh, so that's why I'm like blown away by that. those. You know, I uh, think Seth Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg were like. <laughs> We gotta yeah. make it all the different. <laughs> like, like, look, at it, look like this, uh, you know. Probably. I'm just and you're gonna play. Okay. You're gonna play bebop or Roxy, which yeah, exactly. you play. Perfect, yeah. right? Uh, but yeah. were you gonna say, Phil? I really liked the way they utilized live action films in this film. Yes, yeah. That yeah. was even so. Where they show some cutouts of some actors, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I just, thought that was a funny scene. That was genuinely really, really interesting <laughs> and funny. That, I love that. I love that. <laughs> I loved everything about the turtles and the way they interacted with each other, like their whole the brotherly love they had for each other was just top notch through and through. Yeah. And just the animation style was just, again, like you guys have been talking about, it's just been, and what it's, was cool it's too so engaging. Like, they took, they took one aspect of the previous iteration, which, you know, eh, um, was the fact that they try to make the turtles look distinct as opposed to yes. like, you watch, like you play the game or you watch <laughs> the old cartoon. They all look relatively the same, except for they have the different color, you know, and then the different weapons. But right. what I liked about the Michael Bay produced ones was the fact that, okay, they're not even like the same height right. size, and they have like different mass and different little attributes about them. Right. They took that concept and brought it here. And I thought, yeah, 
I'm glad they did that because, you know, Raph has got a missing tooth and he's bigger than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Donatello, of course, has the glasses, glasses. and then uh, Michelangelo had. Yeah. And yeah. they're like different. Michelangelo's like got braces and he's, you know, <laughs> they're like different sizes, too. And they're kind of it's it's almost like they're also kind of different turtles. Yes. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Which brilliant just yeah they look brilliant like making them distinct i think was again like an inspired choice because they honored everything that has come before them yeah and mm-hmm. like to your point i think i'm i'm usually a donatello fan but i walked out of this film just feeling like a raphael fan like raphael i've always been a rap fan always been yeah. a rap fan the wolverine of the group yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. all the rage and and, it, and i liked what they did with his rage here i mean he was just like yeah. he would just be like he'd be like ah he would just get riled up it wasn't like he was like a total yeah. dick yeah but, but it's like a 14 year old getting angry exactly yeah. it was just yeah. total just teenage hormone rage like let's do it like i want to fight i've been dreaming about this let's do it you know it was funny you know you know and there's been you know i remember with the uh the first uh movie i mean let's face it raph was that's why i liked about it because he was so angry at everything i mean he, there's even that awesome that awesome shot where when uh, i think is when splinter gets kidnapped and then he just mm-hmm. goes and like the camera like is like rotating around him shaking yeah. and i'm like jesus christ that's so intense but that was like raph because and he was always getting into fights and getting into like bullshit yeah you know it's funny wow. you mentioned that first oh, movie. Is that okay with you? Sorry. I watched it Thursday night. So I watched it yesterday, last night. And it was, it was the, the part that makes me laugh my ass off is like, to your point, when Raph fights Casey Jones for the first yes. time. Yeah. And after yeah. they fight and Casey throw, gets him in, in a trash can, he <laughs> hey, where are you going? And he just says <laughs> as loud as he can. It's, it's a wide shot over New York City. Damn! Yeah, because it's like it's like we can't have him cuss. Right. So no. when he lost like his his side like the, during the opening scene, he was like when they were walking through celebrating their victory, and he just mm-hmm. kept looking at his like, damn, like because he's so he knows like oh shit, I lost one of my weapons. Well, That's not a right. good thing. Right. He was very down on himself, but yeah, yeah, he does the same thing too when he just chases after Casey Jones. Yeah, you see that shot. Damn. And this one, because I, I don't want to. Are we talking about spoilers at all? I mean, I guess we can a little. I'm, I'm not going to bring up the the post credit scene, but I, yeah, I wanna, we don't have to. I, I think we yeah. can all guess. You can You'd guess. all figure it out the second, like five <laughs> yeah, minutes yeah. in. I mean, yeah. you're like, let's okay, face it, there's a certain villain that is not in here. Yeah, He's a pretty and... famous villain. Yeah. Um, Once you realize yeah. they're not in the movie, you go, oh, okay, I know what the credit's going to be. Yeah, you know? um, yeah, I think we could all figure. I mean, I, I basically was like, all right. Like when it's up, like show me him, show me him. There, there, there was an article that came out not too long ago talking about this film and the conceptualization of it and how they explicitly talked about said villain and like, oh yeah, we absolutely want to use said villain in a potential follow up to this. And it's like, oh well, okay, <laughs> yeah, pretty easy to guess to go from there, right? Exactly. Well, so what I was th- what I was gonna say was like a uh, Casey Jones, the cameo in this, uh-huh. um, like, uh, and it's funny, you, Phil just made a face. Uh, there's a scene where I must um, miss this. Superfly, is talking, Superfly is talking about. He's like, yeah, because there's this one crazy dude that was chasing me around, uh, and he uh, and he's like, and I, I beat him to a bloody pulp. And they show one shot of a guy running down an alley, and you couldn't see him clearly, but he had, he was carrying like a hockey stick, I think. Uh, oh, okay. So I was like, I didn't oh. even think that was I go, yeah. But I, I didn't I'm, catch I'm, I'm curious if, and I was hoping someone else caught it. So I was like, I was like, did I see it? My friend, I told him, I took a friend who's not a big Ninja Turtle fan to it, and he was like. Dude, that movie's amazing. I go, did you see Casey Jones? She's like, I don't know who that is. I was like, dang it. I'm like, I need to know if someone else saw him. 
um because they yeah they, Dude, you have I did not even put that together wow yeah yeah he's putting together he's saying this monologue when they're all at the bowling alley and he's like yeah this guy used to chase me down relentless for weeks he was chasing me and finally i let him catch up to me and i, I trapped him and we beat him up I remember that like, story casey jones yeah. would do yeah and yeah. i'm like oh that's great if they already set that up um but yeah i i thought the the one thing this movie did that because i was like what are you going to do different like with this movie it's okay they're teenagers and they're acting that's your interpretation you're leaning into that makes them different but what else is going to be different and what i liked is i like the the mirroring uh, i think that's a really good it's also reminding me of x-men a little bit with xavier and magneto where you had these two uh, leaders like in splinter and mm-hmm. superfly who the similar things happen to them and they in that moment where superfly says that line and it's the same thing splinter said to the boys earlier and mm-hmm. it made splinter realize like oh crap like yeah I, I sound just like this monster and i'm like that's so good. Like that's I didn't expect that level of like uh like heart and and realization and arcs in this movie. I went in going like, "All right, it'll be dumb fun." And it is, but there's a there's a little bit more to it and I like that. Oh, yeah, there's definitely some depth when it comes to oh, that. Yeah. And I I will say that at first I was like, "What are they doing with Splinter here?" Uh I, at first I was like, mm, "Not sure if I I mean, Jackie Chan of course, voicing, love Jackie Chan." Mm-hmm. But I was like at first I was going, "I don't know if I like this where it's like he's like that dad desperate to like have his kids love him and and then he's like acting like this." But then when it got to like the the final act, the third act, I was like, "Oh, right. there right. it is. There's a splinter." You. I mean, it just and I was like very very good storytelling because at yeah. first I was yeah. not digging Splinter and then when it yeah. came yeah. to like getting I was like, "Okay, they really built an arc for Splinter." Yeah. Which you don't expect like that much of an arc when it comes to him but uh we got to bring somebody else in right here that is the sexiest thing i have ever seen there he is. Of course, he doesn't have his camera. Hello. Come on. How are you going to no, introduce the, the sexiest? And yeah. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. Casey's Ken. And what a guy. What a, what a and right there. We got to love that. We got some. Oh, he's he's starting to OnlyFans. So that's why he's, he's going <laughs> to. You'll never see him publicly ever again unless yeah, you, you pay, pay the five to ten dollars. Yeah. Wow. All right. Send us a link. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, did you see uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I have not. Ah, damn. Sad face. Well, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, well, (laughs) thanks for saying hi. Uh, No, that's what we're just kind of talking about. That, of course, we'll get into uh, other topics too. But yeah, 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 you should see it, Casey. Are you planning on seeing it? I don't know. I mean, after the reviews, I've kind of changed my mind on it, but the what? first trailers just looked shit to me, so I was oh. not going to watch I mean, it. He's saying, yeah, he's more more willing to see it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd, first of all, I didn't like the fact that they were kids. And teenagers, case the teenagers, <laughs> yeah, in the name, They're kids, in the name. It's, in the name. it's not kids, Ninja Mutant. Ninja What's up, fellow kids? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the trailers just didn't look good to me. But after the reviews came out, if people are saying that it's more like Spider Verse and real creative, so that's what's uh, getting me intrigued. So, I might check it out. I liked wow. the uh, Bay produced ones. So, oh, <laughs> hey, that's okay. I, I didn't like the second like one as much because he's a Stephen, Stephen Amell. Amell fan, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't like that one much. Casey okay. was telling me how he, these actors shouldn't be on strike and they're, you know, they're all greedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
No, yeah, oh, I, I still have not got around to see that second one. I saw that first Dude, one. And I was like, so "That's enough it's for me." So and then I—that's what I hear. The second so, yeah. one isn't as good at all. Yeah, yeah. and that's—and that's, and that's scary because I didn't like I the don't first. Even remember, so. I really don't even remember much about it. I, I just like, remember like they—they—they they, they, they were like. But I remember when they cast Crank, Stephen yeah, Amell, yeah. which of course he's been in the news this past week because. Mm-hmm. Eek. Um, eek. But uh, <laughs> you know, he has failed the city. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I mean. Ah, uh, but I mean, the, for him as Casey Jones, I was like, I remember just when they cast him, I'm like, really? That was a choice. Him as Casey Jones, that was definitely a choice. And then when he watched choice. it, yeah. he went, "That wasn't Casey Jones." No. Okay. Yeah. No. That was a was... no. <laughs> See, I thought on paper it could be good because there's at times an arrow, yeah. especially when he has to play like the Oliver side. Wasn't. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I know that's wasn't. what I heard. It wasn't, <laughs> but I was like, and I saw him seen it. I'm like, okay, I could see maybe on paper. And at that point, I hadn't seen Amel act too much because so, I was like, maybe there's a side we haven't seen of him right because we've just seen him as arrow but then i just heard the opposite that it wasn't that so it's like oh, okay uh, you know yeah. didn't and it's i think that was supposed to be a big skyrocket to his career like as a movie star and it didn't really exactly. didn't really go that route yeah yep you're you're hitting the nail and on then, the head and, yeah and then even megan fox is april i i didn't even really like that casting because i was like that was ah. wild because that was like right after she publicly said i'll never work with michael bay again then she turned yeah, around and did that right. yeah. that was yeah. so yeah, they're weird all hypocrites they're all yeah. hypocrites very true, yeah, very well, true. at least some of them but you know but yeah it was just like it was a weird and then yeah i i don't know i just yeah didn't really i remember the only i remember my favorite scene from the first one of those was when they were in the elevator and they started beatboxing mm-hmm. yep. and you know and that, and i thought that was yes. just that was like i was like why can't the whole movie just be more of that i mean there was aspects of that throughout those movies but for the most part it's just eh, i don't know you know, it there's a part of me that wants to take like the best parts of both TMNT 2014 <laughs> and Out of the Shadows and just like mash them into one movie. Supercut, yeah. Just the uh, supercut of one, and then just save everyone the trouble. Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. Maybe definitely be a good idea. Oh, we got somebody else joining right now. Ben. Hey. <laughs> hey. Ben Everett. Mr. Going, ben Everett is here. What is going on, sir? What's going on, buddy? How's everything? Good. It's been, been a while. We're talking some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Have you seen it? I noticed. No, I haven't. I haven't. Ah, I, I was gonna wait until it started yeah. talking about DC stuff. I was. Oh like, yeah, we're we're, I, we're getting into that. I think no, we're wrapping I, up the. the yeah, the I wanted to get in community. early before I get fucked up because. <laughs> 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 ben has some things to say. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. I always have something stupid to say. <laughs> that's me. No, that's what it's all about. But, it's not uh, always stupid. Nah, not always. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that applies to all of us. You know what? I, I'm gonna let you have that one. <laughs> you don't get too many. Because you know what? You know I mean it with love. That's why. No, no. <laughs> He'll get you back later. Don't worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. oh, I, yeah. I know. I'm just letting well, you have this. He's one. like a receipt okay. for you. Yeah, the, <laughs> receipt free. Receipt. <laughs> no, but thanks for joining, man. But yeah, I mean, like overall, when it comes to, are you pl- you planning on seeing it, Ben? I haven't even seen Barbie or Oppenheimer. So. Oh, oh my God! God. You haven't what? seen the movie of the generation? I've been busy. <laughs> we don't have an Oppenheimer. No, well, Oppenheimer. Because my son is staying with me this week, so I was thinking about letting him stay with my daughter while I go watch it with my wife. Nice. So yeah, because it's difficult when you have kids. It's like, a perfect kids. date movie. Perfect. Yes. Well, Oppenheimer. You walk out feeling like shit. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, your your Over. kids will just go to sleep, and then you can watch the movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was yeah, that's the plan. Like during when... Florence Pugh scenes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, no, man, I'm going to the great. movies. I'm plan the pl the plan is for the baby to go to sleep. My son is is staying with with her, so mm -hmm. we could go to the movies and watch. Um, nice. And watch the movie. Yeah. If she, but no, you're not going to see Barbie. I don't know. You know, I've been wait for it. You can wait for Dude. it. It's yeah, already made a million dollars. Barbie is a must watch. Yeah, you've not seen it. it. You've not seen Barbie Land until yeah. you've seen it on the big screen, Ben. You gotta see it, <laughs> taste it. You, you know? have to watch Barbie in theaters. Yeah. Watch no, Oppenheimer. I want to see in theaters. If you don't, Ben, you're being sexist because you're not supporting Greta Gerwig. Who is <laughs> yeah, now it's a the woman director. director. Yeah, you have yeah, to see it, or people are gonna clip this and be like, "Oh, I didn't even see Barbie." No, don't no. well, I didn't. You have the Kent don't background. You're these male feminists over here. No, it's not bad. <laughs> I think, I think uh, I've been, I've been, um, <laughs> since the first trailer came out, I've I, I always been like, ah, I'm not impressed. <laughs> I might regret it when I see it on, on, on VOD. <laughs> There's much more to the movie than the trailers, though. So, is that right? I've, yeah, I've, I found okay. that very surprising. And okay, that was good. The only thing that attracts me is because it's supposed to be something. I don't have, don't spoil it for me. But <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time is um, uh, the Jim Carrey movie. Um, Truman uh, Show. Truman Show. Mm. Yes. How did the how the fuck did you know? I didn't even say that. It's like a read your mind. Ooh, <laughs> what am I thinking about Phil right now? <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't say that. On don't say it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, Ooh, that was kind of gross, actually. No, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it, like like Casey says. It's similar to that, where on surface okay. it's like, oh yeah, this fun Jim Carrey. Oh, he's in a world, but then as it progresses, you get a lot more emotional, a lot more deep. Because okay. I remember I saw it with someone in a second. It definitely does, David. Like the the movie is not a about near the end it's not about barbie and just escaping from the real world or whatnot right those last i'd say half an hour is about for both barbie and ken is different things now you got ryan gosson acting like a complete fool so it's hard to sometimes see well. the point but it's it's his arc is so good about relationships yeah. and even just being in toxic relationships of you know the sounds you know on vlog stream but like it's like knowing your self-worth and knowing when hey maybe even if you love a person you got to get out of this where barbie's it's all really about like it, it people are right in making the matrix comparisons it's like that right what would you rather do would you rather live in the fake world with steak and everything's great but you know it's fake or would you rather go to the real world well things might be shit and that's kind of like with barbie like you could it's gonna be shit you're not gonna get those high heels you're not gonna be in this perfect world you're gonna age you're gonna get you know sell it like weird barbie says but it's about that her you know what i've experienced it once i actually want to be in that world and do those things in age and not be in barbie land where nothing matters there everyone's just having a good time she wants to actually make a difference so i agree with casey that near the end it gets way more about life yeah. and uh, like appreciating yeah. life and the little things of life and uh and also but i'm not sure this i think would make be a make or break too do you like the movie zoolander i love zoolander oh. so i think if you like that really really dumb type of humor that's what at least Dude. the first half of this movie is it is this i was laughing zoolander. i was laughing throughout the movie my whole theater was laughing throughout the movie yeah it was Dude, so thing is like, feed in the school yeah, that, that's, yeah i that's mean i see i see what i see the uh correlation right there i do mm. but i don't know why for me it's just like a lot of the jokes just mm -hmm. did not land for me i don't know i just mm. didn't i maybe i just I don't know. Like, I see what you're saying when it comes to Zoolander, but for some reason, I was just kind of going, I never really, like, belly laughed. I had a couple, I had a few chuckles, sure, but I was just going, eh, I think it's trying a little too hard at some time, some point. Like, I don't know. Thinking about Zoolander, that when you, when I went to see that movie, uh, 
I knew what I, I was, you know, going to see. I'm yeah. not going to see a dumb, funny movie. But it, this movie has been so like a. There's some. Uh, it's supposed to be like an award winner and dramatic and has a message. It's not gonna be a award winner, I don't think. It, like, it I know people message, are like but... people are saying like, oh, Margot Robbie, you know, best actress, mm. Gosling, best supporting. I'm like, stop it. I think Gosling will sneak were in both, there. I they were Gosling... both so funny. Yeah, Ryan Gosling too. Like he was stealing the show for so many scenes. I think if Downey can get nominated for Tropic Thunder, Gosling can get nominated for this. Like supporting, <laughs> but if you better. look at that if you look so at comedic better, performances, though. that's where they usually know, sneak them in man. supporting. You know that they don't put comedic performances in. Like, give me a comedic performance that was in like lead actor. I don't know when last time that happened, I, I but in supporting, I, mean, I think I mean, it's going like to happen. Robert Downey transformed himself into this yeah. guy. He was so literally did, yeah. playing an so Australian playing a black guy. <laughs> yeah. So, he was I mean, and Ryan Gosling was still playing a pretty guy, but he was just ridiculous over the top and funny. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't. I can't. I can't <laughs> yeah. seem to do that. Oh, even the dog says, even, yeah, see? Even the dog's like, nope. Yeah, nope. Mm. There we go. Oh, we'll see. Head. Yeah, Margot, I don't think. But <laughs> I, I guess it all depends on the ones that are on. But I think Gosson's going to – I think he's going to sneak in there. I think they'll get – because supporting oh, sometimes is a weaker no, field. So no. I think so. No. Yeah, yeah. You guys saw oh, the news about they getting a sequel already? I'm like – Yeah, they already talked oh, about that. Yeah. Yeah, Not WB and ever dumb decision. They didn't fucking have no what options on these people. Uh, the way you know? I look Warner at it is like <laughs> Greta. Greta should just move on to whatever she wants to make next. Yeah, I hope so too. And you know, unless I mean, but then again, you know, when it came to Todd Phillips and Joker, I was all about not having a sequel. And then all of a sudden, he goes, "Well, I came up with a sequel, and it's this." And then I went, "Okay." I'm curious. So maybe yeah. if there's a, a, but then again, I didn't like Barbie as much as, you know, KC is his favorite movie <clears> of the decade. So, I mean, like I didn't, I didn't, I, I, I just answer. didn't feel the same. I didn't feel mm-hmm. the same about like as much as some people did. So I don't know. It's that's, that's, think- that's what's kind of interesting to see people's responses. Cause I was like, yeah, even my mom called me mama film junkie. It was like, it was funny. I was headed out yesterday to watch turtles she calls me as i'm driving and she goes yeah i just saw barbie and and i was like what'd you think and she was like yeah well i'm like you could say it's dumb it's dumb it's supposed to be dumb (laughs) like it's like it's okay it's okay to say it's dumb i mean it's like it's some people it's gonna hit on a different level you probably Mm -hmm. felt high did it just didn't hit at that level i get it the message and i thought the message was great and there's some good moments in there but overall it was like i didn't feel like it was the best movie of the year so far so i really like that the message itself was also for women and men it was not just for well that's what i said i said like it gets preachy about men but then it goes so over the top that it's making fun of being preachy and i'm like Mm. there's a lot of people ben shapiro that miss that you know (laughs) and like they start even from the first act that's like and i'm fine if there's a woman movie that the whole movie is just jokes about man i'm fine with that as long as they're funny jokes i can laugh myself but that's the movie the the movie's (laughs) both ways like the movie's constantly making fun of women as well there's literally a character that says men hate women and women hate women and that's the only (laughs) 
anything we can agree on. And that comes from a woman saying like there's yeah, they're yeah. always taking shots at women and men equally and anyone in between. So that's what I liked. It was like they're going after everybody. And I, I don't think Greta will do the sequel unless they just throw the bag at her, which they might do, because I think that's what they did with Phoenix and Phillips, where they were probably like, oh, I'm good. And then they got a good right. paycheck and they're like, sure, we'll do Joker, too. Why not? Because even the bombs, it doesn't like even if it's not great, it doesn't matter. They'll still get their money up front. Right. And that right. same thing with Joker, too. That was done. I don't know. Like for Greta, for them, for only months ahead of time to start negotiating a deal for sequel two. how in the first conversations when even before she started directing anything, did you not have her signed on? Like, we're going to option you for a seat. Like, how was that not even talked about till like May? Just dumbfounded. Like the actors, maybe, maybe not but even them. Why is there not an option on Robbie or Gosling? of like, hey, if you're going to do Barbie. Be like this, this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I don't I think, think I don't think any of us saw Barbie be this big, but I thought we all thought it would at least do well, right? Enough that maybe yeah. you do a sequel. So why wouldn't I don't you put know. In- we all thought Flash was gonna do well? <laughs> yeah, right. that's fair. Cool. That's fair. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, yeah except for Seek. <laughs> Seek's like not yeah. me. Yeah, that's fair. I think it. I knew it. But even then, if you think that you have an inkling a movie's going to do well, it's like Hollywood 101. You put an option on them to be like, "Hey, let's sign on for two, so we'll bring you back. We'll bring Greta back if we do this, or you at least do a producer." But they just have none of these people signed to a sequel. So either you don't get it, or all of them are going to get paid out the ass big time. Because now Greta was smart in that Variety report that came out today. If it was true that she said she wanted to talk after the movie came out, it's like, well, she's fucking laughing now. If that. That's the case, right? All the way to the bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My God. I mean, that's what's, I mean, it's great too. I, I love it when, you know, I mean, when it came to her previous, she did what? Little Women and Lady Bird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both like, uh, both great movies. And I just like it when, you know, somebody like, you know, it's like, it's like even Jordan Peele, like, you know, the way that he just like blew up and, you know, there's just, you have like these, these, and Jordan Peele can, you know, I'm sure he's been offered all kinds of, you know, whatever, who knows what superhero movies have been thrown his way or just big blockbuster things have been thrown his way. But it's like, you know, when it came to Barbie, I mean, obviously it was going to be something different with Amy Schumer at one point. I don't know. Oh, that yeah. would have that been that's not a billion bad. dollar movie. That's not yeah. a billion dollar. <laughs> that's, a, that's a flop. That's yeah, a, it's that's probably going to be a flop. Who knows what that was all going to be about. But the fact that when they, you know, when Margot Robbie was on, you know, on board, I mean, that's where you just go, okay, you have something here. And then Ryan getting Ryan Gosling, I mean, you have two, you know, two star powered actors and you're like, all right, and we're just going to make them look absolutely ridiculous, which again, that's, that's the part of Barbie that I respect. Maybe the jokes didn't really land for me, but I was like, how is it? I mean, again, it was like, it was like, one of those trailers that you see before Tropic Thunder that was made into an entire movie. That's exactly what it, <laughs> yeah. to me, that's what it was because it's that yeah. ridiculous, you know? So, but yeah, I, but a sequel, it's like, Ooh, now it's getting a little, but you never know. They could come up with something really good. Speaking of Margot though, oh, there was no. this one joke that was the funniest for me. It's when a serious scene is happening and a narrator says something. Mm. Yeah, that was that. Just oh yeah, was I know what you're so talking about. Fucking funny. Yeah, because yeah. about something about being ugly, and it's like, yeah, the <laughs> casting Margot Robbie doesn't really help with this yeah. whole joke being sold. That was so funny. Yeah. That was I did laugh at that joke because uh, I was thinking I was like also going yeah, really it's Margot Robbie and then yeah. boom sure enough the narrator was like yes we get it <laughs> we have Margot Robbie complaining about you know something with her looks when she's like the most beautiful woman in the world kind of thing so. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was it was a it was a pretty good joke. But uh, we got a couple more people that are going to be joining right here. We got Paul and we got Rebecca. Hey guys. Uh, hey everybody. Going? Hey Rebecca. Hello. Hey. hey. What's going on? Uh, we were talking turtles, but then we got into Barbie talk because you know we got two people that are you know all about Ken right here. We got Travis and uh, Casey right there. But uh, how you doing? How you guys doing tonight? Doing good. Uh, sorry for not coming on earlier. Um, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, today today's today's my birthday. Funny enough. Uh, oh, happy birthday! birthday. Oh, Thanks, guys. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday. Thank you. All right. Happy yeah. Birthday. So. So I got I got a lot of people uh, calling me and stuff and and everything. Um, so yeah, so I I had to I had to deal with all that. There um, you go. We got that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. Um, how, yeah. Have you done anything else like other today? Like anything? Uh, no, like, I, I I chilled I chilled out a lot. I actually talked uh, with a few friends about Mutant Mayhem about you know movies and people always uh, are are wanting my you know people call me to wish happy birthday but they ask my opinions about the movies and stuff too. So um, yeah. Uh, Mutant Mayhem. Uh, it's it for see for me. It's um, I'm looking at it in two different ways because I've loved the turtles since I was four. So I've seen so many different iterations and different ways that go about it and stuff. And um, uh, I I think as an animated kids flick, it's great. I know a lot of my friends. You know, they all have kids now and stuff. And a lot of them came away, or they nieces and nephews, and they all came away. And a lot of them loved the new interpretation of the turtles. Um, the turtles, for me, the actual turtles themselves were the, probably the best thing in the movie because they felt like real kids, which mm-hmm. the other versions I don't feel have really gotten across as much. So I've always I really appreciated that. Um, but I'm also like a hardcore fan, so like I I hate whenever they have Splinter and they negate the Hamato Yoshi aspect and the connection mm, between Roku Saki. I was feeling that too a little bit at yeah. first. Yeah. I can understand uh, that. Yeah. I mean, Splinter's still a good character in the movie for the most part. You understand like his motivations and what he wants for his kids and all that stuff. So I felt that was at least good because like the Michael Bay version, like there's really no characterization and they also throw the, out the Hamato Yoshi. So it's like, yeah, but, um, so, but, oh, but, oh, I, I, but oh, overall I, I enjoyed the film, but I didn't, love it the way that i wanted to love it and like and again i'm fine with the animated interpretations you know it's like spider-verse versus you know uh the tom holland stuff i'm at the point where i want the jim henson practical suits again i want Mm. i want i want that i want that 1990s movie aesthetic and that tone but like on a larger scale like like kind of doing the stuff that was kind of crazy but yet we're still in like a grounded like you know New York, but just under the surface is the Technodrome waiting, you know, some, something like that. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, some bombastic, but real. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. If that makes any sense. But, but what this was, was enjoyable. I enjoyed it. I understand why kids really loved it. Um, I felt really weird about the ending where they go to high school because that for me is like never happened. So I, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty interesting when that happened. Like when, yeah, yeah. we were, they end up, going yeah that was that was different i liked it i yeah I, I i agree with that i think it's i think for this version of the turtles it's something that you haven't necessarily seen before and i think it just kind of drives home a major theme that they want throughout this version is that they just want to feel accepted and they want to feel you know you know like they belong 
And I can yeah. understand that. Oh, and I, yeah. I actually thought that was really charming for this version of the Turtles. And I think had they done it in a, like a live action format, like Bay Turtles, I don't think it would have worked nearly as well. But I think the, <laughs> the, an the animation really helped sell that. Not at all. No, the animation was solid. It's just it's weird because I wasn't against them going to high school. But for me, it felt like it felt like that was like they had planned a trilogy and that was like the end of the trilogy. And instead they did it at the end of this movie because they're like, we may not get a sequel. So let's just do it in this one now. Because that felt to me more of like, oh, it's come full circle. They're fully accepted by humanity, and now they can leave the sewers. Like that's you know what's interesting about that. Okay. What's, yeah, yeah. No. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. no. I was just gonna say, like, you know what? Like, uh, sorry. Um, the, I was thinking, like, because obviously they have real teenagers doing the voices, and let's face it, mm -hmm. some of them aren't as deep yet. So it's almost like they were just trying to, like, hey, we got to do this. And then I even heard that they're already like working on the sequel possibly it's like yeah you better and get a series the, yeah and, and i'm sure we're gonna get to a point where donnie's voice is now gonna drop because he had the highest voice but i think maybe they were just like no let's do this now because let's get him there because if we were to do that later i don't know maybe that's just me like you bring up a I, good point about that though see i, I think i think about them so much as, as characters because <laughs> yeah. no i mean i mean literally i love dc i love batman but like right parallel is ninja turtles like that's how much okay. I, have. I have like all the toys and stuff like i mean i'm looking at it and i'm like mikey's the youngest he should be the one that sounds like a little kid the most ah. i know it's donnie he's the nerd and i was like i kind of wish they had switched the voice actors on that because okay. like mike mikey sounds more nerdish and um donatello sounds more like the little little brother like that they have to look after and make sure that he's okay and stuff like that because mikey always felt that way to me as like being mm. the youngest and, and the, kind of the most innocent of them so mm. so yeah like i mean that's how i mean but see, I'm like the old man, and I'm like I'm overthinking it <laughs> to the point where I'm like, how the how the fuck does Michelangelo have braces? Yeah, I, I know, and, I, and I'm yeah. like, how does how does Splinter and Donnie have prescription glasses? glasses. Well, yeah. But see, but see, glasses and groceries you can steal, which they show that they can do effortlessly. So that yeah, doesn't but, bother but you have to have a specific prescription to like see. You know, well, you, that's, you know. You go in there, you test a few different ones, you get the closest uh, one, and then okay. you run away. You know, and, and then you make them. You you cut it. You put. Maybe. I don't know about. <laughs> well, look, that. I don't know, Paul. I don't, <laughs> I don't think you grew up on the streets. I've stolen braces before. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I want to know. I want. Is like the Rat King. Is he like the the dental hygienist down there? I mean, has that not been revealed yet? You know, yeah. could but, be. But, they watched the video. That's how they got it done. That's maybe. Probably, that's another. They thing. very YouTube. well could have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but who's who's paying for the internet? Who's paying for their cell phone? I thought about that too. Yeah, I thought about that. I was like, "How are they paying for cell phones?" Right. I mean, I mean, look, like the 1990s movie, they have a fucking payphone in the layer, and it's like, but it's like, yeah, yeah, it's a suspension of disbelief. Yeah, but like, Donnie built their cell phones, obviously. Maybe, yeah. But see, like, if they if they just showed it briefly, like Donnie being like a master tech guy, like in the eighties mm -hmm. or in other iterations, I'd be like, whatever, fine. Like, sure. like it can be, it can be ridiculous, but if you have like a reason behind it, even if yeah. it's Ninja Turtles, like cool. So. But... Well, I, I, to go back to your thing about um the ending about them being in school, I thought that's so pivotal though, to the, their arc mm. in the movie that like, I, yeah. I would have hated if that didn't happen at the end uh, because I would have been like, why drag that out? Because Typically, in a like, and as you know, too, it's like the story is like, all right, let's this is what they wanted. And what I loved is that both them and April had these goals, and they realized, like, at a good chunk, like two thirds in the movie, that 
we've been doing this selfishly to get our goals. And, yeah. and w- which I really love that parallel with them. And, uh, and I was like, Oh, it made me like April too. I was like, Oh, this is great. She's got a great art. Cause she realizes that she's, you know, she's giving, she's given up her morals in a way to kind of become famous and become a hero. And the boys are like, we just want to run around school and, and be cool. And so we're only saving people for that reason. And I like that parallel there. So it kind of, you had to kind of end the story there because then the next story is as predictable as it is, is okay. Now they are accepted. So what comes with that? And then how do you fall from grace? So even though like, I know that's like a a standard trope, but that's what this movie was. It didn't like really reinvent anything uh, or, or take any major story risks, but it did have some surprise in there. At least that, that I liked for sure. But I'm, that's cool that you're a fan like, like me. I'm, I'm like you, man. I love these characters. Yeah. I, I, um, for me, it was really, it was a weird situation because like I, from like ages four to, I want to say six or seven, I was a big turtle fan and I had a lot of the toys or a decent amount of the toys, like a few of them. And, um, then like as time went on, like I lost some of the toys. I, I was more of like got shuffled away in like, you know, in like a toy chest somewhere. And, um, I never had any of the VHS tapes growing up. I always saw it on TV and then they stopped airing it. So they kind of just vanished away. And then in like 2002, 2003, it reemerged because the new animated interpretation came out and it was really weird. It was like, it was like a calling though. There was this uh, moment when I was in freshman year. And at that time it, it was, it was right around that time where it was like, like, like nerd culture was kind of reworking its way back in the sense of like you were having the stylized tees and it was okay to wear a t-shirt that said you like Ninja Turtles or right. something like that, as opposed to getting beat up for it. So, you know, for being a teenager that likes yeah. the likes it. So, but we had this thing where it was, um, it was spirit week. I don't know if you guys have ever had that in any of your yep. high schools and stuff. Okay. Absolutely but we had that. Okay. Well, just to, to give it for people who don't understand, basically each class is given a, uh, is, has a week to show that they're the most, you know, like, you know, they love the school the most or whatever the case is, but each, each class is given a theme. And so for that year, um, each class was given a decade. So like, you know, the freshmen got the seventies and of course the seniors got the eighties and, um, I'm in, I I'm, I'm in after school basically for, for uh, cross country and, um, one one of our senior runners comes in and he's like, he has like a Ninja Turtle costume that he's made because they're doing the eighties. And then he says Mm -hmm. to us, he was like, guys, you're not going to believe this. And it was the weirdest thing. Burlington coat factory has like, uh, like unused VHS copies of the original Ninja Turtles eighties cartoon. (laughs) And I was, and this was before the DVD release had come out, even like the first season. So I was like, holy shit. So I, I told my parents when I immediately got back, I was like, we need to go to Burlington Coat Factory. I have to find these things. And so we found, like, still wrapped in plastic That's VHS. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. So I got them as much as I could, as well, however many that they had there, you know, within reason. And my parents helped me out. And then I, I brought them back home and watched them. And it was like it was like reliving being a kid again. And since then, I've, you know, I've been consistent with it. And I've loved them ever, you know, ever since and stuff like that. But, uh uh, obviously, I got them later. I got like the Turtle Van, you know, DVD box set and stuff. And um, the first convention I ever went to, my mom found Peter Laird, like one of his last, probably like, you know, the last era of him doing mm-hmm. conventions. He was in mm-hmm. New Hampshire and I got to meet him. So I had nice. him sign like the VHS tape. Nice. And then and then like 15 years later, I got to meet Kevin Eastman and then I had him sign that. So <laughs> nice. 
Yeah. So I love anyway. the layered reference in the movie with the 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 hotel. It was it called the yes. layered. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's so cool. I mean, there's so yeah. many Easter eggs in this. Movie. Oh, there's some Easter eggs in there. Um, yeah. Rebecca, I wanted to ask. Did oh, you sorry. See- <laughs> yeah. Did you want to? That's okay. Did you want to <laughs> see? Did you see it? Uh, no, I haven't seen the uh, new Ninja Turtles, okay. but I I love that you bring up the VHSs, uh, Paul, because yeah. uh, I. I was only really uh, into Ninja Turtles for like the original cartoons and then the the Henson movies that came out. That was kind of the biggest part that I'd ever gotten into the Turtles. Um, but I remember them selling those VHS tapes at McDonald's. Uh, yeah. I, I, I remember say, having yeah. something. I, and I, I, maybe yeah. that's where I got it from. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I think those had like three or four episodes or something. So we would, uh, my neighbor friends and I, we would watch those over and over again because that's all we had so uh yeah. that sort of took me back to my childhood a little bit to to hear you talking about that story so i i i love the turtles i'm not uh deep into their mythology but if there's something out there i'll i'll try to check it out so uh yeah. if if uh if turtles fans uh think that this uh new iteration is good i'll i'll check it out i think yeah. i mean I, yeah it looks like it's gonna do pretty well it had it, the budget wasn't even that big i think i thought i heard 70, 70 to 80 yeah i mean i always complain about how like they when when you see like a bunch of known actors like you know get voice roles but then at the same time it's like well the main voices are the you know the turtles and right. you don't know who those guys are and i thought they did a good job when it came to that but and i'm just kind of thinking like well i mean it's seth Roy. maybe they just you know the the actors are like oh yeah i'll come in and they probably didn't get a uh you know dwayne johnson style paycheck when it <laughs> 50 million <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know so, yeah they, yeah they probably did a favor for seth because a yeah. lot of those, a, lot of those got a little scratch cool. and then that yeah. you know they were in for a day because you know a lot of the roles i, I would say ice cube probably had the biggest of mm. like all the probably because he's the big baddie yeah. but uh yeah i mean yeah when everybody else is just you know you're, you know, even Bebop and Rocksteady don't have like the, a big role. Well, and John Steady's like, Rocksteady, you can barely hear that as John Cena. At I know, all. right? So, so like, why did yeah. you, I hope they didn't pay him anything? Because like, you, you can't even tell. Like Rogan, you can always know it. John Cena, that could be Rogan. anybody that's being Rocksteady. Yeah. You know, yeah. speaking of those two characters, that I actually really appreciated how they were also tied into the whole TCRI yeah. mutagen, yeah, yeah. like turning them yeah. into mutants. Like the whole concept of how mutants were brought about in this world, I actually really like that. It's just superbly streamed lined tied to tcri and everything's through that and i'm just like okay that's yeah. that's perfect you don't even yeah. have to go through like this over explanation of like how oh how did this happen here it's it's just nope they're part of the, the whole mutant mayhem and it makes sense and even like i've been thinking about this since leaving the theater of like oh well how are they going to potentially factor into a sequel if they mm. just switch sides right like mm-hmm. and then even to take it a step further since tcri has such a heavy presence in this film and it feels like they might carry over into a second film could we see, you know, a callback to maybe Secret of the Use, Toka, and Razor? Oh, yeah. yeah. Been oh, I would that. not be surprised. Yeah. Sorry, I would, would not, not shock me at all. Yeah. I, I just want to recommend if any of you are interested, and I, I know I know uh, Dave Dave's Barbie probably knows what I'm talking about, but the I do recommend <laughs> I do recommend the, the two thousand I sorry, I know Dave Dave Barbie, I gotta I gotta distinguish yeah, here. Uh, the the Nickelodeon 2012 show really is, in, to, to, in, my, in my opinion, is one of the best iterations of the characters because it's it's That's made for three D one right. That's where they're kind of three D and blocky. Yeah, it's it's three yep. D. Okay. It's three D animated. It started in 2012. You got Rob Paulson doing Donatello. Um, it was uh, Jason Biggs and Seth Green doing Leonardo. You had um, 
Sean Aston doing Raphael and Greg Sipes doing uh, Michelangelo. I mean, but oh, wow. the the show that is a show that was made by turtle fans for turtle fans, and especially ones who grew up like I did, like watching the '80s interpretation. But they don't shy away from other iterations. They actually incorporate a lot of the other stuff from the comic books, from the video games, from uh, you know, from the the other previous shows. Like, I mean, uh, now there's definitely a love letter mainly to the '80s version, but it's it's still its own thing. It's kind of like it's kind of like if you were to compare like the uh, the classic Stanley uh, Spider-Man to like the yeah. Bendis Ultimate ul- Ultimate Marvel Spider-Man, basically. You know, yeah, like they're both yeah, both both very good interpretations, but clearly one is a love letter to the other. But it's 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 its own it's its own thing. But I thought a lot about that while I was watching this movie, and because mm-hmm. that show did it so well, I'm almost like ah, the 2012 show kind of did it better. But this is fine too. Like this is this is okay and everything. You know, so that's also where I'm kind of coming from. I'm one of those like with Ninja Turtles and I'm kind of like this with Transformers also like Mm. although I'm more forgiving with Ninja Turtles than I am Transformers Transformers I'll I'll be more critical Mm. but Ninja Turtles for me as long as you get the brothers right I like the interpretation and so in in that regard I've never disliked a take on the Ninja Turtles as in in other in uh, other formats than comic books I've always liked them like every literally every version of the cartoon or live action or animated uh, you know movies anything i'm always so when i went into this one i was like hey look as long as they get the brothers right anything else i'll kind of forgive and that's why i was surprised that i liked stuff beyond the brothers in this one whereas like the michael bay ones i like the brothers in them even though they're you know um i like their designs and i like their their banter i thought they nailed them for the most part in those movies so this one i was like wow cool i like to be on the characters like i like just beyond the brothers and that's what made me like this more than other interpretations but i still i love them all i can't I, i don't think you could I'm almost at the point now where I feel like, uh, like Batman, the Ninja Turtles can almost survive any interpretation. Yeah, um, you know, it, and it's it's funny you say that because people complain all the time about Batman and Spider-Man getting retooled all the time. But I mean, the Ninja you Turtles gotta. every every five years, there's yeah. a new yeah. interpretation. It's like, inherent. Yeah, yeah, it's inherent um, for those characters. I think that's probably the big difference why it's more accepting for the Turtles as opposed to Batman and Spider-Man because mm-hmm. it's just inherent that these characters get reinvented because it's like as as Peter and as Laird and, and Eastman did when they created the characters initially, like when they started the book, it was just a one shot. They kill Shredder in the first issue at the end, like so <laughs> yeah. when they when they right. had to keep it going on and, and you know continue a story and like you know not necessarily reboot but like rehandle things they you know they had to come up with a different idea and they had to come up with how to how to keep the story going so it was it it's always just been inherent for the turtles to get reinvented somehow some way in order to keep them not necessarily um minty for the for the general audience but like just to keep keep things going keep it fresh but just the idea of what they were going for just kind of not necessarily mocking superheroes but just kind of poking fun at them but also embracing them too and wanting to be them i think that was also very inherent with this film of them wanting to be heroes oh yeah Yeah. like spider-man and batman like because they have these longer histories like they there's a root of classic to them like oh that's classic spider-man that's classic right. batman and 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 you get caught onto these like ideals or specific things of the characters that you love and that kind of becomes your version of the characters whereas ninja turtles like i said you got the smart one you know you got the leader the reluctant leader you got the the badass and you got the funny one and mm-hmm. as long as you stick to that and you add something fresh to that element um mm-hmm. you can like a cell phone you can update them you know every couple years and because uh, they they kind of 
are products of uh, like the technology age, like video, you know, 80s and onward, where it's just like every couple of years we make these great advances in technology. So the turtles almost have to reflect that on some level, but also yeah. keep that core of who they are as characters. And exactly. so you're, but you're right. I think because of that, people accept it easier than yep. they do like Batman and Spider Man, where they get latched onto these like kind of classic versions that they love. Yeah. yeah totally like that i was even thinking that too i'm like like when i my my first reaction i was like yeah the dynamic between them that's what you that's that's what you have to build from is that mm -hmm. i mean essentially you know you could do stuff with you know splinter which they've done change it up you could change a lot of things up but it's always just that core you know the four of them you have to believe that they're brothers and how they work together as a unit sure they you know obviously mm -hmm. this is like an origin type story so it's like they're not going to be they're not going to be you know fully you know a, a finely tuned machine but man right. there's a badass scene when they are like doing their thing and i was like yeah you see their first fight in this movie which i was yeah. like i don't think i've ever seen a first fight for the yeah. ninja turtles like uh you know besides maybe yeah. some of the the animated stuff where they kind of do flashback stuff so i'm like this is cool like you're actually want i'm like oh who's gonna survive yeah <laughs> who's i think it beat up I think the 1990 version, it's always kind of forgotten because the lines almost kind of like, like, like pushed aside almost. Yeah. But yeah. Like the, it is like their, I think their first night out in the, uh, in the 1990 version. But mm, of course, yeah. you know, you don't see any fighting. It's all, right. you know, obscured. And I think as a kid, you're just Ninja. like, oh, cool, Ninja. Yeah. But also, yeah. also practically because they realized that setting up all of the 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 moves and everything would be too expensive so let's just do it under <laughs> under cover of darkness and it'll look cool it'll look way better yeah yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Definitely definitely. so basically what we're saying for you know casey and rebecca go see the movie yeah i'll, I'll have to ben. check it out yeah and ben and ben ben has to see barbie first but ben still has to see yeah. barbie did you see you barbie order. rebecca I ha I'm actually going to go see Barbie tomorrow. I've seen okay. Oppenheimer, have not okay, seen Barbie. Okay, so you saw Oppenheimer. What did um, you think of Oppenheimer? I I really liked it. I I yeah. thought the uh I mean the Manhattan Project sequence is kind of yeah. the most visually spectacular. Um uh some some of the uh some of the hearing bits sort of at the end I thought could have been a little tighter. Uh it got kind of uh talky, talky bits yeah. at the end. Mm -hmm. Got a little uh, I got a little lost in there. Um, I could have done without the uh, nudity and <laughs> some of the uh, more mature things that were in there. Um, but on the whole, I was uh, really uh, happy with the overall product because I think it felt good again to see a Christopher Nolan uh, film in the theaters. And I thought the ending was great. Uh, the, the acting was was fantastic. So um, overall, it, even though I didn't care for the the nudity bits, but um, uh, but I thought it was a great film, and I saw it in IMAX. So I'm hoping to go see it in a couple of different uh, formats. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go see Barbie. I'll hopefully go see. Uh, I want to go see Haunted Mansion um, yeah. because uh, my my brother is a big fan of that ride at Disney World. So uh, it's a good ride. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm gonna go check that out. If you've never seen. Um, uh, it'll have to have a, a, a high bar for the Haunted Mansion movie because the Muppets Haunted Mansion on Disney mm. Plus is fantastic. Really? <laughs> it's actually, okay. yeah, it's, it's a actually, fun special. It's yeah. actually great. I'm a huge Muppets fan and I've been disappointed for a while about the, like the Disney Muppet stuff is not really, it's been kind of hit or miss, but that mm -hmm. Haunted Mansion Muppet thing was really good. So okay. uh, I hope that the haunt, the new Haunted Mansion movie kind of lives up to that because it really set a, a high bar for it so there's there's a lot of great movies out. i haven't seen the mission impossible movie that came out so i'm, I'm kind of behind on everything 
Well, I mean, it doesn't help that everything is just like bam, 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 bam. I mean, let's face it. I mean, when when they talk about, you know, what happened when it comes to certain blockbusters or certain things, it's like, it's like, hey, you got to realize that there are people that are busy. And when you have a new movie that's like every week, it's not going to be, it's not going to be easy. I mean, like, you know, you know, schmoes like me, I'm, I'm there all the time. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. But there are people that have family and kids and have to work at all that. I mean, that's the thing. It's like they really have to look into that aspect of like, and I hate it that they cram everything. I mean, Dead Reckoning, it might be my favorite movie of the year. I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Great. Everything about it was just, I love the franchise. But the fact that it came out a week before Barbenheimer, it got fucking buried. And now it's like, it's not even going to make a half a billion. And everybody was like, this Tom Cruise is going to make a billion. I was even being told that like from people that like were in, Oh yeah, we're hearing that it might make a billion. And then all of a sudden, like the next week it drops like almost 70%, 60 something percent. I'm like, yeah, Barbenheimer. Yeah. Yeah. And they were too scared of indie. They should, they get yeah. indie came out, didn't do as well as it should have. And then the next week it kind of drops off. They should have put it that second week of indie, but I felt like they yeah. thought, well, it's Harrison Ford and Zana Jones. Let's, let's say two weeks away from that and let's do Barbie and Oppenheimer, but they should have, or they should have just pushed August. I know not many movies go to August. There are some big success in August. I don't but get usually, that. I don't get yeah. that. Well, I think the studies are because they, the two things are people saw a bunch of movies in the summer and people are spending for money for back to school season that's why so that's why historically you have movies like guardians galaxy one and suicide squad 2016 that did really well in august but if you look at the top 10 i don't think it's that impressive other than a few movies before it used to be january and august that were always the dumping grounds for movies so that's where yeah and september yeah so that's that's where they should have they could have done that, but I think they just said, ah, oh, no, like those two won't be as big and let's wait for Indy. But they just, there's just too much together. But August and September is pretty light. So maybe they all movies can well, kind of make some money back. So. Well, then you also got Haunted Mansion, which I'm like, why didn't you release that in October? I yeah, know. that's what that I was wondering. Zero right? sense. That, 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 that didn't even no make a whatsoever. splash. I mean, it just kind of. And it was like, I didn't go see it. Um, I was actually going to go see Talk to Me, the the other horror Mm -hmm. movie, uh, which apparently, I mean, obviously when it comes to box office and, you know, budget versus the return, that movie's, I mean, let's face it, horror movies are actually thriving big time this year because low budgets and people are like, can we just go see something different? And, you know, even the last Insidious movie, which didn't seem like it was anything big, but it's, it was like 16 million dollar budget it was patrick wilson's first directorial debut which is cool and yep. it's already made its budget back and then it's, some. it's, it's the biggest out. insidious movie of yeah. all time it's 170 <laughs> plus million yeah That's which crazy. like for the fifth installment of the franchise to be the yeah. biggest one because i look back and but yeah like that. the first one's like 120 and yeah no it did but yeah. that's smart when you're making them for 16 20 million like it's oh, yeah. nothing like look at smile last year made like oh, 50 times the budget back like it, it's yeah. smart that way so I almost wish that they had actually played if I mean, I mean, Tom was probably trying to play nice with Disney as well. But I think personally, like I wish the Dead Reckoning had come out the same week as Indiana Jones, because I was, you know, as you guys might remember, I was kind of let down by Indy yeah. five. And, yeah. Dead, but Dead Reckoning, I mean, Dead Reckoning was basically like the the student has surpassed the master because like, you know, if Indiana Jones is any inspiration on those Mission Impossible movies, it's it's it, very clear in Dead Reckoning, you know, as yeah. well as like Uncharted yeah. probably. But, you know, like, I mean. 
it's I'm I'm in charge of the game, not the not the yeah, movie. Yeah, I know the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, watching watching Dead Reckoning Part One was like a breath of fresh air compared to Indy Five. It was like it was like no, this is this is solid practical action. I can clearly tell some of this is a little bit you know CGI, but him him doing like the you know um, flying off the bike and everything that's all that's all real. So I'm like I'm I'm down for any of that, you know. Uh, but yeah, I I I think. I think uh, there's still obviously uh, when the strike ends, they're going to finish part two and Tom Cruise is probably going to make very, very sure that it has, you know, a proper place wherever it goes, because, you know, <laughs> Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer taking the IMAX screens from him for Dead Reckoning mm-hmm. probably hurt that movie so much because 100 percent. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and it's a movie to see in IMAX if you if you had totally. the chance. Totally. For yeah. sure. I just yeah. feel like too with Mission. It's weird because you're coming off Top Gun and Fallout was so great. I just know in my personal life, like I didn't hear anybody talking about not good or bad, just not on people's radar this go around, you know. And I, I'm not saying the franchise is done, but I'm very curious to see how Eight does and if they kind of take. Because there was a time where Cruise would do one, and then there'd be like a four to five year break, well, right? But now, yeah. now there's always like every three to two years, and I wonder if it's kind of that thing where now they almost feel less special because well there'll be another one in two years and you don't want it to be that way. And I wonder, cause not, like I said, I don't know people that now it's like, oh, I'll get to it. You know, like I'll see it at some point, which that was not the case with Top Gun last year. That's not the case with Fallout. Fallout, I had so many people like, oh, I love that movie. But I asked me, oh, have you seen, oh, I'll get to it at some point. It's, oh, very yeah. surprising. You just, for, I think we gotta, you gotta compare like what, what was like, uh, like, like ghost protocol, rogue nation, fallout. What were they up against? Like, what was that? I mean, where's Steven at? I mean, he's good at that stuff. He'd probably be like, you know, and analyzing like every little thing looking yeah. at graphs looking at charts and all that stuff for like and he could probably break it down in like an article or something like that. maybe i'll pitch that to him um and but yeah it, but it's just like i said it's just it just seemed like so many things are crammed mm-hmm. in the last uh you know few weeks especially it was just like so many things and then and then you got this barmanheimer thing which i think everybody was like all right i'm gonna pass on indiana jones pass on the flash pass on you know whatever to wait for this weekend because this is going to be because it's not only that all right yeah i want to go see it but then you also have the aspect of people that well i don't want to be left out of the conversation Mm -hmm. you know like you want to talk about even though if you don't like barbie or you didn't like you want to be part of the conversation and everybody's talking about this so you know there's always that aspect of it too and i think it was just and i mean a lot of us probably thought oh who's gonna fold barbie or oppenheimer they're not gonna release them on the same weekend and here we are so now i'm you know yeah, and then I, we've true. even talked about this before too is like what else is gonna be are they now studios aren't gonna be afraid to do this they have like two polar opposite movies like going up against each other that are potential blockbusters now it's like, oh yeah, it works, and you know what Hollywood does—it works, so it must work again. Yeah, yeah. it'll no, fail a bunch no, of times. Yeah. And that's then why I'm going to go see yeah. Saw Patrol. Well, yeah. that's what people are trying to make that happen, but the very difference oh, is like, I know people. Of course, there's a big difference between the Barbie Oppenheimer audience, but you could feasibly see people wanting to see both. You yeah. can't have an audience of most people like myself. I will see Paw Patrol with my kids. I'm not walking to Saw right after with them, right? <laughs> where most people I saw Barbie with are the same people I would go see Oppenheimer with. So that's where you can't that's Saw fair. Patrols that like you can't have no kids are sneaking and vice versa. You know, I don't think the Saw fans are going into Paw Patrol seeing oh what superhero powers have they got this time? You know, you're wrong. Yeah, with, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess so. Maybe I'll be, be watching Saw Ten and just be covered with five year olds. Like what happened here? <laughs> as far as far as far as the Tom Cruise things go, I've been thinking because like uh, one, so I I haven't seen a lot of the Mission Impossible movies in general, but Fallout I saw 
because I was dragged to it because my brother was in town and stuff. But I remember before Fallout came out, there was an advertisement for that movie in front of every film. It doesn't matter what <laughs> film it was. I saw that I saw that I saw that commercial or that trailer like a hundred times, whether I wanted to or not. And I said to myself, I was like, I'm never I'm never fucking watching this because it's it's annoying the shit out. And then my brother, of course, came into town and I had to watch it. But Fallout to me was actually a better movie than Dead Reckoning. And yeah, I think that I, yeah. And I think that definitely helped it on top of Henry Cavill and all of that, which I think definitely True. helped as well. Yeah. But um and as far as like what, what has uh, he done? What what other movies oh, has I he been in? I don't oh, know, but uh no, but Top Gun Maverick, I mean, look, I don't give a shit about Top Gun, and I thought Top Gun Maverick was incredible. Like, yeah. and so I can only imagine like all of the 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 older dads who saw Top Gun in theaters, like what they felt watching that movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, they probably went to go see that thing so many times. Even I thought it was amazing. I I thought it was going to be a big success. I didn't even uh, picture it was going to make over a billion dollars, like at, at the level that it was. But the uh, but Dead Reckoning, I think, was just it was just a rough patch where it was. It was just badly placed, and yeah. um, and Dead Reckoning wasn't as good as Fallout, so it didn't it didn't have the same oomph or whatever. Yeah, that word of mouth, yeah, that you gotta you have to yeah. see it. Yeah, everybody yeah. was like, you have to see Barbie and Oppenheimer. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, which is kind are... of funny with Top Gun and Barbie. I feel like that's two years in a row. The biggest movie of the years aren't going to be the one people predicted. I think people thought Top Gun yeah. would do well, but well, okay, I guess Avatar. Sorry, of course, sorry, James Cameron. But <laughs> still, no one thought Top Gun would be that big, and no one thought Barbie would be this big. So that's two years in a row. These movies that are kind of like snuck under the radar shouldn't have been the one of the biggest ones, and they are. So yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. I have, a, I have a transition question. Okay, uh, and I'll, I will start with Rebecca because I you didn't see the new Ninja Turtles, but did you see Batman versus Ninja Turtles? No, but uh, oh, that's great. definitely something I would be interested. in. Oh, it's a great in. movie. It's yeah. such a great. Movie. I don't think I've even seen that. No, I, I have. have. Is, I that, have. is that streaming on Max? Is that somewhere I can watch it? Yeah, I think it's on Max. Maybe. Yeah, okay. um, yeah. If you get a chance, check it out because I I figured well maybe this will segue us into DC talk too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put <laughs> oh, yeah. that on my radar. And make sure I got it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say like uh, when we brought up, brought up, brought up, brought up, uh, you know, little blue beetle. That's the next thing, and oh, you know, know, that was look what, look what, uh, you know, somebody tweeted out at the be the beginning, and it that was like one of those things where you go, oh, okay. I did not, I did not expect that to happen. I yeah. was, uh, I was flabbergasted oh, by that. Um, but that tweet got more notice in two days than. James oh, yeah. Dunn tweeting about the Superman cast. For, oh yeah, of course. No, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, um, it's hard to not recognize stuff like that. I mean, it's it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, you know, is it going to fully help the movie? You know, maybe it'll give you it know, a slight boost. Bef- but right before I went and saw Turtles, I got popcorn. And I got a drink, and I had seen the Blue Beetle merchandise. Yep. So I casually yeah. asked the person behind the counter. I was like, "Is this?" But I'm just curious. Is this stuff selling well? She's like, "Oh, yeah, it's yeah. selling really well." And I was like, "Oh, that's that's really good. Good. Mm. I'm hopeful for it." I uh, I wish Andy was here because um, I I wasn't going to check out Blue Beetle in theaters. I was going to wait for it on on video but my uh some of my comic book buddies they're you know they, they wanted to see it because they like the character and stuff so they 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 bribed me they bought me a ticket and they're gonna <laughs> buy me dinner i guess i said guys you don't need to do that oh, and they were like no, no, put no. Out now. yeah so they're like you gotta come with us. i'm like all right i guess it's, I'm it's gonna be your this year's fallout then so um so yeah so i'm guess i'm gonna be seeing opening night in imax but yeah like i i don't nice. think 
I don't think Blue Beetle will be terrible. Um, from all the stuff I've seen of it, it looks to be at least as good, in my opinion, as maybe the first Shazam movie, which I thought was actually pretty solid. So yeah, that's, I think it's a good p- comparison. That's the same bar I have. It's like a fun, kind of good time. So yeah, with family. and yeah, yeah, with family, yeah, with family. If Vin ah. Diesel, if Vin Diesel doesn't show up, it might stand a chance because that's <laughs> going to be too on the mark. It's gonna, it's gonna break the immersion, you know. So, but, uh, but no, I just. I, I just I just still feel like it's not going to do the best and it won't get assimilated for later and I just I feel bad about that because I like the guy the kid from Cobra Kai and yeah. The, yeah, the, sure. the effects look good and you know all of that. How do we know how much of it is shot in IMAX if it's being shown no in IMAX? Idea. Is- Probably, Probably not, none, right? Because oh. it was supposed to be on Max, right? So I oh, oh yeah, yeah. I bet <laughs> you didn't. That. They're yeah. just going to upconvert it, I guess. Okay. Probably. But yeah. I usually don't like to see IMAX uh, unless Up-converted. it's actually shot in IMAX. You can tell. Yeah. Does, does anyone know if Oppenheimer was fully shot in IMAX? It sounds like it was. I think it, it was. was. That's yeah, why that reel is fucking massive, but it keeps breaking IMAX theaters because of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like the reels are like ridiculous. Like They're not geez. built for it. Yeah. yeah. It's actually a really good thread on X that is detailing pretty much a lot of like what did happen in regards to like real factual events you just as opposed act, to how like they were in Twitter. Yes, you yes, it Twitter? is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just say yep. Twitter. Uh, yeah. Either or. Still, I Twitter X. I can't. I can't. Okay. I mean, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Elon. I can't. I can't. Did you guys just just side topic? Did you guys see the whole thing about where he put the X on the building and yeah. it was so obnoxious and the the lights. Where, yeah, and then like they I took sh- it down. Yeah, uh, yeah. I showed uh, I showed the girlfriend that I was like, this, like, look at this dick. He put it up like that. Can you imagine <laughs> that? And I'm like, you just kind of go like, why? What was the point of that? And you kind of go like, man, it reminded me of that episode of uh, Seinfeld. Seinfeld with the, with the red with the red light. Yeah, yeah, with the yeah. red light. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Anybody like within that block is like, fuck you, Elon Musk. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I get it. He's probably trying to. I don't know. You know, I, that guy's on a whole other level. Like, again, I think he's an alien. Um, you know, <laughs> Zuckerberg is a robot. Um, so, you know. The, what, is Jeff, what is Jeff Bezos then? What does that make him? Jeff an Bezos, like a, he's a humanoid. <laughs> humanoid. <laughs> he's yeah. part alien. Yeah. Jeff Jeff Bezos is just an asshole, but he's at least like a guy that knows to stay quiet and stick to his replicant. job. He's uh, a replicant. There you go. Oh, yeah. fuck. It's Zucker, yeah. Zuckerberg. Amazon can afford it. Zuckerberg and Elon just seem to keep doing things that they think that fourteen-year-olds would think something is cool. Kind of, right. like, that's kind of know. how it is. Like if you had the money, yeah. why yeah. wouldn't you do it? Though? I was gonna yeah, say that might be me too. Yeah, yeah, I might, I might do. I it. mean, yeah. if you just like you have the money and you're just like fuck it, let's do yeah. it. I mean, Elon's basically, you know, he's a he's the biggest shit poster and he owns the damn website. Yeah, he posts just stuff and you're like, you're like he posted something about like. I love Canada, and he was holding his jacket up where it said, "I love." Oh, I know. I like, that was oh. awesome. <laughs> oh my! Big pastime here in Canada, so it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's right. There you go. Yeah. Anyways, but uh, what were we going? Blue, oh, yeah, we Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle, Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people had some theories. Um, you know, obviously you got the you got the people that are like, "Oh my God, he's doing it because they sign a contract," and he's, he's back. Gonna, He's back. He's yeah, going to restore the universe and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, it's not, it, how is it not obvious that, hey, um, full circle happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pamela mm-hmm. Abdi, Michael DeLuca helped him out. We got, we, you know, some of us here, you know, got to see 
all that in IMAX and glorious oh, IMAX and got to have a break. awesome week. Yeah. Awesome <laughs> weekend. But that was because, you know, and even Zach said on here that he's like, yeah, it was because of Warner Brothers, the new regime, specifically those two that helped them out. So I think it was just probably like because none of the cast cannot can't even talk about mm-hmm. the movie now. So it's like, hey, I was planning. I, and I, you know, and when people say like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Is he actually going to go see it? It's like, yes, that goes and <laughs> sees movies. You know, I've said many, who many cares? times. Why, why does it matter if he sees it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's like, but it's like, yeah, it's a family movie. Zach has a big family. He is a fan of the Shazam movies, and it's like, yeah, he's going to, yeah, that was genuine, everything. So why not just promote it to just to help it get a little boost? He wasn't paid. He wasn't sent money or anything. No, it's just the kindness of his own heart, the fact that they helped him out, too. And it was like, hey, you know what? I'm looking forward to this movie. Here you go. I'm going to help it. I'm going to try to help it out the best that I can. Just like all of us are trying to, who want to see it. We try to promote it, put out things as much as possible because, you know, we want to see this movie be a, I want it to be a sleeper hit. You so know? do I. Yeah. So, so do I. I have, I have one theory. And again, okay. I don't, I don't uh, disagree that Zach will not, you know, that he'll, I mean, he's definitely going to probably see the movie if he's promoting it himself. Like, I think, yeah. I think he'd take his family to go see this. Um, but, there is the, uh, the um, him waiting for the rights to get uh, Sucker Punch. Uh, oh yeah, he talked about that. Oh yeah, fair. Do his director's cut. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past Warner Brothers. And and this isn't on. And this isn't on um, the the two uh, uh, Pam and uh, Deluga. Uh, you know, there's be like, hey, do us a solid. And we'll let you we'll let you put out your director's cut, like because though because they make money from it. Zach gets his version out. Everybody wins. There's you that know, every, too. You know, I'm just saying. But I do think Zach would see would see the movie. So yeah. I'm, I'm putting that out there. Well, that's what but, it, it, again. It's like again, it's one of those things where it's like he was always planning on seeing it, but then it was like okay, when it came to certain things, like yeah, okay, I'll promote it. I mean, that's an interesting one too. I do I do remember he's saying on here there was something about like the fact that the TV rights had something to do with it too. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. has, to wait, he has mm-hmm. to wait for the TV rights to yeah. finish yeah, he said that on Daystream a while ago. Yeah. yeah. Um I but. think that was I think that's supposed to wrap up soon because that's why the talk is coming back yeah. now if I'm talking about the director's cut mm-hmm. because that's like pretty close. I think he just wants to let that be known. So I mean you know but yeah. I- I agree with Dave. This I think this is more ha- it has to do with uh, the whole uh, you do one for me, I do one for you. Where uh, Warner Brothers allow him to play that the movie in IMAX for um, SnyderCon and other things, and mm. also um, like Snyder, um, what is it? BBS and of course yeah. Men of Steel. Yep. Um, as far as the the whole thing with the tweet, uh, I I'm not. This is not to downplay his uh, his. His greatness, Uh-oh. because Uh-oh. we love Zack Snyder. We all love Zack Snyder. Get him, but, I just, but I'm just trying to be a little bit objective about this because the thing is that he tweeted this out, right? And this is not again. This is not to downplay Zack Snyder. Uh, it, you know, when you tweet an image, it takes it gets a whole lot more views than a link or a video. Mm-hmm. When you get it retweeted, you get even more penetration. Uh, mm-hmm. He tweeted it out. Then Take James Gunn tweeted. Okay. Yeah. Unintended. Then James Gunn tweeted out, and then you know the other big names tweeted out. So I'm not trying to downplay his again his greatness or his uh, or his pull in this fandom. That's not what I'm trying to do. 
But it's just that everybody just ran with that number. Oh, well, this got more numbers than uh, the announcement of, of uh, Superman, the new Superman and, and Lois. But at the same time, this action Snyder retweeted what James Gunn t- tweet. You know what I mean? So you just got to uh, be a little bit um, honest with, each, with, with ourselves, with the things that we've seen. We're just not going to grab on one thing and pretend like we don't see the others. You know, it, it's just me being a little bit objective about that little conversation. Oh, Dick. <laughs> of course. <laughs> see, there you go. It's a fact. I'm not saying I'm not making shit up. This is a, an actual fact. I'm just not I'm I'm just being objective about this. I'm I'm no, not no, gonna I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I had like I had like a mini seizure there for a second. I didn't realize that was a thing that Junkie had right. I thought Zach was listening yeah. on the combo this whole time. You heard Ben be like, not to offend him, and Zach got right on the stream. Yeah, he's like, shut him up. No, I, I don't think you're wrong. It, and it's also another community, right? Because that community that with gun, like most of those people, they're kind of shit talking it or they'll subtweet about it, where this is kind of with Zach, you also got a one or two. It's it's a promotion, but it's also people tweeting why he promoted it as well, too. It's not so much yeah. like, oh, cool, he's streaming Blue Beetle. Most of not most. I'll say lots of quote tweets were, what's this the reason? Or here's my theory of why this is happening. Or that yep. he's back. Like the tweets we all kind of laugh at. Like, and the haters, I, too. Yeah, ex- yeah. Exactly. Oh, this guy's tweeting about Blue Beetle. Yeah. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. You know, So that's where it's the Superman legacy casting as of right now is not going to be as controversial. The most you're going to get is fuck this guy, where's Henry? But this mm-hmm. is like a lot more layers. And Zach's never on Twitter that much, too. So I feel like when he tweets, it's a bit more rare. Where Gunn is usually on social media quite a bit, right? So, in fact. So. True. It's, what were your thoughts, Rebecca? Uh, well, I think it's more on the lines. I, uh, I don't know if Dave, if you were the one who mentioned it, but. Uh, because the actors and the writers can't promote anything yeah. right now, I think mm-hmm. it's it's actually a really smart strategy to have the directors do it because they can yep. still actually go out and speak about the movies. So um, whether or not Zach was doing this in coordination with somebody else, it's actually smart of him to speak out for another creator. That's what I liked about it is that he was... Yeah. And, and Zack Snyder has done that quite a bit where he would share something about a, a friend of his who had made a documentary film and said, hey, my friend did something cool. Go check it out. So he does this fairly often, mm-hmm. uh, especially on Twitter or X, whatever uh, you want to call it. So I I didn't think much of it just because like he's doing that uh, uh, in in support of other creative people. So I, I wish more directors did that. Like, hey, yeah. here's a cool thing. Go check it out. I didn't make it, but a friend of mine did it or so, somebody I know did. Yeah. I wish people would do that more often just to support other uh, creative people. Because I see, especially on that platform, I see a lot of creative people trash talking other people's work and yep. yeah. being negative about other people's work. So I thought it was actually refreshing to see somebody say, I had no part in this whatsoever. But I'm really excited about it, and I hope everybody goes see it. I, I thought that was a pretty uh, humble and gen- generous thing for him to do. I thought it was really nice, especially like for Sholo Marinduena, because like I, this is a kid that started from a YouTube show that was brought out by Netflix. Netflix. Then he, he just like blew up, yeah. and now he finally got his like his big chance. And now we're in the middle of this strike, which kind of kind of derail a little bit his career and this this can 
put him back again on track to get it like directors uh, uh, promoting this movie because he can obviously he cannot do that. And what is it? What a, what a big thing for his uh, self esteem to to have yes. Zack Snyder, director. the one of one of the greatest filmmakers of all yep. time, in my opinion, uh, who who directed a whole <laughs> bunch of these DC films, to have that guy say, "I want to go see your movie." Man, mm-hmm. I would be on cloud nine about that. I'm and sure I, he was, and, right? And yep. I th- I think um, if I, I I think Kevin Smith used to tweet about this that like. You're you're only going to help a cre- creator by encouraging them, mm-hmm. yep. and I think I think having that encouragement for that young director is gonna is gonna help boost confidence and yep. push creative uh, uh, opportunities. So I I think that can do nothing but good. So I mm-hmm. I don't see it more so about the oh is he coming back to DC or Warner no, Brothers? No, I don't see no. I I didn't see it like that. I was like. Wow, what an awesome thing for that Support. other director, you know, like seeing somebody support people like that. I, I just think that's a really positive. Can you imagine, thing. like, I mean, <laughs> especially imagine. on Twitter, that's very yeah, rare. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Especially, yeah. Uh, you know, like Mr. Soto. I mean, just to open up Twitter and see that and be like, oh my God, like, this is somebody I've looked up to, a filmmaker, and he tweeted that out. That's amazing. That that yeah, had to right. be like the best thing. And I like how he responded to it and he was all, you know, just showing the, the, like his just the the gratitude and everything it's just like it's so great just great you want to see more of that as someone who hates being back on twitter uh uh, my my thing with my stay away it's like crap well the only and the only reason i did was because i was trying to get a couple interviews for my podcast and i could only reach out to those people so you know through twitter Twitter. so i was like yeah i know so I still hate it um but but my thing about it though is that uh the reason i hate it is because it, it breeds cynicism. And what I liked mm-hmm. about Zach's post is I, I took the same takeaway that Rebecca did, which I was like, how cool. Like, I, like, I, like, like I'm not, you know, obviously I stand on different sides of the fence on some movies with Zach, but I ultimately like Zach. And I think he's a very creative and awesome and talented guy. And I'm like, so when I saw that tweet, I was like, how cool is that? Like that would blow my mind. Like I, like when I released an indie comic and, you know, and like I said, Kevin Eastman would tweet it out or something. I'm like, mm. it, it like rocks your world. You know, it's like, it's like, how awesome is that? Like that someone of that echelon and and talent did this for me and boosted this uh, when I can't, especially in this kid's case, because he can't uh, really boost the yeah. movie. So, yeah, I took the same thing away from Rebecca. And of course, all these cynical, it brings all the cynical people out. Well, there's ulterior motives. There's this and that. And it's like. Uh, to me, I just thought he was doing a nice thing. <laughs> and, He's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, He's a and, yeah. nice yeah. guy. Like, can, it, can it just be that? Like, I, even if you disagree no. on on some <laughs> of his movies or don't like some of his movies, can't you just see it for what it was, which was yep. someone doing a nice thing? <laughs> can I? Yeah. I, I. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I, no. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just uh, I was going to kind of derail the conversation a little bit because I wanted to talk a lot about. Um, I I, I feel terrible because I can't pronounce his name, but the guy that plays. Uh, Blue Beetle, his the actor. Oh, Sholo Marigonia. Sholo Marigonia. Sholo. Okay, so I just want to talk real quick because I've been a fan of Cobra Kai since day one. I I had to tell everybody about it when it was on YouTube Red, and like no one was like, everyone's like, okay, dude, like yeah. And then like when it finally went to Netflix, of course, it was like an overnight success. I wasn't shocked, but he is like, you know, like as much as I'm not big on the newer DC movies, I felt bad the most about Blue Beetle because he's such a talented kid because Cobra Kai, the, the pillars are basically, you know, Daniel's son and, you know, Johnny, but like the centerfold yeah. is Miguel. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always that it's that problem in passing the torch. If the person being given the torch, you don't really connect with like the whole thing can fall apart. And, you know, Miguel, Miguel is only one part of that equation, but like, because he's directly connected to Johnny because Sholo, uh, did I I say that right? Yeah. 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 Because he plays Miguel so well and so convincingly and like when his heart gets broken, like you feel for him and Mm -hmm. like, He's like one of the saviors of that show. Yeah. So, and even yeah. when his body gets broken, my God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah even oh, when this... he broke his back on the. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. That that was like the silliest plot line of the whole show. It's like I don't really know that I buy that he came from <laughs> back from that so quickly. Yeah. But yeah. to Paul's point, he really sells it, and yeah. I was connected to his character by that time. I was like, whatever, do some stupid plot. I don't care as long as the character yeah. makes me feel for him. So I yeah. would agree with that. Cobra yeah. Kai, Cobra Kai takes the melodrama from the '80s and does it in this soap opera way. But it's like it's like the the show it does kind of wink at us, like it kind of knows what it's doing. Yes. Yeah. But I can't I can't describe I can't describe it to other people unless they experience it themselves. But I'm like, the show takes something that you think would not work, and somehow makes it magically work. It's yeah. like some. You're you're absolutely correct. <laughs> I mean, when I saw the trailer, I was like. This is going to be so stupid. Like I saw that trailer. I was like, this is going to be just like they really I'm like, I mean, I'm cool. Cool. They got them two back. But this is going to this is not going to work on YouTube. Red. What? Yeah. yeah. And then when I in and, and fun fact, when I when I because, you know, this happens to people and it happened to me when I play when I was like, OK, I'm going to watch this. And I, you know, fired it up. For some reason, the last episode played first as opposed. Oh, to that's cool. Episode. Yeah. So like I'm watching like the actual tournament happen. I'm like, wait a minute, we're already here. Is there like <laughs> we got a flashback? And then I realize I'm like, oh shit, the thing played the last episode the, first. The irony of that is the first episode is plays the tournament from the first movie. So yeah, there is that true. too. And but, I thought it was like, okay, they're gonna show like, all right, they're showing the end, and then we're gonna flash back. But then it never flashed back, and I was like. What the hell? And then I looked at because uh, I was casting and I looked at my phone. I'm like, oh crap! I was like, it for some reason. I don't know why that freaky thing happens. I don't know if that's happened to you guys, but I've seen people talk about it too, where it's like something happens where you like click it and then it ends yeah. up showing. I don't know. When, but or maybe I'm just don't know what the hell I'm doing. When season two came out, I remember vividly because mm-hmm. um, it. I didn't have to wait until three o'clock in the morning like I would for for Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it came out at midnight. And um, I had got my roommate to watch the old Karate Kid and yeah. season one. And I told him, I was like, hey, dude, season two is going to come out at midnight. I'm going to watch it right away. And then I'll let, I'll, I'll let you use my YouTube account and then you can, you can watch all of it and stuff. And he was like, no, no, that's cool, dude. Um, it was like, can I, can I watch it with you? I was like, all right, we'll watch the first couple episodes. We were up till like four in the morning watching <laughs> all of season two. Like just being like, oh, my God. Like this, this show's crazy. This is nuts, and like that's how. That's it's just like got a, a good balance. It's got a good balance yeah. of like the campy cheese that was that 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 was the essence of the you know the original movies, and then just bringing people back. And they it, it, and it wasn't like anytime they brought a character back, it wasn't just some cheap little thing. Like it mm-hmm. worked for the story. Yeah. Like when they brought back uh, was her name was Sunyi Sunyi like uh, in the the love yeah. interest in the second one. Yeah. Yep. The fact that Daniel had to travel there and then she was there and like that whole, yeah. you know, and then when it came to Chozon, like, like that, the way that they brought him back mm. was like, that was smart. 
so that was really great. In, in there was the callbacks. It was a good, uh, you know, the callbacks with it. I mean, that's the thing. The first season, I think what captured it was just because Johnny was such a douchebag. But he was also saying things that maybe that we want to say to kids nowadays. It's like... You just yeah. kind of go like, yeah, we grew up, you know, some of us grew up when, you know, some of this stuff was going on. Maybe not Casey, sorry. The thing, um, but, you know. The foundation of the show, other than, you know, the good, the very good acting and the solid, solid writing, obviously, is that there it's consistent with the themes and which is yes. the sense of the idea of the bully and the bullied yep. and yeah. taking, taking that angst and like what you do with it almost Every character in the who are like the main focuses are either victims of that or basically how they represent themselves within that, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only exception really is maybe Terry Silva, who's just crazy. Yeah. But like, yeah. even but even him, he's a fascinating. Like they make Terry Silva, who is a you know chewing the scenery villain in the third one. They make him have an arc. Like they yeah. give him, they make him like a like a grounded character. That that alone is like a hat trick. It doesn't make any sense, but they but they do it. But no, like every every character is fueled by uh, the same consistent idea, and it, it goes throughout the entire show. And yeah, I mean, I can't I can't give it enough. I, I I'm glad that it's gotten attention. I'm glad that it's huge on Netflix. I'm glad that it gets Emmy nominated for fight sequences, which it deserves because it's a you know kid karate show, and it, and it, and it, you're actually like invested in that. Um, but like the writing should at least get nominated for something, or even the yeah. best comedies, because like um, this this shouldn't work. Like that's uh, what it, I that's what I say know. every season. <laughs> yeah. Every season, I go like, how could they push this further? We're running out of, you know, and then they do it. And, yeah, and then yeah. people coming back, and I'm like, there's well, there's nothing else you could do unless you do a CGI Mr. Miyagi showing up. What the hell is going to be happening here? And they, of course, they're not going to do that. But no. it just gets to the point where I'm like, well, how? What are they going to do this time? And every season, you go, all right, they pulled it off somehow. Yeah. And then you know, I'm even thinking that going into this last season, whenever we get yeah. it, because obviously it's delayed, had to but, delay it. Yeah. yeah, but I'm like, what are they going to do with this? I mean, I know there's like always a cliffhanger and I'm like, I get that. But I'm like, but how are you going to? Yeah, the it's only just, thing, the only thing they're not going to be able to pull off in the whole show is to make us think or believe that the show took place over two years because oh, those, yeah, kids, no are, those yeah. kids are on their way no. to college at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like they, you they know, have children themselves now. Yeah, yeah. Real life. that's the only <laughs> They're gonna have to do a huge time jump or something to make us, yeah. you know, like go for it. But, uh, but you know, yeah, I'm not trying to jinx it or anything. But like, yeah, yeah, I, really, thing, I really like Stranger the duality. Hold tight on that. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm sorry. It's okay. No, I, I, I really like the duality of some of the, some of the things that they put in the show. Like, for instance, that the whole show started because they wanted to give uh, Johnny his uh, redemption story, right? Yeah. So. And and all of a sudden you have uh, a Johnny like uh, with Eli a hawk whatever you want to call yeah. him and then he he get his redemptive story right right in it so I'm like oh this is pretty cool so the writing in the show has been amazing like that's why I, I've been loyal watcher since since I I, I ran into the show and I usually don't like those. Uh, those adjacent to whatever movie that was popular in the eighties or nineties or whatever it is, because they usually are, they come off cheesy, but they, they, I don't know how they managed to do this show. This show has no right being this good. Yeah. Yeah. That's what everybody's thinking. But anyways, Blue Beetle. Yeah. (laughs) But 
Show them on Iguana. Yeah. He is Blue Beetle. Yeah. 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 No, no. He's Jaime. That's like, I, I, have no, I have no doubt about that. I think he'll do a good job. I'm just, I'm just questioning the rest of the movie and just yeah. you know, the, whatever the rest will happen. But um, uh, I, I guess my biggest question is what is the status of Ted Cord? Because, you know, I was, I was a huge. Huh? Yeah, I think it's going to be teased throughout. Yeah, yeah. I've been a huge fan of. I'm talking comics now. I've been a huge fan of uh, Infinite Crisis. I was a huge fan of you know the Ted Cord Booster Gold dynamic, you know, and I hope that Ted is in some. I, I mean, again, I don't really have any investment in the future DC movies, but like for some and for some part of it, I kind of just wish that Ted is still kind of you know up around and kicking or something. Because not only do I want him to kind of mentor Jaime in some way, I'd like like a booster gold dynamic with that and just to kind of work off of that, you know, while promoting court industries, you know, and because his tech is still there. They're, they're flying yeah. the, the beetle machine, if I remember. And you see the, yeah. you see the costume. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yep. yeah. In the Multiple. layer. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Ted Cord clearly has been the blue beetle. Like that has happened. So, like, I mean. I'm just saying, I think it would be kind of a disservice to throw him kind of out the window because well, I don't think they are. I don't, I don't think, think it's a coincidence that. I, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I don't. I don't think it's a coincidence that one of the projects he's got on his slate is Booster Gold. Yeah. If there is any yeah. chance of any film leading into the DCU in any capacity, if you wanted a connection, there's one. There's an opportunity right there. Where is Ted Cord? If you could, if you wanted to write in an easy way to have Booster Golden, oh, he's off in time hanging out with Booster Gold. Yeah, or, or I, I, think, okay I got a feeling like Booster Gold, uh, Blue Beetle, it, it, they both are going to show up in uh, Peacemaker season two. Or could what, be that. I'm I, thinking more like I could see that happening. Yeah, I, I think it would be better to end Blue Beetle, this Blue Beetle movie, and the post credit scene is Booster Gold. That yeah. would be insane. and he shows up and he's like, wait, he's like. He's like, wait, where's Ted? Who are you? And he's yep. like, I'm Jaime. I'm Blue Beetle. He goes, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. That's what what happened to the timeline. This isn't. I don't remember this. And he's like, uh, okay, you, new Blue Beetle. You're gonna help me find Ted. And uh, and then that sets up your Blue Beetle movie or your Booster Gold movie or something. Maybe. And you know what? That's not gonna happen, Seek. And then I'm gonna be like, why? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> a, good every, every That's a good idea. That's a good idea, though. Never. No, no. We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out that it was a cut scene, and then the executives yeah. thought that the fans oh, would understand. They shot this ending with Glenn Powell. Gun, fire him. Yeah. I don't know. It's gonna come out in three years, and we're gonna find out it was cut, and then we're all just gonna be here in the room. Just being this sad. is this is I don't have like I don't want to sound mean to like like movie studios and stuff but um but I this is like I've been in rooms where I've seen like and and Dave knows where I, I invited him to see Dark Phoenix like a year and a half or something before yeah. it came out and I remember seeing cut of that movie and I without getting the specifics I gave this criticism that I was like well this isn't like what's this and they were like what and they, and and it was like one of those obvious things uh, where where they were like again I can't get into details but they were like really no one caught this and and, and I'm like oh god and then there was something else with one of the Transformer movies where I'm like why don't you just end the movie like this and they go wait that's great what yeah why aren't we doing that yeah. and, I go, Dude, and I'm, I'm sitting there going like you got like idea. five writers on this movie what yeah. do you mean no one figured and you got like a mm. crew and we mean no one figured that out it's the most obvious thing please. And yeah. Well, please tell me that you have heard of the article where um, the executives asked either Zach or David Goyer about the Kryptonite ship, or sorry, the uh, the Kryptonian ship yes. um, that Clark came in, 
and yeah. about well he can't get back to krypton then if he destroys it and then they had right. like a moment where they were like krypton what? is destroyed yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah the, the, yeah 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 i had never heard that that's oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's real yeah. That... wb the wb executives were like yeah wait I what it's like yeah. uh, do you realize the concept of superman you realize yeah. what it's happened, also, right? It's also not their job, uh, to be fair, sure. a little bit. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. their job to be that invested to an extent. But uh, but, but then they're making time, the decisions, that's right? But they, but that's the problem. Is that they saw the movie, right? Then, then, you, <laughs> then yeah, you can, but it's like you can't you can't make decisions in if you're not going to be invested, basically. Right? Um, yeah, I think that I think that's fair to say. I mean, there's, um, you know, uh, one of my favorite pieces of stand up is Kevin Smith talking about pitching oh, yeah. superman yes. to john <laughs> peters john yeah. peters yeah so john great. peters understands superman on a you know poster but he doesn't yes. understand what superman is and it's he, like yeah. he understands superman on a poster where he's not flying and not wearing a cape so he yeah. understands clark kent on and a poster. fighting spiders <laughs> but, yeah and like but like that's what i that's i i would take that yeah because you know, before even any of the the Jeff Johns or any of this any of this nonsense like really started going like down down the tube, I said essentially, people were like, well, why why is DC having a harder time? And I said because the structure is different. I said Marvel Studios listens to Disney at this point, but Marvel Studios is Marvel Studios, where there's people who work in the comic book industry or or know the lore, know what fans are looking for. I mean, I don't know about now, but like right at that yeah, time, that was the case. <laughs> yeah. So I so I would show them the Kevin Smith clip and I would be like, see the executive he's talking to? That's what it's like in Hollywood for the most part, is trying to explain to a person who has all this money and doesn't know any of the, the mythology and you have to convince them, no, you need this in the film because this is what we're trying to teach the audience so that when this happens, they understand the cause and effect. And like, right. that's, yeah. Like if and you want to see all this, all the things, all the shenanigans that go behind the scenes on, on a, on a production, go watch the offer. Uh, oh, I started watching that. That was a great show, but it'll I it'll tell I you that's everything. about Godfather, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. About and, the Godfather. Yeah. But that's a, that's a brilliant concept as a show because mm -hmm. the Godfather, you know, most people have heard of that movie, but it's considered by many people to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest movie. It was mentioned know, in Barbie. <laughs> exactly. You like never seen in, The Godfather? Yeah. It's this, it it's insists this... upon itself. No, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, Peter Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but most people consider it to be this, you know, monolith of a masterpiece. And the offer breaks all of that down and be like, no, this masterpiece is a is a is almost a fluke. Like, it's amazing that this movie got made because executives did not understand it. Even Coppola thought the movie was long and boring. He was worried that it was going to be rejected mm -hmm. and then it ended up being, you know, loved and stuff. But yeah, that's just, yeah. you know, that's that's movie making, unfortunately, to a, to a degree, you know? It's, I always loved, um, even though it's not everyone's cup of tea and, and it, maybe the humor and stuff doesn't land in some of the characters, but I'm a big fan of Entourage. And uh, I when love I, Entourage. And when I moved to California, like that was one of the big shows that kind of pushed me, I think, to move out there. Um, and uh, and when I worked on movie sets, so, you know, Iron Man one and two, and uh, the, they did this like big thing for um, for Heath Ledger at Sony uh, after his passing, um, mm -hmm. where everyone showed up. And so there's all these things that I got to like experience and work on. And what I loved about that show was I'm like, it's based on Mark Wahlberg's life. So like there are instances where the main character is interacting with a, an agent or a, a, a TV executive or a movie studio executive. And it's, it's like 
I've been in rooms where these are the exact conversations. And that was one of those things that the show nailed perfectly where it's like the interactions between star and studio. Um, I was like, this is, this is as stupid as this may seem to some people. This is a hundred percent. I've witnessed this in person. Yeah. The biggest, the biggest thing about that, uh, uh, back to real real quick, back to talking about Kevin Smith, talking about Superman. The biggest thing to me that really, that really hit home wasn't even the John Peters stuff. It was the fact that he got a chance to look at the script, like the original like whatever whatever outline they were working with mm-hmm. he insulted it to no end and yeah. then basically they kept bringing him back and every time he came back there was another person in the room and another person yeah. because they're <laughs> they're building this small mm-hmm. army because they need to take all these people and plus bring them to the exact you're right yeah and be like listen all this money you're about to spend is yeah. about to go out the fucking window like right. these right. people are all here to tell you your idea is shit. Like, right. you know, and that, unfortunately that still probably happens quite a bit in Hollywood. I would, you know, doesn't shock me at all. Like I I'm, I'm amazed that Margot Robbie was able to even get the Barbie movie made the way that she did. Like, I do not love the Barbie movie. Like I think it's, a, I think it's a solid film, but even all of the certain things in that movie surprised me at the level that they were able to get away with, you know, especially yeah. in, in the modern, modern movie making these days. So like, you know, um, but yeah, like they had to convince Mattel to basically make fun of themselves. They had to convince them to make, you know, passages about about Ruth Handler. They had to talk about, you know, the shortcomings of Ken and openly mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. all exposed. But like, yeah. but like in that in that way that makes the movie work, you know. Right. So sorry, getting it back to Barbie Oppenheimer and all this other stuff. But yeah, <laughs> no, it's okay. It ties to Blue Beetle though. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. yeah. yeah true. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, if Blue Beetle goes in and starts beating up like a Jeff Johns uh, uh, caricature, I'm I'm totally down for that. I think that same. would be uh, incredible. Big same, <laughs> big same. If someone with a green lantern hat gets punched, I'll be happy. Uh, but didn't Jeff Johns created Jaime, right? Did um, he? actually, I don't know. I know that yeah, I know I think... that he came. I know he came from the Young Justice line. At least and I believe that no, was. The believe I, I he, he, no, he first appeared in a in, Identity in, Crisis. In, not identity, infinite not crisis. Infinite, infinite crisis. Thank yeah, you. which Jeff Johns wrote. <laughs> like identity crisis. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I thought I got him mixed up. I think yeah, he was a Jeff Johns creation. We've we've talked about this quite a few times with Jeff because he is. Uh, I I I've, I've joked with the guys that he's essentially. I think he's like a prestige character where there's like actually two of them because comic book Jeff <laughs> makes a lot of sense and has all these cool story ideas, mm-hmm. and then movie Jeff Johns is huh. like the is like Bizarro. And like nothing he does <laughs> works. Jeff Johns. It's all there. Yeah. And it's like, it's it, it. Yeah. That's that's the only way I. But no, actually, no. I mean, it, it doesn't shock me if he if he had created Jaime. Honestly, it doesn't shock me at all. And also, why Blue Beetle probably got greenlit as far back as it did because hey, Jeff, I that's made a fair this. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, mm, um, not that not that that makes it like, at least in my opinion, anything bad. Like, I know Jeff's a taboo. <laughs> conversation. See, telling you not to see the movie. No, you <laughs> see Blue Beetle, uh, you're yeah. supporting Jeff. No, I, I'm not saying that because I, I I'm a big fan. Like, I, I'm a pretty pretty well known as a Jeff Johns fan because um, I when I had my aneurysm rupture and I was recovering from it, Brightest Day was a comic book that was coming out. And my brother was my brother was bring, you know bringing me issues because he was like, hey, while you're in the hospital, you're going for physical therapy. Like you're a big comic book fan, and I didn't have any memories of reading comics, so he was like, hey, this is a series like I found in your your box at home that was like in the front because it was like just started. So he's like, here, I'll, I'm I'm going to the store and buying you these new issues, and I was reading these, and it was about people getting a second chance, and I remember being like, 
well, that's weird. Like I'm kind of in a similar situation. Like I'm getting a second chance. And so I went to Comic-Con and said that to like Jeff and Pete Tomasi and like a big crowd of people. And uh, when the Green Lantern movie came out and so like, I'm pretty well famous on some level, like on the nerds, the small nerd circle of like being a Jeff Johns fan. So I, I love the guys writing in comics, but I'm, I'm with you. I get divided, but I also have friends that, that know him and work with him and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, so I hear things that, that are opposed what the internet says too. Uh, so yeah. it's like, it's so, but so I'm, I try to be like respectful of both sides of like, okay, well, this is what this is, you know, these people's opinions. And this is what, you know, this is the defense of that. But all I know from my personal opinion is that I agree with what you said. Like, I'm not a big fan of his TV writing at all or his movie stuff. Uh, like, yeah. like Titans, I don't like. And I know he wrote on Titans. Um, yeah. Stargirl so is pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Stargirl is pretty good. Uh, but James yeah. Robinson writes on there. And I'm a big James Robinson fan. So so there's like, there's a lot of cool stuff about, I mean, there's, but, but still his comic stuff. Like I, I love, I, I, you know, uh, but I, but, to be fair, I haven't read a lot of his recent stuff. I want to, I want to give a right? shout out to Rebecca oh, real okay. quick. Thank, yeah. thank yeah. you. Thank you for looking up uh, uh, Jaime uh, yeah. created by uh, Keith, Keith, Keith Giffen, John Rogers. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Okay, That's good. It was, yeah, it You're now it. safe to see Blue Beetle. You can now see no, no, Guilt Free. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying that. I know, I know. But, like, like, you, have that, you have that situation, too. You look at, like, J.K. Rowling. is like she creates these books, big thing, and then she will write Fantastic Beasts. And in my opinion, those movies are awful. They're, they're, they're <laughs> not agree. good. How dare you? This one's fine. The first one's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Oh, oh, one's fine. Oh, it's like fun, but fine. it doesn't match. No, I didn't like say if, fun. I said fine. Yeah, no, but it just doesn't match. If you say, hey, that's J.K. Rowling that wrote this, you would think it should not yeah. be that, right? You would think, okay, she's coming in. She's wrote this book series, magical characters, magical situations, long-telling stories. And that's where I think it's just because she wrote the screenplay for those movies that just doesn't click. And that's – I don't know if they're ever going to do that Harry Potter show, but I'm I'm just – hoping whatever you feel about politically i'm yeah, just yeah. hoping she's not writing on it that's what i don't want her yeah. to produce you know whatever but writing is I something already TV show that movie. She won't be involved. that's good then and, and like yeah. i said she's a great book writer but it's like i don't yeah. think that transferred over from book to screen and some people can't do that opposite way right yeah, like if you saw how relations with writers when yeah. they get involved imagine how you're gonna feel when they bring the, the green lantern court into the dcu because there's no way to get as, it, it, detach yourself from Jeff Johns. If it, yeah. if I think, I think the question like, is, will they ever get the Green Lantern Corps into the DCE? Well, that's what I say. It's a plan. Chapter yeah. one, right? That's, yeah. that's, no, that's well, hope, yeah, hopeful gonna have, plan. Yeah, with, <laughs> yeah they're going to have Hal Jordan and John. Yeah. Let's hope we get there. You know, With uh, with J.K. Rowling, I think the biggest difference between – I'm talking just books and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think, one, J.K. definitely didn't have certain things planned, but definitely had like – like it, the it's, outline it's, yeah the outline yeah. for sure and i think the thing was too is that clearly her editors you know you know were, were definitely more persistent when she was early in her career and then the more power she got she kind of was allowed to do more of what she wanted and you know she can't write screenplays for sure steve, steve Klobs was is kind mm -hmm. of one of the underrated heroes of adapting the movies because while the movies aren't yeah. the books they're well they're you know they're decently written movies and adapts enough of what you need from the books to to make the to, to make it work basically and um they tried to do it i think with uh grindelwald they had steve claus finally come back because they real because after after um no no hold on not uh, grindelwald, the, uh sorry dumbledore but dumbledore they had uh because when crimes of grindelwald basically was like a disaster 
they finally yeah. brought Kovs to come back yeah. and try to try to salvage the screenplay. I don't was a think. Mess. Yeah, I I only watched the first one. I've never seen the other Fantastic. You're pieces. good. You're good there. Yeah. The thing is with me <laughs> in, in those movies is like I I do not like Harry Potter's five through part seven one and two I, because they're all done by David Yates and I think he's got a very distinctive <laughs> yeah. style. Oh and yeah. It's just not very good. It's very hollow. No pun intended. But I actually kind of like the first Fantastic Beast movie. I was kind of excited to see the second one. I saw the second one with my girlfriend at the time, and it was just not it. I was like, "Oh man, he did it again." I, I hate. Shame I don't want to. I don't want to throw like shade on the guy, but David Yates feels very much like a film to, like director for hire type of yeah. guy, where he's going to come yeah. in, he'll get it done. He's probably good at budgets. I remember when that Cavill movie. The, you know, don't not to kick the bush, but when he was back at Superman for like two weeks and that was one of those rumors going around that Yates was oh, being yeah, looked at Yates. like Superman. I remember yeah, that, and I yeah. was like, oh, fuck no. Like, I did, yeah. like Yates doing Superman. Like, I love Kevin. I'll take it. But like yeah. Yates doing Superman would have been, I think, I very, very bland. Yates got the job, in my opinion, because he was readily available and he yep. worked well with the actors because you exactly, had yeah. Chris Columbus for two movies and he yep. pretty much said he was done after two because he had mm-hmm. spent too much time away from his family to some degree like it was right. it was a lot they did the movies essentially almost back to back because of the oh yeah schedule. they rushed yep. chambers after that first opening yep. weekend philosophers were like hey go right now make chambers yep, yeah. yep. i mean and honestly i i love those movies i think they're yep, a great starting too. point and then alfonso Cuaron does this whole different thing with the third one <laughs> and then he didn't want to come back for the fourth so they got the guy who did i think four weddings and a funeral to do four but Yates was available and he was consistent and he and he got the job done for them. And then, and, you know, because yeah. at that point they realized that Harry Potter's in the can. They know people are going to come to see the movies yeah. no matter what at this point. Just yeah. all the books. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the only other movie that this guy did was that Tarzan movie. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just like the what's his name like Louis Latier who did Fast and he did Fast Ten Hulk. Yeah, where he's a similar yeah. type of vein where just yeah. like there's no style like there's nothing you pick out like oh that's a Louis move or Louis however you say his first name like yeah. there's just Latier. nothing about yeah there's just nothing about Yates where I'm like oh this is a David Yates movie Same. I know it because it's Same. like a very blanket just poor and even the Beast ones they lacked a lot it was. I don't yeah. know. It just, just it felt like they lacked soul. It was very strange. It was just like it was very it felt like a lot of the takes were when they were rehearsing, like a lot of the actors and they just almost yeah went with that hit take. Like, oh that's good. It was yeah. We, we talk about that a lot on my channel where like cause obviously I, I followed the Venom movies and I'm like Venom. you know, and like the first one, I'm like, okay, I can't really tell that's a Ruben Fleischer film. He doesn't no. really seem to have a style either. But what I was really surprised was that Andy Circus did the second one and it didn't I'm like I don't understand. Like, yeah. uh, like what? I, I, so I feel like anyone could have done this. Like, yeah, it didn't so, feel yeah. like an Andy Circus. Right. Like, so, you know, so my big point vastly different from Mowgli. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. 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 Well, I feel like that's saying. a situation where it's. Well, I guess no. You know, Venom one and two both successful. It's. Yeah, it yeah, sounds it very works. similar to the way Reynolds runs the Deadpool's movies, where there's directors, mm-hmm. but like. He's a producer. He's a, like a not credited writer. Like he's running that ship on those Deadpool yeah. movies. And Tom, and Tom is running Venom a lot. So yeah, yeah. same yeah. thing Cruz does with his movie. So I feel like that's where like Hardy Jack is. Adam. Like he he just yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
but but rock similar way right he's like cruz he worked with that guy on jungle cruise so, oh yeah. this guy's perfect yeah. plug him into black closer. adam like, yeah some of those people are just like that where hey i got a vision and they work well and the guy's like sure i'll shoot it because if it hits well, well yeah. you're making a bunch of money like that bring made it, bring, bring it back to ryan reynolds bringing it back brian rapper bringing it back right to ryan reynolds look at who the third director is for exactly. Deadpool 3, Sean, Sean i was just gonna say yeah. that Sean exactly, Levy, right? we yeah. worked with which the adam project was fantastic it I was really good so out of hugh jackman don't forget real still they did that movie together as well i love that movie real still was also yeah yeah good movie but uh yeah i mean yeah so when it going back to blue beetle i mean we're all rooting for it here you know we are and it was great great that zach put that out there i'm kind of wondering though is zach gonna actually put his review out there so do you think he's actually letterbox gonna... 0.5 star <laughs> <laughs> just destroys I what he thought of the flash mm-hmm. i know that's well yeah. and yeah, the I batman know. right has he ever said yeah. anything what he thought about he never really batman? gave a review no, of the batman he thought no. i mean he thought that trailer was amazing and, and he apparently texted matt reeves that was all we got but we never got like an actual like, i know that's one of the things man. that if i if i get zach back on Casey. the vodka stream i'm like i just want to like i'm like okay what's your review on certain you know on these movies not just the if, superhero movies if, if zach yeah. says he hasn't seen the batman that means he didn't like it i'm telling you right now <laughs> that's the like kevin smith does the same thing he's like yeah i, I kind of checked it out but i you know, I didn't really pay much attention to it. And then he moves right along. You can tell, oh, Smith, I he's like being it. nice. He didn't like this movie. Because, like, <laughs> I was going to say, because has Zach said he's seen anything since, like, co- like the pandemic of DC? Because you have Shazam He said he was going to go see The Flash. Yeah. Not much yeah. I do remember. The, the last thing he praised he was Wonder Woman 84. Right. That was, yeah, you're right, Casey. That's well, he was exactly the producer it. on uh-huh. that. So. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. But I mean, uh, <laughs> Ben, you want to? What, what are you saying there? What are, it looked like you had to say something. Wonder Woman. I already, I already said enough uh, controversial <laughs> things about Zack for one day. Hey, he's a nice guy. He's a nice Wonder, guy. He's Wonder Woman nice Four is okay on first viewing. It's a yeah, movie. Crash. It's no. Hear me out. It's trash on every. <laughs> No, 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 hear me no, out. no, hear me no out. it isn't. It's not even it subjectively is. bad. It's fucking horrible. No, it oh, subjectively bad. Patty oh, Jenkins no. race Ray. ghost is gonna come out. Yeah, race ghost is gonna show no. up. No, listen, I don't. I don't like the movie. I want to make that clear. But for me, it's a movie that works more if you're a. I feel more if you're if you grew up on Linda Carter stuff and you just exactly what she know. was going for too. Yeah, yeah. and that's I think what I always I, say as well. When Mission Patty accomplished. Was going for that, but if you. <laughs> But if you watch Wonder Woman 1 and like Zack Snyder's Justice League and you watch 184, you may as well just jump off a cliff. Like that's pretty much the trajectory <laughs> that you're going with. Damn. So... What's befuddling is how amazing the first one was. And then like you didn't you wouldn't think that she would drop the ball so fucking bad. In the well, the difference was is that she had Zack producing. She had the stunt team. Yeah. And yeah. then the second one, she chose Jeff Johns and whatever – I don't know the same people. The, that did diff- the main difference I feel was Alan Heinberg, who was the writer. Uh, yeah. He was yeah. basically his story yeah. entirely. But yeah. the second movie didn't have him. Nope. Yeah. It was just Jeff. And well, I yeah. think uh, I think like the idea, and, and again, this goes back to Jeff Johns, just not you now not understanding when it comes to live action. He's great when it comes to the when it comes to the books, but live action. When Patty Jenkins was probably like, you know, if, if we can capture something like the old TV show and he's like, yes, let's do that. And they really yeah. tried. And that's what that really does. I mean, yeah, you'll see you'll see Wonder Woman fans out there of, of the TV show that love that movie. But, yeah, it's 
you know, I, it's not a, it's not fully terrible. It's got moments that are like, all right, cool. But there's a lot of times where you're like, well, you're rolling around with a mannequin. Yeah. And that yeah. shot. I mean, what the fuck? That was what? That was not great. <laughs> she got lucky that just two or three months later, she got redeemed in the new movie. Yeah, Zack Snyder. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that. Did you guys see that video? Did you guys see that video someone posted where um, she appears in every single DCU movie after Zach left? Yes, and just that's her exactly. theme playing. Yeah, yeah. She's, 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 she's making walking coffee. Into yeah. A shot. yeah. <laughs> but it's such a good theme, though. You can't, it's yeah. like hard not to. Use how do you it? not hit it? Yeah. How do you not? Yeah. Like, I, I get people's points of maybe change up like variations of the theme, but like it's a great theme. We had like a huge era of superheroes with no themes. Like the 2010s, like they just killed themes after a while. Like, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm, I think Marvel, what point. Marvel Studios uh, theme shows up. I mean, I guess the right. most notable one might be Captain America. Like you got the Avengers, like they got the their theme, oh, yeah, right? yeah. But I mean, that's a yeah. whole group. I'm talking about an individual. Yeah, uh, Black like, Panther. Black Panther has like the yeah. yeah Doctor Strange has his own Spider Man. Yeah, he does. But they're too. but here's the difference. So they're not like they're not. You can hum Wonder Woman instantly for a second. You gotta sit right. back and think about those other things. Wonder Woman's like Trump, and then like same thing. Like Toby's Spider Man, Keaton's Batman. Like right away, those themes hit, and you know, okay, th this is right. what the era we're in. The other ones, like you play someone Doctor Strange's theme. I don't think. It's going to take someone a second to be like, ah, oh, this could be, you know, what like a yoga thing. thing. I feel like yeah. the point more was about, you know, her just showing up walking or just smiling or mm -hmm. stuff like that instead of an well, action really scene. Well. I mean, this is and a good segue. I was expecting that in the Flash movie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say, Casey? Sorry. I was expecting that in the Flash movie. Like, there was a full on Batman action scene, and why couldn't this, you know, they just add Wonder Woman? into that action she just comes in the last moment and does mm -hmm. some talking and you know stuff like yeah, that. yeah it was so, kind of it was lame i don't even like that yeah scene. the shazam <laughs> one i think kind of a whole lot more than she did in the fast and furious movie and she didn't promote that movie yeah okay it's super so, weird. Again, this, it's, this so is a good segue into the whole freaking you know wonder woman three oh, um, oh, yeah. you know, i have no i have no interest i'm good okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm out um, well, okay, Rebecca, what, what were your thoughts when it came to this news of this old interview that she said all this? I thought people were making it up. I was so surprised <laughs> that that, yeah. that the, it was coming out that like, is this a real article? Is this a real interview? Because uh, I've been frustrated with the James Gunn stuff because I thought the whole purpose of starting a, like a rebooted DCU was to streamline everything and make everything make sense and yep. uh, make it so that people could jump on board with everything. And now that there are some characters and actors that are staying and some that are leaving and some yeah. that are coming back, I'm, I'm trying not to be confused about it, but I don't, and I don't know the bigger picture. They may have some grand plan that they're like, this makes total sense. But from the outside, I'm like, what are you doing? I don't understand any of this. So I, I don't know. I, I love Gal Gadot. Uh, I'd be curious what they do in a, you know, future Wonder Woman three. But I, as far as the universe that they're trying to plan, I don't see how this makes sense. What if it's a DC Elseworlds? 
movie and it's totally just different from anything and it might be just something where they just go you know what we already have dark you know we got the batman we got the we got a joker movie that's else worlds let's just like go out with a bang when it comes to her wonder woman and just make her just a badass killing and just 300 like but with well they won't do that they won't do that but i'm all for the else yeah you're putting that out there so the else worlds i'm all for because i just i know gun has said oh we're doing else worlds but i'm not gonna believe him until they announce something him saying oh right. elseworlds like the batman and joker 2 that's stuff that was previous so like there's no way zazoff's gonna say yeah we're gonna cancel joker 2 like i want james gunn at some point say yeah we're making a film it's elseworlds has nothing to do with it so i would love that i would love if it was elseworlds i love elseworlds tale i think that's one of marvel's weakest point that they're just i love the cinematic universe but it'd be great if you did like a random story here or there even if like you did a random yeah. disney plus series right so yeah. i'm of two minds where i, I love gal connected you know no no i think it works when it's not sometimes and again going back to what we were talking about when it came to 84 and the first one how drastically different those Mm -hmm. ones were i mean why not just make the third one drastic i was like even saying earlier this week i was like man what if like james gunn was like you know what zach was on to something here when it came to uh the crimean war and all the heads and all that Mm -hmm. shit let's do something like that fuck it i mean it's not gonna happen but i'm just saying i'm like go out with a bang because obviously when it comes to trying to link it up with whatever the new dc you know dcu slate and we're all just kind of up in the air we're still wondering about jason momoa uh ezra and we can probably just assume that's done but you know when when it comes to her it's like well if they have this elseworlds category utilize it for just Mm -hmm singular story and make something that make a wonder i mean it probably would piss some people off but i mean you never know it could just be an instant winner like Who hey cares? as long as it's a good movie it doesn't matter heads. it's like yeah. as long as the ga gets invested it wouldn't matter even with the elseworlds they won't care and that's kind of the route i am where for me it's it, it's not that's confusing because what it is it's jk simmons in uh MCU, Spider-Man. right? Yeah. yeah, he's playing a new J.K. Simmons, the same actor. That's what Gal Gadot's going to be. So it's really not that confusing. It's just that it's not my preferred route to go. I think you should start fresh. I think it's going to be weird in seven, eight years when we get our Justice League movie. And you got new Batman, new Superman, and you got her in the middle, and it's like, oh, okay, we've, you know, everything's changed. So, but I, I'm going to wait and see. Like I said, I would have preferred just yeah. the full clean slate or trying to just rehab what was left of the dcu but after the flash box office that was never going to be an option if there was any hope of them doing that even if they would have kept cavill i think the flash box office would have made them go ah let's just burn this all down so i'm that that's what it is it's her i think wonder woman 3 won't be called that it'll be wonder woman colon something and it's gonna have a subtitle yeah, yeah. Wonder woman, colon what God. yeah, yeah that, that's that's and, you know? that's the yeah. yeah the you porn version but yeah no i what i i'm all down for gal i like gal gadot so i'm down to keep her same way as cavill i would have been down to keep him because there's only so long these people will want to play these characters and then they'll be done and you'll never get it again unless maybe you know 30 years like keaton so it's not my route but i'm willing to wait and see it's just it is kind of it, it's odd, but at the end of the day, the general audience won't care if the movie's good. If it's good, they won't care that she's in the Justice League. They'll just come and watch, and they won't even connect it. And we probably won't even have Justice League for a while, so you won't even have to worry about those questions about confusing the audience. So. The thing is that this is not a new thing for him because when he did the, su- the Suicide Squad, the uh, question was always asked, hey, is this a sequel? He said, no, it's, it's a reimagining of these characters. And so, it has similar characters, obviously. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that... Uh, listen, I, 
I would love to see Gal Gadot again, but this I don't know. The more I think about it, the more I think is this is a uh, uh, let me put the burden back on on, on James Gunn because <laughs> yeah, because uh, she's promoting this movie, so let me not catch some heat over this movie or have too many questions asked about this movie. Ask James Gunn. So that's I feel like that's what's going on because look. Her the entire thing feels the exact same way as uh uh as Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill's situation, like yeah, this, this, this is the top door, he's Superman. And this dude came out on social media and said, Hey, listen, I'm back. I'm back. I'm Superman. He's back. I'm yeah, but there was no contract. Then this guy well, not had universally to- loved, right, Casey? Sorry. Not, nope. not universally. Like, you know, I don't think Casey that. Is right. Like we, yeah. I love Henry Cavill. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's not universally love. I agree Casey's with Casey. Not even there right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that <laughs> a, 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 a lot of that stuff was her putting the the pressure back on him to to say something. Um, what? Uh, in favor or against. What a move, because, then. Yeah. What a move. If there's it actually no film at all, and she's like, ah, oh, fuck it. it is I'm some because shit up here. because well, we, uh, we got to remember that this was right. This was the day after that Corn Sweat and Brosnahan got yes. cast. And then she yeah. even mentioned that she saw screen tests of like something, which was interesting. Yeah. But then it was just like, again, it just felt so interesting because. I, mean, I kept dwelling on the fact that I mean, maybe it's just something that was part of her contract or or whatever. It was the fact that it's like she was Wonder Woman in two movies, movies. this year and mm-hmm. didn't say shit about it. But then when it came to Fast X, hey, I'm well, I'm, I'm back. back Fast Gazelle is back. And I'm like, that, that cameo was worse than the other two. I'm just saying yeah. Oh, yeah. the other I'm... two cameos were great when it came yep. to Wonder Woman. That cameo was fucking dumb. Horrible. Jumping out of a submarine. <laughs> Uh, it was Josh Whedon 2.0. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> no. I'm not feeling any cohesion, honestly, with with mm. Gunn and running the studios. Like I've been saying for a while, it just feels. It feels like it feels like they're like when he when Gunn was put in charge. It feels like that's their level of damage control and oh, Gunn. Yeah. He is gun can, control, right? <laughs> yeah, but I feel like Gun consistently doesn't know what's going on a lot of the time. He doesn't have any clear, real answers. His his answers change from week to week. Um, this Gal Gadot move just makes things more confusing. I hope it's fucking Elseworlds because if it's but why not, would we call it a move when we haven't got any confirmation if it's true or not. True, he doesn't exactly. say they're doing it right. Yeah, yeah. it just might okay. Make, well, make James. I don't think it's gonna happen at all. And then today. Today yeah. there was like another there was like another quote that she was uh, yeah. some Israeli uh, uh, publication where she was just she basically said like yeah it was going to be with Patty Jenkins now but it's not anymore mm-hmm. so she did bring up that it's okay. just very strange because it just seemed like it was her and Patty her and Patty and yeah. if it wasn't going to be Patty it probably wasn't going to be her the the flip side uh, is though like that was those two weeks was the Henry's back they do the big post yeah. he's not back mm-hmm. right Patty's gone okay this that that is the thing of why wouldn't he have said anything yet though right with gun the time Patty left that was the time to do both at the same time you know Patty and Gal it's great that they're around maybe I guess because the cameos right but at this point now I think enough time has passed you could do you the classic James Gunn big post can't wait to work with them again in the future no. uh, been fr- oh I met them once on a Comic Con <laughs> well, party twenty seventeen he always has some personal anecdote about how they're friends and like i feel like it is kind of in his core because she can say these things but he's never officially said yeah 
she's mm-hmm. done right. right so what you know yeah why not? like he's he and said is, he said ben's not playing batman before flash but he was still in flash so why not say anything yeah. about gal yet you know and the thing is that they have this uh, he made it abundantly clear that they're working on a, a paradise laws uh mm-hmm. story so yeah. that that's already telling me no we're rebooting this character with a brand new uh like unless she's gonna play like a different character and one of the things that I think uh, I heard that on Dave's stream, I don't know whose stream that was it, but I think it was about when he sat down with uh, Henry, he offered other things and he refused and walked away. So yeah. I got a feeling like it could have been a situation where he, I don't think she would take it, uh, do like something, some producing role in, in that Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie. But I feel like he could offer something else in there. Or, or it can be that she can, can, comes back because it's really hard to get these transformative actors who take on the role and embodies mm-hmm. the role like she did, like Margot Robbie did with uh, Harley Quinn, like yeah. Ben did with, with, uh, with uh, his Batman. <laughs> Because to Casey's point, not to bring this back up, the whole universally love argument, right? It's that's all <laughs> subjective. But you, I could say that about Gal, where everyone, not talking about '84, just her as Wonder Woman. I've not met a person right. in real life that is not like that. Where I met people, no, that go, yeah. oh, Ben's not my Batman. It's yeah. it's Bale. It's this. Oh, Reeves was no, Superman. That's a good love. thing with her being the first, still there's the first. Been, I know this, Linda. There's yeah. only been one other Wonder Woman live yeah. action. Yeah, and she knocked two, out of the but... park with BVS and yeah. you know her mm-hmm. other performance and Wonder Woman, right? So that's where I think Cavill is easier to let go because his movie started and people have revisionist history. Man of Steel was controversial. BVS was more controversial, so people forget that. But Wonder Woman, when that movie came out, that was like, oh, it's a hit. It has great legs. It has this. So I feel like she is more the universe. Yeah. She's, (laughs) if you're looking at someone in the DCs that's universally loved, she'd be to me the closest thing to it as far as. He said that he's going to keep whatever works. He did yeah. say that, that he's gonna keep whatever works. And you know and Robbie's definitely sticking around now. If you oh, think yeah. she was gone before after Barbie, there's no fucking way they're letting her go now. Like it's and she'll get a nice good pay though. bump too. And there's oh, gonna be some yeah. kind of meta thing with Barbie and yeah. there's gonna be you a You know what she's not gonna, gonna do? Gosling is joking. You know what she's for sure not gonna do? Sue Storm. Well, wanna, good, know why? wanna know why? Wanna know why? Because no one is fucking casting for anything right now. So it, <laughs> no one should believe any fucking casting rumors regarding that. That's my two cents on that. That was all. That was all before, though. People, things no. were happening yeah. before. Just like this interview was all before. I mean, that's yeah. the thing. It's like um, how this like came out and was just like, here we go. Why was I mean? They <laughs> held on to the. I, and my my whole theory is is like these publications, these websites were going okay. We have to hold on to things because there might be a strike. We might have not a lot to talk about. Well, and she's a movie out next week, though. That's why all these interviews are coming out. Right, yep. so that's why. Oh, there yeah, it is. yeah, it's that hard Netflix, the heart of stone. Yeah, yeah she yeah, has right. it. So yeah. that's why it was stockpiled. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. why they did all these interviews because a lot of the press or a lot of the studios know, hey, there's going to be a strike. Do them quick, and yeah, she does have a movie coming out next week that I have no interest in seeing. And they I'll knew those up. sound bites <laughs> would would generate. You know, yeah, exactly. and it yeah. very much yeah. did. Yeah, my yeah. God, I mean, but so are we? Are we? Uh, like, are we all thinking that maybe it's better that it was an Elseworlds, or are we okay with her being with a different uh, Superman and Batman eventually? I, I don't think I, she I, will I say, be at all. No. Yeah, I, I, I say it shouldn't happen, and if it does, make it Elseworlds, because that's yeah. the only that's way. In my, in my mind, I think that's the only way to salvage it. I, but for, for me, as a longtime DC fan, DC, even in the comics, has never done a hard reboot, ever. 
Uh, That's after, fair. After, mm. after Christ on Infinite Earths, they still mm-hmm. had a couple titles that shared continuity. Jason Todd was, you know, the Robin. Uh, right. they, they they didn't retell the Dick Grayson origin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then New 52, same thing. They carried yeah. some things over. Everyone's so rebooted, me, except Batman. Yeah. Actually, his whole yeah. family's still yeah. around. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> so if they do that with this, if they're like, we're rebooting everything, except yeah. Wonder Woman, I'd be that's like, fair. Well, that's in keeping with DC Comics. Well, uh, even when they did New 52, they kept only Batman and Green Lantern's continuity majorly the same. Everything else was yeah. completely completely refined and refreshed yeah, yeah. and maybe she's um, that she's that for our new 52 here right? honestly she's the one we're gonna keep i look at <laughs> I, I i look at the way the multiverse was explained in the flash the spaghetti yeah. things yeah. run Cross. parallel in in the universe and if there's something that's going to run parallel from the pre-existing dcu going into guns dcu if it's going to be wonder woman okay fine it's wonder woman if you want to make the argument of why she's the same canonically in the DCEU, she was 5,000 years old, technically speaking, so it's not right. a, a far stretch to assume that's well, the same case going well, into the DCU, and that's why Wonder Woman looks the same, but you've got a younger Superman, you've got a Batman yep. with a Robin and a couple different kids, too. But so. Mar- Marvel does it, too. Like, like look in Loki. You, ha- you have, True. in that True. show alone, you had 20 different Lokis. Lokis, yeah. Uh, but but yeah. then you had also worlds with other Tom Hiddlestons. Yeah. So it's like, yep. so it's... So and to the me, Kangs, like, right? Every right. Kang looks the same, but yes. in No Way Home, all the Spider-Men are different people. So it's like, <laughs> yes. does that make sense? Yeah. No, yeah. but no, it's it fucking doesn't. comic books. Just, <laughs> right. just roll with or, it. You or know? Blade. Right. Blade was cut in mouth now all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly right. Like, do you well, like then, seeing Toby and Andrew back? Okay, there was also it. there's a woman on Luke Cage. Uh, the other the woman who worked with Cottonmouth. Yep. She was yeah, also she in was Civil, also in Civil War. She was the mom that's like yeah. I'm exactly hey, but, right. But, whatever. But then there's also <laughs> the Hugh Jackman thing. It's like yes. yeah. that guy has been in how many different fucking timelines? Yeah. I mean, sure. we literally like we saw. There's gonna be a lot more in Deadpool. There, you're gonna see a lot of yeah. versions. Of yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're gonna make fun of that whole thing, which I'm so looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't which be shocked if they have a variant of his suit that's brown and yellow. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not blue and yellow. Tan. Get get my, the black and gray for X Force. I want my theory on that yeah. footage. Oh, that'd be so slick. That footage that was shot with the Fox logo in the background. Like my my theory on that is that's the opening credit sequence where they yeah. just oh. do like slow mo oh. of them two mm. fighting and killing each other and chopping each yeah. other up. It'd be cool if you yeah. actually opened with the twenty Fox logo and everyone be like, "What the yeah. fuck's going on?" Like, yeah. and then yeah. if transition to like cracking and stuff, that yeah. would be really. And fun. then after that, oh, like he's oh, oh, he's like Marvel still in the old universe and he's fighting and all of a sudden like like shifting to the to Marvel. Yeah, that would be awesome. See, that's the thing is like when it comes to Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, it's like it was so it's I don't know, it's like a weird thing, probably because nobody's played that character live action beforehand, mm-hmm. and we sure. just it's like Hugh Jackman Wolverine is synonymous with each other. So um people are more accepting. I mean, because even like in what uh what was it, Apocalypse? I mean, all of a sudden they find Wolverine at the end and he's got the headgear and weapon all that X. Stuff. Yeah, he was Weapon X. He was Weapon X. We didn't X. see that, that before. I mean, like so his cool origins. That, his origins yeah. movie was like. But know. remember, but remember, no, yeah. that was after Days of Future Past when they created a new timeline. So that's that why he could be. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they did Days of Future Past, and the new timeline was oh, the X Men find him here. But it's the same thing, right? Like at mm-hmm. any point in the next ten to twenty years, we can get a new Wolverine. There's only a few yeah. amount of times left we can get Hugh Jackman. So why not get Hugh Jackman now while he's willing to do it again with Deadpool? Right. You, yep. you you could always cast a new Wolverine. You always get a new one. There always be new young actors. There's only fine amount fine amount of time with these people left so i'm not saying that gals i'm not saying she's gonna leave us or something yeah yeah i'm not saying she's about to die or something but i'm just saying that that happens all the time right you know like people leave how many more times are they gonna do the lasso joke though 
No, yeah, oh, we've done a lot more. A lot more. A fair bit. That, that close-up shot of their face when they're fucking flying into the camera, they need to end that. <laughs> oh, that too, yeah. You're going to get that in Legacy. I yeah. guarantee you, Ben, you're going to get that shot in Legacy. Yeah, probably. Honestly, <laughs> after seeing Guardians 3, I'm really not excited to see what James Gunn, how James Gunn <laughs> makes Superman fly. Like, no. after seeing oh, Guardians 3. Like how Adam Warlock No, not really, no. I did. I wasn't too big on that. I thought it was all right. I mean... It looked like how every other character in the MCU flies, to be brutally honest with you. Yeah. And Adam Adam Warlock, now granted, I give props to at least Guardians 3 for trying to explain why Adam Warlock is different, but Adam <laughs> Warlock and the books is Worst character in the movie. He's different. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. He's very, very yeah. different. Very yes. Different. Yes and yes. Yeah. He's just kind of a joke. And like, you know, it's Guardians. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being, I'm being. But that's to you and I'm, me who I'm know who Adam Warlock here. is. Yeah. But yeah, it's like I'm look, guys, I'm just tired. I'm tired of this kind of stuff. I mean, look, I mean, am I wrong? I mean, I mean, we we get into this stuff. We talk about this. This whole thing right now is because some some of these movies a while back, they make these ridiculous things that shouldn't make sense. And they they bring this gravitas to it. And, you know, I'm fine. I'm fine with, you know, satire. I'm fine with kind of, you know, uh, you know, pulling the rug a little bit. But like when you when you take away the gravitas, you're left with this. And like that's kind of where I'm at. And like, you know, you can have Gal Gadot. You can have whoever you want. But if the general audience doesn't give a fuck, which let's be honest, I don't think they do right now. Like the DC brand is not great. Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle is not going to do amazing. No, it's not going to do good. No, and I and He's I don't. Are you? Yeah, I, I just mean, don't think so. <laughs> yeah, why would you doing the, like making this statement like we know this shit? Like, like I know, no, I know. It's our no, prediction. It's our prediction, I, I, right? No, it's like, I, 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 think I think that movie will find just, an audience, though. I think that movie will. Find yeah, an audience. on HBO Max. Oh no, I think. Where it was originally supposed to be? Younger than us. That was brutal. That Travis. Hey, I'm seeing it. I'm taking my daughter to. She's excited. I'm excited. I just, I just don't like. It's, it's the same thing. Like we just talked about Mission Impossible. The end of a busy summer. I feel like a lot of people. Like, I don't want to spend more money. Like, I saw, sure. I know people that have seen Barbie twice. And it's like, are they gonna see Blue Beetle? Probably not. You know, it's just like, I, I, I hope it does well. I hope it's surprised because, like, I'm well, pulling for the kid. I'm pulling for that whole crew. I want it to be, oh man, we big under expectations. I just don't see when other movies like the fucking Flash have just flat out bombed. I'm not saying it will be not profitable. It's a lower budget, but just as like. I just think it's gonna like maybe break even. That's its ceiling, and I hope but I'm wrong. I like want the same to be way wrong. that we make that statement about uh, about Tom Cruise making a billion because it's Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. and we were flat out wrong, all mm-hmm. of us. And, and you know, even the, the Flash, same thing, we all thought it was gonna be big, yeah, the right? Flash too. Yep. So the same thing we can, you know, that, that's what I'm saying. That's Why would you making the statement about box office? Nope. Yeah, it can be a the, the worst. The worst part is that movie is not gonna get any promotion. Yeah, so even word. without promotion, Back it's smaller, stop it. <laughs> it's a smaller budget movie, and uh, even the marketing will not have a bigger reach. I so mean, it was yeah. always going to have a smaller impact. Now with the strikes and stuff, it's going to be even smaller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think... don't know. Everyone who I've seen, who everyone who I've talked to has seen Barbie, has told me they've seen the Blue Beetle trailer in front of it. If Warner Brothers is marketing mm-hmm. that film in front of Barbie, chances are it's yeah. being shown in front, in front of, of a lot of different people. Of, yeah, I saw. I saw it twice. Barbie, the first. It was in front of Teen Ninja Turtles too. Yes, yeah, I, I got that today too. 
Yeah, I got Turtles. I had it both screenings of Barbie. The first Barbie, I had someone go, is this the new Spider-Man film? I was not in that group. So I didn't say anything, but I was like, that's, again, the general yes, audience the of like what they know, right? right? They, they don't know anything. So I've, I've definitely seen lots of trailers for it, so I'll give them that. So And everything yeah. that I've seen with footage-wise, I'm like, the choreography looks good, and the VFX look good. Mm-hmm. I just worry that, yeah, like George Lopez is going to annoy the shit out of me or something like that. Like, there's just going to sure. be too much... You know, yeah, and I, I think, even, that movie even I think for other people, it might be yeah. Susan Sarandon too on the other side of that coin. Yeah, maybe it doesn't seem like she might be. A, I don't know. She might be though. It's I think she's gonna pull a Helen Mirren and phone that shit in real hard. That's my prediction. That's my prediction. Susan Sarandon is here just to collect a nice little check and move on. And the sad part is, is like Lucy Liu was actually really great in that movie. Lucy Liu was like, I'm all about this. Let's. She was great. She was really great in that movie. What's my line? Yep. So I mean, like, we never whole... know. Like Ben was saying, right? No one knew to even look at Top Gun last year. No one knew that was going to be as yeah. big as it was. Like you, you never yeah, know. All I go mm-hmm. off is just what, what people I talk to, and I say, okay, I don't, I don't see the revving up for this. But who knows? Maybe August. What is it? Seventeenth, sixteenth, around there, right? Eighteenth. Yes, the seventeenth for the previews. Maybe that'll come around, and it can have that Guardian squad. I'm not saying it's going to be massive, but if it can even double its budget, to me, that's a success. I think, like, right. if you can get there, but. I, I I don't see it. The problem with that movie yeah. could have been Blue Beetle could have benefited. Not that I'm saying it looks like I mean you know it's a low budget movie. I get that, but uh, or lower budget movie. But that movie could have benefited greatly from a style, like uh, you know if you because you get like you got a oh, character right. you got like a character like Blue Beetle. You're like all right, this is not like a big known character again with the wrists thing. It's like like Spider Verse and and uh, Ninja Turtles. It's like do something different. Like if they would have made like what's the, a lot of young people watch anime now. What if they would have done like more of a Giver thing with that movie and made it more anime? Mm-hmm. Um, you could have yeah. really played that up and did, did a style where characters clash into each other and sparks fly. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they're and, trying with the swords. I feel like those yeah, shots think, are yeah, trying to invoke yeah, that, right? Yeah. right? Right. And even like uh, the director Soto, like he he said that he was trying to do like a David Cronenberg kind of. <laughs> level to it because like yeah. I, what Cronenberg <laughs> for kids on, that's what he said obviously it's going to be not you know the full yeah. on body horror but oh. I will say that like when you see Blue when, Beetle when, just getting first, cut up oh yeah when you first saw that trailer when you first saw the trailer of like the thing latching on him mm-hmm. and he was yeah. getting transferred I was like it was that's a creepy a shot dark. Yeah, and then yeah. there's even a shot in the new trailer where you see it on his on back, his back, yeah. back. Yeah. it looks <laughs> Fucking yeah. ew. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I okay, Travis, you laugh, but at the same time, I'm like, I could see oh, that he no. was going for a very low, you know, obviously a PG-13, PG-rated version of a, a crunk because let's face it Cronenberg you watch some of his movies you're like oh oh yeah you know mm-hmm. I'm just but, thinking yeah. of a world where hey Zeke you on style if you got Cronenberg to do a full Beatle movie you're getting that's a stylistic they, choice they right said there that with the first Venom movie like uh the director oh, yeah. was like he was like oh we're going for a Cronenberg thing like the fly and I go I didn't see that in this movie there was no all. Cronenberg in that <laughs> he ate tater tots yeah. if yeah. you would have it would have been <laughs> probably a lot better <laughs> yeah. Travis hates I that think- movie I, I hate the yeah. strong word. I, I'm more disappointed. The second one, uh, yeah, that's a different story. I have <laughs> yeah. not a good time with that one. It's, yeah. it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It gets harder to defend. I know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I well, think, especially I when think... you open it up with that that opening scene when they had like younger actors with the older voices. That yeah. one. Oh yeah. yeah. And then Oof. whoever someone liked that because they did that Indiana Jones five. So ah, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, what are you gonna say, Paul? No, I was just gonna say I feel like Blue Beetle 
uh, is going to find an audience. I don't yeah. know in theaters, but I think it'll be there. But I don't. Okay. I, I whether it be profitable, that's the real question. And on top of that, sure. do we we know that Aquaman two is still coming in December? Yes, it, it's not been delayed. Okay, and then whenever Legacy gets made, probably in two thousand twenty seven. And uh, <laughs> but I mean, uh, yeah, I just. Uh, I lost my train of thought for for a second, real real quick. But yeah, I, I'm 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 just saying. I think we need to focus more realistically, less on what our expectations are, and more about the company. Because right now, with the strike, you know, we have Zaslov, you know, bragging that he saved yeah, hundred million. Really so much that dude is such an asshole. He's a yeah. soulless. <laughs> I don't like this guy. If you read the article, he didn't brag. I don't know why. I don't, it made it sound like it he was bragged. He, just, he was making a statement. Yeah, he's making a statement. It was just, kind of funny because, like, I saw like the headline, like they're bragging. And I read it, and I'm like, oh, they just said that. That's he just said that. Yeah, he just said it. Yeah, yeah. I think it. that was something from like other publications that wanted to make yeah. it look worse than it actually was. But I, I'm just saying. But I mean, I every public bad. every publication is trying to yeah. make headways. That's what yeah. we had. Uh, yeah. uh, Zack Snyder Justice League as number one in Rolling Stone. Yeah, but I think I think now the only advantage <laughs> that Warner Brothers Discovery has during the strike is that all the companies now are losing billions of dollars a day, mm-hmm. not just Warner Brothers Discovery. So there is that. But like, you know, the thing is, uh, like, what our expectations for these movies are, regardless, we have to just realize that Warner Brothers Discovery is a bankrupt company, and yeah. like, well, they're nothing, in debt like a mother, yeah. Yeah. morally bankrupt. We, yeah, we have our expectations, <laughs> both morally and financially. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, but that company doesn't give a fuck. Like we have to remember this. But guys. hey, Barbie. Yeah. No, hey, yeah. Barbie. billion Look, dollars this Sunday. Yeah. Billions but, coming. But no, no I'm not company. worried. I'm no not worried about Mattel or Barbie. I'm worried about the <laughs> brand. Okay, Barbie is That's fine. Fair. Yeah. Barbie is in a golden uh, carousel the peak of now. fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> golden carousel. He's, he's, yeah. His carousel is on fire and it's going into the ocean. So yeah. that's where I'm at. So I'm Thanks, out of water. But, but luckily, Aquaman lives in the ocean, so it'll be fine. <laughs> how? How? Aquaman two, December, weird. baby. How weird the WB execs might feel that they greenlit Joker and mm-hmm. Aquaman and Barbie. And all three movies unexpectedly are hitting a billion dollars. Yeah. How weird is that? Yeah. Are you Especially talking about the first Aquaman? Are you including yeah, Aquaman in that? Yes. Yeah, the first Aquaman. Aquaman, 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 one. Aquaman, 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 Aquaman one. Yeah. Yeah, because no one thought Aquaman that was going to be. That's still the biggest DC movie of all time yeah, financially. Right. No one thought oh, that. Not. Especially after. This is why, like, people. Uh, you could, It's hard to make that case because that's the first movie people. I don't want to get in this debate. And I know Ray. Open Ray is going to wake up somewhere. Ray, I love you. He's going to wake up somewhere and he talks about Justice he's wake League. Up, being, it's also yeah. <laughs> he always talks about 2017, you know, being the death of the DCU, and you could make that case. Right. But you know what's always tough is the movie right after that is the billion dollar biggest DC movie of all, right. man. Like mm-hmm. it, like Casey said, where it's like they didn't have faith in that movie. They punted that so far away. It was there was only one movie since November, and that's their biggest one. And I, I yeah, the fact that the ideas that they don't have are the ones that are. Exactly. Like they're, they're reluctant to go ahead is doing well. Probably says something, but you know. Even Joker is like, how can you do a Joker movie without Batman? Everyone was against it mm-hmm. and it was just a smaller movie. And they didn't and even it, finance it all, remember? Phillips yeah, right. had to go to other people to get it fully financed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's why the, the, the profits were split with Bla- with Braun Entertainment. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah. It was... R.I.P. Braun. R.I.P. The thing we have to remember, <laughs> if we're really, if we're really trying to scratch our heads, why these, why these certain movies are successful, 
every one of them in the past like five years, they've brought something to the table. They brought an experience. Right. They're new. Yeah, they're new, and there's something vibrant. Um, I'm not getting that feeling with Blue Beetle per se. I'm not getting mm-hmm. it with Aquaman two. I haven't seen anything of Aquaman two, and I'm still Is that not because getting they're it. Hispanic. Just, they're still putting it out in December. <laughs> they're shooting it for the fiftieth yeah. time. Is that because, because he's Hispanic? You don't, you don't get that vibe because he's Hispanic. Is that what I'm what? hearing? What? Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> How dare you, Paul? I'm totally fucking with you. Ask everybody here. I'm just fucking with you, dude. No, no, no. They should release the trade. They got to release some kind of teaser, and the teaser should just be nothing but Jason Momoa. Shirtless, like underwater, yeah. flinging his hair up, <laughs> and him. Patrick Wilson, just, and, yeah, Patrick, and Wilson. Patrick Wilson, them just like shirtless walking out of the ocean, <laughs> all freaking like greased up, just and black it. They're running slow. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah in there, yeah. Whatever yep. you feel sounds wet. <laughs> Whatever you feel about Aquaman that's the tagline. Yeah. Get wet this December. <laughs> they should do this small little thing and just sex it up. Dude, just yeah. do it. No, marketing should definitely do it. That's what do they that. should do. Absolutely. Bad legs, good sex. Really getting that dad bod. If the first film is a swashbuckling action adventure and you, and you want your second film to be buddy cop with Patrick Wilson and Jason Momoa, fuck it. Just take it all the way and make it like Baywatch. Just oil them up. Yeah. Just do uh, full on Baywatch with the second arm. I do not want up. We need that uh, Top Gun bas- uh, volleyball yeah. scene, but in it's water. a sexual thriller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But All I agree right. with your point, Paul, about like I think not even comic book movies, just movies in general. They to be these big time events, you got to stand out and look like it's going to offer something different. And that's where I am with Blue right. Beetle, and that's where I am yeah. even with the Marvels. Before the chat jumps to me like, oh, I hate DC. No, yeah. the Marvels is the same thing. Where yeah. I'm excited, I'll see it. I probably will like it, but I don't think that looks enough different to make people run out and go and see it. In. Guardians is tough because that was like a, a send off, right? That was a send off yeah. to a lot of characters. Mm. Next year, I. I I'm very curious to see how the new Captain America does. Very curious to see if people be, care yeah. about that now with uh, Evans gone, right? Like that'll show yeah. what the shows too, and that's about it because nothing else is finished. Yeah. It was supposed to be Deadpool, but that's not finished, so we might just get Cap next year, and that's it. Yeah, so. uh, I, I was just going to say that opportunity the opportunity to pounce on the on the uh, on Marvel right now. So yeah, Marvel is doing so bad. It's, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I'm with Travis. No, I... And there's nothing in, on site that can tell you that. That they they're gonna do any better other than Dead, Deadpool it's, three two Deadpool three was the shining light next year as well though yeah, like, but, that would be yeah. a huge that, I think that will do very well. What they fell into like. is like what I was saying earlier about animation studios. Like I'm a broken record, I know, but it's like they found a house style and story presentation, and they just ran with it. And it's like mm-hmm. on too many projects all at once. So it's yes. like we're getting yeah. show after show after show that are like really indistinguishable. And it's like yeah, but some of the fun of like the first Guardians or like Captain America Winter Soldier was that it stood out tonally and visually in some areas than the other stuff. And so, and it left an impression. And that's what kept us going till, you know, Endgame. So, so oh, hello. Um, <laughs> it sounds like the cops are calling. <laughs> so, but so that's what I mean. Is like they, 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 everyone, fell in, everyone fell into some kind of comfort zone. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and became a, more of a machine and less of the creative. And it's like, that's what we need. We need like a, another rejuvenation and, and we're getting that in animation now 
the last few years. And I, we need to see that more in live action at times. And you, you could even make a case the first year of the Disney Plus shows, Loki, WandaVision, Falcon, and Shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Those had such a bit of impact. They felt very yeah. different. Where lots sure. of shows now, very, like, it's kind of like the movies. Except had for Werewolf for... by Night. I thought that stood out. Yeah, like, the specials oh, wow. I'll put aside. Yeah, I love, I love the specials, I love both of them. Special. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. The Christmas special with I want I want a Ghost yeah. Rider special like that now with like oh, a, Johnny, yeah. a Johnny Blaze as an evil Knievel type in like the 70s. That'd be, that'd be slick. I'd like Just that. give me the 200 million special <laughs> instead of the 200 million six or four episode show. Yeah. I don't know yeah. where this money is okay. going. Four, four Travis, episodes, yeah. Travis, did you see the budget for Loki got revealed? It's like 141. Yeah, as opposed to what the 212 for Secret Invasion. It's like I don't even know where that went. Nick or Sam Jackson had a really good shoot. That's what I'm thinking. Because like that's what I'm saying. And yeah. somebody me, said on my live stream that Peacemaker had a better security invasion then. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just saying, like, you want to talk about phoning it in. I think Sam Jackson in some scenes phoned it in in Secret of A. Anyways, go ahead. Evers. No, he uh, can. Uh, He's Sam Jackson. That show is terrible. Yeah. No, no, what I was saying is that Peacemaker had a better secret invasion. That's, uh, that's yes, invasion. 100%. Yeah. Way better secret invasion. Yeah. <laughs> that's for And sure. probably cost a lot less. But I, you know what's funny? Was like, I was digging what was going on with secret invasion. I was like, okay, you're grounding something. You're good. And then it just got boring and dull. And then mm. they try, and then Kevin Feige is like, we're going to have a super scroll fight at the end and yep. that was like what the fuck and, and, and to, ben, to ben's Kevin. point the whole dc thing too quickly on the james gunn he's always said that he's usually always under budget and he's always under time when they give him a, like these are your weeks mm-hmm. and he always finished like two three weeks i right. guarantee that's another thing that zazoff likes is oh you're good at these two things saving money and time mm-hmm. perfect because that's what well, that's, peacemaker was that's what know? paul paul w.s anderson did for resident evil live action movies he was he was under yeah. budget and on time yeah all the time and because those movies were made so cheap and profited in china and japan that's they were like, there was you keep doing them, of them. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. right there's <laughs> like way too many of them as a yeah. resident evil fan i find oh, man. seven i love Milijovic, but i hate yeah they're, they're horrible but they're, they're so but they were profitable okay. that's the, thing. the first two are watchable yeah, when yeah, you get true. to the third yeah, one it yeah, gets yeah. really it, murky it after that just don't even bother but, but i do one thing i do credit like mila though is that like she that's a long-running female-led franchise you know oh, like, yeah. which, which yeah. is like a, a, quite the feat that that those movies did but i still like i'm very critical of them big time and it's not like the other like the last movie they put out the show it's not like those other ones oh, are spinning off and doing well right so it's like no, they had no. the, whatever you think about those resident evil movies they had their audience but and people keep a, going back to them right? they, they picked a like True. we're over the top dumb action and, yeah. they, oh, and yeah. they ran yes. with it which is not yep. really much like the games but they were like we're gonna run with this and they mm-hmm. because they chose that lane and stuck with it it worked for them. Whereas the new ones were like, they don't know what they want to be. I feel like they want to be something new, but they want to reference the games. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you guys don't know what you're doing over there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we got somebody jumping in right now. I love your main man episodes, by the way, guys. And then we also got Nicotina. Hey! Oh! Hey! Yay. You guys came Yay! at the same time. Whoa. Anyways. Yeah. What are you wearing, Scott? Um, it's some old Batman. Oh yeah, uh, Halloween Batman. costume. It's a tactical suit. Oh, it, it was a good night with his wife. Apparently, take it off. They're, Look they're at that. They're Look playing some it. role play. If there's nothing underneath, take it off. <laughs> it looks like Keaton's you stunt came suit. I mean, Travis. Is, yeah. I mean, it even has a cape. Yeah. Does it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. that's the best part. He's all loaded yeah. up. Look at that. That's a big. And cape. you know what? 
you know what's great is we haven't even talked nice. about the bats like stuff yet so no nope. oh, man right yeah. Yeah. good timing <laughs> let's just leave the stream like this the whole time exactly we're gonna <laughs> give scott the one <laughs> it's it's like, it's like when you opened the the dark side box you know yeah <laughs> that was way more interesting so yeah. that oh was exactly uh but thank you guys for joining how you doing tonight great man great i was listening to you guys talk about secret invasion yeah and and kind of like what rj was saying in the chat it it, like the end battle was the kind of fight that like my kids do when they're fighting like they're play fighting like oh i'm like root now okay i'm like no 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 it's not because if your kids probably show kids do it better yeah (laughs) (laughs) amelia did not show emotion on her face like there was like hardly any emotion on her face, like when you see that dreadful, like Drax arm thing. Well, yeah, I'm she's like, what is? She's fighting the guy that killed her dad, and she's like, "I'm gonna flex on." It. Like I'm li- like, there's no oh, emotion yeah. in this fight. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah I'm literally like, gonna show. Like, how do you, how do you fathom like they were able to acquire Amelia Clark to be in this series, and I felt like she was completely under- underutilized. Mm-hmm. Um, the entire story, and the I'm sorry to say this, but the writing as it has been lately, it was just really bad. And you know, uh, it, it just, the, like, who was it? Ben brought it up earlier. So, real quick, Ben brought it up earlier. Peacemaker, and I know everyone's like, oh, I hate Peacemaker. Not, maybe not you guys, but a lot of people are. Peacemaker, by far, is a much better show all the way around yeah. than Secret Invasion. No, it's not even close. They're different, like, Secret different Invasion ballparks. was like yeah. CW status, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And while, when you watch Peacemaker, when you actually watch it, it felt like you were watching a cinematic movie told in a series. Long form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in long form. And that's what I loved about it. I was like, wow, I feel like I'm watching a movie every time I watch an episode. Mm-hmm. I'm just watching this long form movie. And, and, and that's what you don't get from the Disney Plus film, uh, series is that they all feel like they're oversaturated, crappy lighting, fake sets. And I'm sorry, but the writing is terrible. The writing they're just, they're, they're just getting that stuff th- out. They're they're I think just to, pumping it too much. To kind of to kind of jump on that point of poor writing, it when it, when that article came out from the showrunner talking about the the whole <laughs> oh, twist yeah. with Rhodey, yeah. I was just like, do you not care about the continuity of which when he was turned into a scroll or not? Because exactly, kind of feels like that's the case. It's like, it's like are and you it, telling me that he became a scroll in, in after Civil War? That oh, yeah, that's true. what they're talking about there yeah so basically his goodbye to tony was that was a scroll going i don't give a shit but i'm gonna pretend <laughs> like i give a shit that you're dying right now yeah imagine yeah. the scroll though like everyone got their missions and he becomes Rhodes. he's like okay after civil war and you gotta go through Endgame. you got to go through time travel <laughs> he's, like, he's calling grab it back like hey i better be getting a raise like look at all the shit i got i'm on the avengers now but all I, the people I, they replaced i'm like why didn't they just kill the president and have Rhodey beat turn you know that scroll turn in the president and then make the decision to nuke everything it's even, right now. If, <laughs> even if it happened why aren't all the avengers taking over at this point if rhodes has been sitting there since 2016 a scroll <laughs> right. and he, yeah. they haven't got anybody else that's why i think even if that was their intention i think because the backlash has been so big they yeah. all say oh it it's actually bad, wasn't dude. that it was after falcon Winter soldier or endgame i i don't think they're going yeah. civil war if they go civil war that's too that's too far that's for too me far. as it yeah, as an well he yeah. has he has like because after up until like you know infinity war and, and uh and or whatever and endgame like he had a robotic spine yeah the brain and, yeah. and so yeah. in the first the first scene of him in this show i was like oh where's his robotic spine and i immediately was like 
oh, maybe he's a scroll. He's a scroll. <laughs> so, so I was, was like, oh, was that's so a dead obvious giveaway. from the get-go. Yeah, was right. Yeah. But so. it, it, it was just so unnecessary. And the fact that when they finally showed him, and he was in, he was in like the medical or medical gown or whatever, yeah. and it made yeah. you believe, like, wait a minute, is that from? civil war like what what the fuck right. and it, it, it was kind of like why didn't you just have him like in, in a regular suit like his army suit like oh they must have just got him got it right the only thing i think of is that with right. armor wars coming up that that's going to delve into his story oh, and what happened to him but it's kind of like what so I, I so now i gotta watch him play catch up with everybody else like wait what happened? We all got uh, yeah. we all got dusted and, and, and oh, and Tony's dead. And Tony's dead. And yeah, that talk about a movie. Colby in my Smolders opinion, that got shot. Like what? Yeah. That's a movie that's going to eat. And if that movie actually happens, that is, I don't think we'll. I don't see the interest for people. Well, that's why. That's why I'm like, I subscribe to the whole thing. Of like, just reboot the whole thing with X Men yes. and X Men. Yes, yeah. uh, they, they had it. a golden opportunity to do that. Uh, at WandaVision, I mean, like, that why you I, have a Tony Stark and a Steve Rogers also that's mm -hmm, within yeah. the world. You don't have that right now. It's no, all yeah. over the place, you know. It's See, like, I, I was always on the camp where I thought you didn't need to do that, but now I'm more so after I think do Secret Wars, make it a big send off, and then maybe do it after. Because at yeah. first, oh, you can keep writing this out because yeah, there's a few exactly. like you look. Because like you look at if you were to people always say oh they should just reboot after Endgame well then you don't get No Way Home you you yeah. don't yeah, get WandaVision right. which right. whatever people say that was a huge sensation yeah, for them right yeah you don't get Loki so I still feel like there was tons of stuff after Endgame to still explore but maybe now yeah. there's a chance like hey let's even if it's a soft reboot let's let's do something and I think now after for me they've had a couple misses and I'm somebody that usually yeah. Marvel didn't miss with I think it is time but who knows I'll wait to judge because maybe the next five six projects are great or really good and they've just had these last two have for me having ant-man and secret vision really close together have been like a big kind of kick it's to the just, nuts but yeah who, who knows <laughs> next year if we got you know let's say captain america's great and deadpool 3 is great and there was thunderbolts if that i doubt it's come out because of stripe but let's say that was great to like it, it changes right away i remember when dark world and all age of ultron came out and that was the mcu's in trouble the mcu has some really bad like poor like these movies aren't as good as what they used to be and then guardians happened right and then uh winter soldier happened winter soldier yeah, but that was before different ultron, though but... because that was that was before we got to thanos you know what i mean so yeah, you were exactly, just like yeah. okay we still have a lot more to go with this this current state other than uh what's this the kang like, I don't know where we're going. I don't know what we're doing. I don't know where it's leading to. It's just, it's so up in the air. And the well, way there I mean, has just been really leading bad. to it's all multiverse saga, but invest in your spider. Yeah, it's a multiverse. Yeah. yeah. The multiverse is getting boring, though. That's what's working. It is. It is getting boring. The yeah. spider -verse they're not, they're not doing it right. They're not getting to it. It's just. Well, that's why I said spider verse is what's delayed working. indefinitely. Yeah, I know that, that, but I'm talking about the entire. He's just talking about the concept. I was like, that's doing better ah. than the Marvel multiverse. But at yeah. least that's only one movie, though, right? Where this you have yeah. like Quantumania, you have you have, have Doctor Strange, you have Loki. They have so many because I've had the same thing. Hey, I've had viewers. Of madness worked in my eyes. That's yeah, I, I did too. I like Multiverse good... Madness too. Yeah, but I'm it, saying in the MCU, except for the multiple... very end when when Charlie's Theron showed up, it was just like, wait, 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 what are we doing? Oh, it's over. That's a really deep lore from Doctor Strange's lore. That character. I think I think the whole idea of doing ten year plan with with these movies is the best way, the best course of action. I'm not saying that because of James Gunn. I'm saying it's because I don't want to wait another two. 20 years to see Iron Man, uh, Captain America, and the new Thor. Because right now, right. yeah, where are we? We don't even know where we are with Marvel. So right. I think 
doing, for instance, like they're trying to um, uh, do a, a new Fantastic Four movie. And I'm thinking, okay, maybe you can make Doctor Doom the big baddie of, for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then you can introduce Doctor Doom, you can introduce a Civil Surfer and, and, and also the X-Men. And, mm -hmm. and also, and, and people probably going to love all these new characters that you introduce. And at the same time, by the time you finish with these characters, whether it's 10 years from now, you can start already uh, planning ahead yes. for the Yes. Uh, Captain America, New Iron Man, mm -hmm. and reboot yeah, yeah. this whole entire universe. Yeah, they got Marvel's got enough characters that they haven't done MCU versions of to to yeah. you know to continue a story. But the thing is, people got to like these characters, so they really got to knock it out of the park with Fantastic Four when they reboot it, and they really yep. got to knock it. Like I really want, like I at this point, I'm kind of I don't care about superheroes. Like I'll I'll go see them because I'm you know I'm a comic fan, but I want the supernatural stuff. I want Blade. And midnight Suns, more, yeah, I want midnight Suns. Yeah, I, want, yeah. I want a bunch of characters to build to a Midnight Suns movie, and uh, and from what I hear, they can't even get Blade right. Uh, the amount of shit. writers they've had on it and, <laughs> and directors, and I'm like, how are you? It, how are you it's a dull Blade. He, he, hunt, he hunt, yeah, he hunts vampires. Like, how hard is this? Hard like, is yeah, they're like, well, <laughs> like you, you guys literally just showcased in Werewolf by Night. You can do this shit. Yeah. So what is mm -hmm. the problem? Yeah, yeah. Like, and guess what? Movie... If you make it a simple story, maybe you don't got to make it like two fifty million dollar budget. Yeah, you know that you too. <laughs> exactly, you don't. Um, the, but they are they gonna did have it a big right hurdle. in 1997. I'm just saying. Yeah, exactly. And the cinema figured it out. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not talking about Del Toro because Del Toro was number two. Yeah, yeah I'm talking about the it first cheap, one. Cheap I, thought, I thought Del Toro yeah. did a great job too. Yeah, yeah. I like I'm, I like Blade for, two better than Blade one. Yeah. See, I mean, I'm, I'm I like Blade one's mm -hmm. my yeah. favorite. Yeah, but, oh, yeah. yeah. But because I like Stephen Dorff as Deacon Frost, that's fair. You know, yeah, that's fair. Stephen Dorff did a good job with that. He, Plus that movie, a... like it caught everyone off guard. No one knew, like, because it was like that was the summer of like Batman and Robin and stuff. So people were yep. like, oh, "I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of over mean, this." You know, Blade One, then, yeah, Blade the opening scene when yeah. when that when that guy goes to the club with the girl, he's like, "Yeah,", yeah. and all of a sudden it starts raining blood, and they turn into vampires, and they, it was badass. That's so that scene Blade so shows good. Up. It's yeah, like, that scene's so good. The rest of the movie had trouble topping that scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's and so it's, good. And it's not like they haven't found somebody. Ali getting cast as Blade was one of those casts where yeah, I was like, yeah, great. fuck yeah, let's yeah. do this. Yeah, like, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, so many times yeah. you get pushback, but they get a perfect cast. And remember, that was announced in 2019. The yeah, guy's done a well. fucking voice for Eternals, and that's it. Yeah. That's it. it we're, we're coming on half a decade, and he's not done anything. And that's my <laughs> fear every day. Not my big fear, but like, I, I'm just waiting every for day, Every day. Every day. I just know I'm gonna wake up to some fucking variety report that because of scheduling, oh, yeah, because of scheduling or something, Ali and Marvel part ways. And if that happens, that's when the biggest bag drops ever. If just they lose bring Ali, sticky yeah. fingers back. That's okay. We could have that. <laughs> the big thing for me though was like, please, why are we trying to do a PG-13 Blade? It's yeah, like Midnight yeah, Suns needs to really go into shouldn't. the R, like do gar, you know, like that's that needs to be their pocket of Marvel where they're like, look, just, we're gonna go off the rails over here with these guys. It's just so hard for me though because that that first i mean chris christopherson is whistler yeah and so Wesley oh, yeah. that's what i'm saying you're gonna have trouble oh. trouble topping that like even the, yeah. the the vampires bursting into ashes was made for that movie that wasn't yeah. a comic book thing and that's such a cool visual so it's like i don't know i mean that's a big i mean even the opening over. scene when he kills like the main girl that brought the the the, the idiot to the party yeah and she's she's like Tracy she kind of hits his at him like yeah. and he stabs her in the head and she 
appearance in the act. It was really yeah. cool. It was like, wow, this is badass. Yeah. And yeah, he shot uh, a spike through her head into the ceiling and yeah. she just evaporates. It's yeah, like, but it was but it was but it was a cool awesome. shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, oh yeah, this yeah, yeah. is cool. Yeah. And then you know, he gets in that room and he throws like his version of the batarang around the room and it, it cuts all their heads off or whatever. Yeah, it was just like, dude, this is badass. Oh so good. Um so and then sad. Blade I mean, Trinity, I didn't really like at all. <laughs> No yeah, one, Blade like, Trinity like, no one's saying that their favorite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it, it was a fun movie. It was Ryan Reynolds' audition for Deadpool. Though. Yeah, yes. Yes. he's yes. really good in it. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Yeah. It was a fun. He was film. the only. He was the good thing about that. Other than that, <laughs> yeah. it was like, yeah. what the fuck? I thought that was yeah, Origin. Yeah, that was the movie <laughs> directed by David Goyer. Oh yes, yeah, that was. Yeah. Yeah, that was the girl in it. Was it Jessica Biel's? Jessica Biel. Which Biel? I give praise because Jessica Biel's above. Parker Posey's in it. Triple H is in it. That's right. Triple H. He's the vampire with metal teeth. Yeah, he wants to be. He's like a vampire sympathizer. Yeah. So if he bites his tongue, he evaporates. Yeah. That shit was so weird. It'll be better than Blade Trinity. I'll give them no matter what. It's gonna be like people may have lost faith. In the MCU, well, I promise you, Blade, even at PG 13, will be better than Blade Trinity. I guess. Well, there's a yeah, half the half of Blade Trinity took place during the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> weird. <laughs> it was like, um, you're missing well, it'll be, it'll be like there. Morbius, they'll just try, they'll drink plasma. Like, yeah, yeah, plasma. You know, there's there, there's a small part of me that that's like they're they're doing Deadpool first to test the waters with R rating. That yes, way they can maybe so. try yes. and yeah. do Blade as R rated oh, too. Like yeah. you, I agree. Because yeah, to Scott's true. point, you just can't do it PG thirteen. You can't. Yeah, that's you, 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 that, that, okay. You let can. me. Let, you, you can. can. It sure. just isn't the best way to go yeah. about it. Because I mean, right. when you, there's something about when you do a character who is inherently a not just supernatural but a horror character right yeah monster monsters with vampires no no you you do that you do that r it's why when even even though i'm not a huge horror movie horror movies have to be done right for me to see them. That's why I love Stephen King movies that much mm. because it's like, it's about the story, it's about the characters. Uh, it, it's not about the gore fest and stuff. But I, I remember growing up and seeing PG-13 horror movies and they were lame. Yeah. Like, no, if you're going to do a horror movie, do it R and, because and... there are just certain elements that <laughs> even if I, even if you don't go super gory, but you still need to go for the horror elements. Yeah, that's and fine. to do those justice, you need the R rating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's kind of like you said. You're, it's, the, it's, about the... it's all about that. Yeah, it's. I mean, you could do a good PG thirteen when it's like, yeah, you could build like an atmosphere and make it freaky, and you know that there, that's been done. But this is Blade. This is a this is a guy who goes out and kills vampires. Right. That fuck, yeah. Squad suckers. See, I mean, we're, we're by night though was PG thirteen, and they did good on that vibe though. They did, they did. good on they that. Did. Uh, that was good. You know, yeah, like, like Scott they, says, it's possible. I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. yeah, it's just like, but you're gonna. You have to be really creative with yes. selling the violence and borderlining that. You know, like you want to give people who want the R what they want on some level, but yeah. then but still make it a wider. It's it's a hard. And, and, and How to be in PG thirteen if it was in color though? 
Yeah. 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 Standards and practices. That was a good, that's a good point. If it was in color, that, I mean, right, the yeah. way that the animation gets away with blood is like, because yeah. so it's aliens or robots or, right. yeah. Uh -huh. or hey, fuck, I'll take a black and white play movie. Or don't make yeah. it black and white. Yeah, make it red. Black and white play would be fun. Like Sin City. Like Sin City. Even when them exploding in like the original ones, I could see them doing something like that because if they are exploding in a very cartoony way, then there's not blood. It's not everywhere. They just, oh yeah, they they turn or they'll turn into dust. They'll just kind of yeah. use what they did with the Infinity Snap. But I do agree with Phil that I think <laughs> with Deadpool three, they see how that does, and then they can use that as a chart to say, hey, this did really well. There's a market. What if we try yeah. it this way? And even then, they have I can't remember his name, but they had the True Detective writer. They hired him right before the strike, so obviously that script didn't get done. But he was on there, so that is like obviously True Detective. That's not a mild manner pg-13 i'm not saying yeah. oh he's gonna write a pg or rated sure. r but you got her you got and i hope it happens because they, they cast me a goth as well i love me a goth yeah. she'd be like a great oh, villain right. so i'm still pulling <laughs> yeah. for that movie i hope i hope that it happens and it all all just works out somehow so <laughs> oh i know we're all in doubt but uh but then but then, of course, uh, the other things that um, that got released today, man, Miss Mr. J. Leva, man, he. Uh, oh, yeah. God, anytime, anytime that guy gets to talk and, and it's not often, it's not often he does that he gets interviewed. But, man, when he does, he's just like, well, I'm going to just say this now. And I mean, oh, it first damn. started with ben, that. You're right. Damn, Ben. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he dropped okay. his vibrator. Dropped his, drink. <laughs> his vibrator. <laughs> Sorry. He's going to yeah. pull the curtain up now. <laughs> <laughs> no but uh no but uh, the first thing that came out from this uh leva interview was of course talking about ben affleck's batman and how awesome it was and i mean his quote was talking about yeah i was going to explore the uh 80 years of 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 mythos and stuff and right. i'm like well i mean everything explores that it, it's kind of general like oh yeah there's 80 years of mythos of course you're going to explore it now the magnitude of how much was going to be explored flashbacks whatever the yeah. heck you know and who how many people were going to show up into it you know but you know it was pretty exciting and man it totally stirred up shit you know especially for me when i just said release the script and man again i i was like both ends ends of the spectrum like no never ben fails man it, never fails ben said it might be still made i'm like no he didn't and then people are like there's no script i'm like yes there is yeah you got both that and then of course a bunch in the middle but you well, I, I love that you said animated. Subjectively wrong. It's like yeah. Ben said to be made. No, we yeah. half of us were at that event. He yeah, did not I, yeah, say yeah. that. He didn't oh yeah, I had one guy that. that that went from that went from it, Ben said he was going to be made, and then when I pushed back, he goes, "Well, he said you never know." And I'm like, "Oh, so we went from it's might be made to you <laughs> never know." Quick, yeah. Okay, well, that's the same thing. That's the thing. Well, you got to remember the half of these people that are making those arguments because they heard it for somebody right. else. Right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah we don't want to talk about that, but but that, I mean, for the guy to even say like, you know, I I was there, and then Dave was like, "Yeah, so was I," and it was <laughs> yeah. kind of like, well, "What's your fucking point?" Were we point? at the you same were... event? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sorry, he but was like... at a Popeyes, and some guy looked like Ben Affleck <laughs> was there. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, even when he talked about it, I mean, there was never any definitive like. Man, I really want to make this film, or yeah, I would love to make the film. And no, there was none of that. I mean, and even at that, whenever they would ask him about the characters or the story that he was developing, 
I mean, the answers he was giving was just like a, a huge, very non-answer questions. Yeah, it was like, I mean, how do I dodge this question and, and answer it? But, the, but I'm not going to answer it. You know, it was just like pretty much. He was no. being nice to the person that asked the question. He didn't want to just shit on that. Yeah. yeah, that's stupid. Well, that's he not got like two of them. Yeah. I think two or three of them. But yeah, uh, it's a very diplomatic. Ne- you never know is the most diplomatic thing to say. Like any celebrity right. can be like, right. oh yeah, you never it's know. Non-com- it's non-committal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Never know could be Warner Brothers. That could mean him. Never know. Like never know is the most like it's, you can it's one of those anyway. things that when you do pr training they teach you they're like make say things like this that just give people hope yeah, you know, yeah. Like- <laughs> and, and rebecca you were there like when when i know you gotta you're gonna take off in a little bit now but i want to get your answer when it comes to this is like you were there like how did ben like when it came to his responses to the questions how to how did you take it I mean, I I agree with uh, uh, yeah. Casey's Ken up there uh, that uh, <laughs> that he he was uh, kind of noncommittal. He just he he wanted to answer it, but he he didn't have an answer. So sometimes, yeah. if you don't have an answer, you can't say anything. Right. I always I always thought that it sort of came across to me like Ben kind of wanted to talk about it, but he he couldn't, or he was tired of answering the questions or mm. something like that. I, I don't really know. I, I wish he could say more about it because it sounds like all the things that come out about it are really interesting. So yeah. I wish we knew more. But um, so whatever JLE was mentioning to us is is probably all we're going to get because I, I don't know if we'll ever get it out of Ben. But um, I, th- I think Ben was actually trying to uh, to give as much as he could. But it always felt like to me that Ben wanted to talk about more than just the Batman movie. Yeah. Um, uh, it was sort of one of those things where I think when we were at that event, uh, it was, it was something I would, would have rather asked him about was Zack Snyder's justice league and his time shooting yeah. that. And, and those kinds of things that were, are, were fitting for that, setting where we all had just watched his Batman on screen and to ask him about that would have been more appropriate. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I wish, I wish Ben was allowed to, I don't even know if he's allowed to talk about it. Uh, So that's that's the logistics of all this stuff. I mean, I remember, I mean, I mean, even though I like, I mean, it's funny too, because it's like, don't take my tweet seriously. But when I said like, release the script, I'm like, I know Jay Oliva a while back said it's owned by Warner Brothers. You yeah, can't right. fucking do anything. But I was just like, you know, I just was like, hey, just for it was basically we had a fanboys that shit. I should have right. hashtag it to just you know what? The, just just but, give it a few years. Give it a few years because Phil's absolutely Green, right. It'll come yeah, out. The the, yeah. the the Green Lantern script that Ryan Reynolds initially signed on for eventually leaked on the internet. Yeah, and, and I'm well, sure at some point, I'm, I'm sure. That, yeah, true, very true. I'm sure at some point this Batman script <laughs> or some form of it will make its way on the internet. Yeah, hundred percent. No, Give but Dave time. says release the script, and then like immediately somebody responds with like, "No, don't release the script. It's got to be made live action only. I don't want it leaked out." It was just like. Yeah. What are we doing like, here? Dude? Just don't read it then. Don't read it. If you don't yeah, want to read it. It's so crazy. You're just like, what are you talking about? You can like, say graphic novel, leak the script, the script or oh, do an animation. Graphic novel oh, or yeah. animate? Oh, my God. Yeah. If Dave says that, oh, look out. Yeah, D- DC <laughs> could do a whole – they could do a whole new line of comics like the Ultimate Universe yeah. of just uh, screenplays that they passed on. Hey, yeah. They might do that because as, as RJ put in the chat, Deadline yeah. just put that the, – the, the writer's strike and the AMFTP, they, they, they're they not going to go back to negotiating. I guess they're meeting tonight. 
uh, they they decide it's yeah. going to keep going on definitely. So there you go. You might get yeah. that. They might go into yeah. those pools of scripts because the animation guild they're not on strike. They're not doing it. Right. Obviously, the yeah. actors that's where it comes in. But yeah. hey, they're fucking them. shooting Sonic Three right now with stand-ins, so yeah. they can do if if they got a crew, they can do it. Oh yeah, it's just like. The cutouts I mean, of Sonic and Knuckles and Tails is walking around with the, with the writer's strike and, and the actors on strike. I think Ben's right. I think we should go to AI, do AI thumbnails. Aaron Bailey's here. <laughs> Andre, don't be a bitch. Yeah, Andre's sort of smart shit right now. Don't, don't, don't yeah. be a bitch. That was hilarious. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You've been like, a bitch. Oh Stop it. You and Aaron Bailey have to, both of you have been bitches. Stop it. <laughs> So Rebecca, I know you got to take off now. Probably a good time. That to note. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna finally. Yeah, I want to get in the mix of the uh, squabbling, so y'all can squabble when I <laughs> when I leave. But, uh, thank you all for uh, letting me come and chat with you. I always have a good time uh, coming yeah. to these things. Uh, if you want to uh, follow me, you can check me out uh, at Supergirl Radio, SupergirlRadio.com. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel at YouTube.com/slash/DuckMilkBroad. Uh, but uh, if uh, you want to chat about movies, Supergirl, DC Comics, whatever, uh, just uh, give us a shout on social media. There you go. Thank you, All Rebecca. Right. For All right. Have See a you good later. weekend. Bye. All right. Have you too. Night. Have a good night. <laughs> is Casey even like around? I know. Right? Are, they, uh... <laughs> he went to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just leaved on for the exposure. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, See, look, we're talking about him. And he did not unmute. So I think yeah. he might. He's. He's like watching a Dua Lipa fucking music video or something. I know it's fair. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's cleaning Ben's vibrator, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there we go. There it is. No, it looks so disappointed in us. See, you know, you, you're supposed to polish it. Come on. Let's use your... <laughs> I don't want to know how you know that, Scott. <laughs> I do. Moisturize. I do. What's the polish it? That's what, uh, but anyways... So, um, I mean, obviously, yeah, um, when it comes to the yeah, Ben script and Ben, uh, you know, obviously Jay Leva working on that. And then, of course, this also goes with what he said about Zach. But I mean, it is kind of cool um, when, when it that Jay Leva is just kind of going like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to say stuff that we were talking about. Obviously, he's not giving like direct details. I think Joe Manganiello gave more details to Ben's Batman script than, than anybody else. Yep. Yeah. And his, but, uh, but when he talked about the flashpoint paradox reboot, I was like, but okay. And this is where my brain starts going. Okay. We've talked about this since just like, he told Tim that at justice con two. Now I'm trying to remember, yeah. but was that on air or was that backstage? Like the problem <laughs> is that when we've been involved in this stuff, it's like, that might've been backstage. Cause that might've been backstage. That. Cause I know he told Tim that because that interview with Tim and Angie Oliva went on. Yeah. That might've been backstage. Yeah. Cause I don't remember that. Oh well, okay. yeah. Well, I yeah, think so, that would have so, been, I think that would have been a lot of people would have talked about that. I mean, we all yeah. knew that there was like, you know, a flashpoint thing that might be the case, but it's funny too, because again, even like with my tweet talking about like, you know, this whole thing, of course I got people that are like, Oh, we already knew this. This is nothing new. I'm like, well, no, uh, Rick. And I can never say his last name. Yes. At first (laughs) it was not going to be a flashpoint movie. It was not going to be a flashpoint movie. And this information that came out was essentially that, I mean, again, (laughs) 
when it comes to Justice League 2 and 3, we still don't even know. I mean, we know what Justice League 2 was going to be, but we really don't know what Justice League 3 was going to be. I mean, yeah, we right. got the storyboards and what was on there, but we know that that was just Justice that, that was a story idea at one point. So if there was, there's a chance that Justice League 3, directed by Zack Snyder, could have been a Flashpoint type story, you know, that we... Um, that we just end up, to, I mean, but it's so funny too because I remember asking Zach, I'm like, did you have when you cast uh Jeffrey Dean uh Morgan as uh Thomas Wayne, did you have an idea that he was that he could that look great as a fly? And he said, no, he said, no, I mean, it was just, no, he just didn't, but you know, eventually it was like, oh yeah, that would, and then but he said, yeah, but that would have worked out, it would have been, yep. he would have looked great in yeah. that costume, you know, and I'm kind of wondering maybe there was like was there concepts that someone should ask Jay Lee with that? It's like, was there like any concepts that like came up? Like when it came to that, the Thomas Wayne bat suit or whatever the hell. Well, yeah. can you imagine that if like concept art leaked of, of, you know, Jeffrey Jeff Morgan as, as, mm. as flashpoint Batman mm. or what the suit. I mean, there's already the been good. There's already like. been good fan art that's out there. Like Aaron Bailey's done some too. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, Damn it. Yeah. Whose who's dog is barking? That's mine. I'll be right. I'll be right back. Okay. Phil's got to go catch them all. You're gonna hear like, oh, yeah. oh my god. Yeah. Got a Pokemon yeah. in his hallway. Um, He's gonna throw a Pokeball at it. Uh, yeah. Paul. Yeah. Uh, hey guys. I'm so sorry. I had to. I had to take a call. Uh, my no problem. One of my yeah. w- w- one of my buddies was was dealing with some stuff. I, I apologize, but everything everything's good. Just wanted to. Um, they were wish wish me happy birthday as well. But there's a lot of other a lot of other yeah. stuff. So. Happy birthday. But, um, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was it was technically well now now it's one o'clock in the morning here, so it was technically. Yes, take it back. Oh yeah, yeah. take it back. I recant my statement. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's forth. ten o'clock where I'm at, so Sorry. it's still your birthday. Yeah. It's still All birthday. Right. All right. Well, Over, yeah. Yeah. No. No. Um. Uh, I had a good day, and I'm gonna have the the party stuff to uh the, the today or or well in the later the today. Yeah, the following <laughs> morning. So, uh, yeah, but everything, everything's good. So, um, but yeah, uh, uh, we were talking about Blue Beetle. Now we're, I guess now we're on Flashpoint. Um, yeah, yeah I just, Beetle? yeah, that's how far, yeah, I was off, I was off call for a bit there, but anyway, um, yeah, man, it just, it makes me sad. It just makes me, you know, and I kind of figured a lot of this too, myself being a DC fan, I was like, I guarantee you like zoom or reverse flash is heavily involved with, the Snyderverse and like all of these choices that have been made. And so seeing that was, it was heart wrenching. It was just like, Oh God, I, I want to be in that timeline just to see those things and, you know, experience it and stuff. And yeah, guys, I mean, that's why I I feel bad saying it like, because you know, like the ball to me has just been dropped so much. Like, I mean, when I see when I see all of these concepts or see all of these interviews and see, even the idea of Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Flashpoint Batman, and then you know, I mean, yeah. you know, some people are excited for it, but like you're like Peacemaker season two, Creature Commandos. I'm like, no, I'm good. Like it's just it doesn't have it's just it's not doing it for me, you know. Like, and I I I feel bad seeing that, but I'm glad that at least in that timeline they understood. Let's do the Flashpoint stuff in the third Flash movie, as opposed to trying to force it in the the first, first film. film. Right. And trying to do, I mean, I think one of the reasons why I think the Flash for me, me personally, doesn't really work a lot is because it feels like it's trying to do so much in one film, let alone the fact that it's kind of got, well, it's, you're, 
you're seeing it as being the soft reboot, but then he ends up in the George Clooney timeline, and so I don't even know. I mean, other, I'm assuming it's just a gag, pretty much, as it, as it seems to be the case. But Well, yeah, it's a gag, and it's still his timeline, but it's just a different Batman. So it's not well, George Clooney's timeline. It's George Clooney's in his timeline, kind of that. Okay, all right. Yeah, and it's not even that Batman and Robin George Clooney, I imagine, right? The same yeah, way it's just Batman another... It's a variant, yeah, variant. Keaton's but, Batman is technically not the exact one from 89 well, and 90. That's what annoyed me so much about The Flash was that at the end, it should have set up the new DCU, you know? Right, kind of yeah. Like, kind of like what they did in, in, in uh, how? what is it? How are they going to do I mean, that? Good thing it didn't with how many people Think saw it, because no one had known. Why, right. why and how? Yeah, like, how uh, I'm, I'm, I, I don't make the movie. I'm just saying, like. I mean, you're making <laughs> a critical <laughs> observation. Because, so you okay, know. So, so so what you got in, in uh, Justice League Dark uh, Apocalypse War, how, how he set a new flashpoint, there should have been something similar to that, to where he, he, he makes a move to set a new flashpoint or to fix things, and then the next time you see your DC characters, it'll be in this new universe. The problem is that you have Aquaman coming out after the Flash, which there doesn't make go. really any sense. If Aquaman were to come out before the Flash, you can set the Flash as creating a new flashpoint to reset the DC universe. And then, you know, that would start with Blue Beetle or you move that to after wh- wherever you want it to. But the fact yeah. that you have Aquaman 2 coming out, like, I don't see how that is going to end setting up anything. If, in fact, it's probably going to have an ending where it sets up a movie that we're never going to see, kind of like what we got in, like, Shazam. So, I, and that's the sad part about the DCU. Yeah. And, and, and so one of the points I made earlier on Twitter, which people were actually getting mad about, was that I said... You know, people should learn from this. And if they just want to let Zack Snyder cook, let Zack Snyder do his thing. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. and he, you said it as well. Well, it's been saying it for years. <laughs> would have been but finished by now. We'd be finished by now. And people were, and so I said, that's why it's important to let people like James Gunn cook and let him do his thing. And people were like, oh, well, he did his thing with Peacemaker and Suicide Squad, and they were flops. And I'm like, no, what? they weren't flops. Like, what are you talking about? Well, it's, it's, so hard, like, it's, it's hard in Zach's case because I'm sure if Zach didn't suffer like a horrible tragedy, yeah. he probably still would have finished his film because Warner Brothers wouldn't have had a way to like get him off the project, you know. Um, and so I, I so unfortunately, you know, it's a it's a different case because I but I but you're right. They try to do a lot of course correcting in the middle of Zach's work, which is also yeah. you know a problem, too. And. You're right. I was talking to my friend about this the other day, and it's like it's like it doesn't matter. Like the movies were, they did well enough to where you could still keep going. You know, you could you could have still kept going, if that unfortunate you know incident. Greg Silverman. Greg Silverman. Greg Silverman. Yeah. 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 And and I and I like I I would love to even though like I'm not the biggest fan of Zach's take. What I always say as a longtime comic book fan is, you need people like Zach to come along. And do something that's different or risky or yeah. uh, out of the norm or different than what you know, um, right. you know, set in your brain. Because otherwise, these guys, Batman can't live 80 more years and Superman can't live 80 right. more years without people like Zach. And so, like, I appreciate that Zach is essentially adding to the longevity. And he pulled in people who probably never gave a crap two ways about Superman or Batman. Um, yep. Like, and, and that may sound weird to hardcore comic fans, but. It's true. Like I, like I said, I worked at Top Cow when when those movies came out, and my manager at Top Cow or my supervisor, uh, he was like, "I never. I've been in comics twenty years. Never liked Superman once. 
I saw Zack Snyder's Man of Steel, and I was like, okay, I kind of get this character now. And Kevin I'm like, Conroy. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Conroy, like, Kevin Conroy yeah. talked about how much he liked those takes of what yeah. Zack was doing. Yeah. Right, and yeah. it's so it's important. It's it's important. Yeah. So I would have I would love to live in a world where Zack didn't suffer a horrible tragedy and and these and he had time to cook and and get, and had the space to cook. I'm like you guys. I would I would love to live in that world, and and I'm sure wherever that world is, I hope. I hope the versions of us that live in it realize how good they got it. You yeah, know? Yeah, I, I hope I, they're not complaining about getting five Zack Snyder movies. Yeah. Well, I, I can't, I can't agree more in the sense of just, I mean, not even just Zack, but just like, you know, yeah. it, it's okay to get say like an Aquaman one movie where he's got the ridiculous costume and he's riding the yeah. seahorse and you're getting that comic book panel that you always wanted of, of ocean master. But Right. If you don't have your Richard Donners or your Tim Burtons or your Sam Raimis or your Zachs or Chris Nolan, yeah. if you don't have those guys putting new life into old ideas or doing a new perspective, the character the character will fade. Like it's yep. it's, yeah. it's what happens all the time, you know. Right. And even and it's true even in comic books, you need Dark Knight Returns as as as, mm-hmm. as even though it's old, it's it's a very old story now. But like at that time. You had the work of Neil Adams and Denny O'Neill being sure. the, the predecessor for sure. Yeah, yeah. like you, Definitely. you know. But, but this that, took that next step. Though. Redefined, you know. Yeah, a, and yeah. and it was that book that they probably brought into an executive meeting to be like, we want to do a Batman like this, and then yeah. that influenced what you know the Tim Burton thing came out because people were thinking Adam West in 1988 right. or 1989, yeah. and that's right. and that's how you got that. They weren't so, thinking Mr. Mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but even Mr. then, Mom, like there it goes. But even then, like, you know, um, the way that it was done was just, you know, something that was just it was so it was so new. And mm-hmm. that's why that's why that movie was making more money than Indiana Jones th- uh, three at that time. You know, because- well, and also go and read uh, Roger Ebert's review of Batman 89. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. He, d- he, he couldn't he did not care for 89 at all because it wasn't right. Adam West. Adam West. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And or so yeah. it. It you know and and you need, but once again, eighty nine was the one that I saw when I was seven years old and I went. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so here. Yeah. blew my mind in the theater. Right. Yeah, that was like the biggest movie I had seen as a kid was Batman eighty nine. That was like holy cow. Yeah, but uh, that was Ebert, a little before my time. <laughs> I do know, I do know that Ebert loved the Chris talk. Nolan, the Chris Nolan Batman films though, because yeah, did, that to right? him, yeah. yeah, and you know, but again different completely different interpretation than the michael keaton variations because it's a much more realistic batman but again it's a new fresh take and i mean jesus we're talking about uh you know i i can't remember a time that that the hype is i mean for me in terms of dc movie hype that i've lived through there's pretty much the dark knight and then there's the height of you know man of steel and bvs and suicide squad where people were really really clamoring to see what the dc universe was going to bring and wonder woman pretty much too like that whole time. And it's never really gotten back to that height. And that's why that's why I tell you guys, and again, it's not me being it's not me being like, you know, pessimistic about everything, but I'm looking and I'm just like, yeah, Blue Beetle is fun and it's it's gonna tell a new story. But but the 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 brand the brand recognition and the the desire to see is I feel is not there in, in the same way. Don't get me wrong, I think like I said, Blue Beetle's still gonna find an audience for sure. And I definitely know like a lot a lot of Latino kids and or, you know, uh, uh, I, I don't know the, the particular uh, correct way to say it. Uh, land. What? 
Land text or what? No, I'm no Latinx. Yeah, don't even bother. No, don't even bother. Oh, oh, I already know. I've, I've already no, been worn out for that. Don't do okay, that. Okay, okay. And I will not. I will no, not. No, say no, no. That, that, that was created by a a neoliberal white woman. Okay. Oh <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Then never mind. Yeah. No, no. Don't that. even but care. You understand? Yeah. But you Actual understand. Latinos don't care. No one. Yeah, that was weird. Okay. I apologize. I did not know. You can't refer to me as white X though. I will take that. There we go. There we go. Okay. Canadian I, X. Canadian, yeah, Canadian X. X. Canadians love that. Yeah. Right. Caucasian X. Yeah, don't yeah. even worry, Paul. Canucks, Canucks with an X. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless. The white Mexicans. You guys understand what yeah, I'm The saying. white Mexicans. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. yeah. You can find that community, right? It could yeah, have. You have you know, go up to the north. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, white Mexicans. <laughs> but it's like, what, well, one thing is, is like, and this is reminiscent in comics too, and, and movies reflected too, is a. Uh, that pendulum swing right so like mm -hmm. right now marvel the, the perception of marvel has changed in the zeitgeist like people still are willing to give it a chance because of some of the goodwill but there is a a major hits at that they've been that, knocked down they, they're, yeah, they're like been, a boxer yeah. that for humbled, the first time yeah. hopefully being humbled a little bit and, and learning that they they have to take that care that they used to put into stuff and and, and dc all it takes is one movie for people yep. to go Hey, holy cow! This is—it's on the rise again. And sometimes that movie could be something you don't see coming, like a Blue Beetle. And I'm not—I'm not trying to get anyone's expectations up. I'm just saying, like from past yeah. experience, like anything could be a hit. But I do agree about the Aquaman two thing. I feel like that's just a really spotty place for it to come. I, at this point, you're, it's almost yeah. like maybe don't release it at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah well, no I think they happen. wanted it before the Flash because I mean they, they filmed the yeah, Affleck scene, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. they realized, uh oh, it's not going to well, be done in time. Was, I know how it's Michael Keaton. Michael yeah. Keaton. I know how it's going to end though, first. guys. So I'm sorry to spoil it, but okay, go ahead. The, the new <laughs> ending of Aquaman is uh, some a little kid filming like this. <laughs> and uh, and he's talking to Aquaman, and Aquaman uh, with a CGI face tells him that uh, <laughs> that you know, hey, my Justice League friends can't be here right now, but you know, we're all happy and everything worked out for us. And then the ocean is like a set of car keys. You know? yeah. <laughs> did they did they also CGI away his beard for no reason yeah. whatsoever? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. he's yeah. in the Minecraft movie yeah. and he couldn't shave it. He couldn't shave it because he's this too is, Minecraft. Yeah, it's gonna be right. a young Arthur or something like that. that yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. I just oh, the man. amount of reshoots that that film has taken on and where it's at now. That's coming out after the flash i just yeah. i don't i don't get i don't get the purpose i don't get where it, i i just i don't know i'm it's so well it's we a see, if, if it's a fun if it's a fun dumb movie that people just kind of like all oh, right it doesn't matter where it takes place yeah. it's just like like whatever. a meg too yeah, yeah i mean yeah. Yeah. Meg too. <laughs> yeah. if it gets a zero percent and climbs up to 16 percent <laughs> um and, yeah. and like and like ben was saying earlier we don't really know what can happen yeah, right? people don't. love momoa yeah, it could exactly. easily come out and we could be in really january good. talking about why was this such a hit it doesn't make sense that would and be I a think... problem for james gunn if that movie if aquaman <laughs> 2 made a billion dollars he'd just like Oh shit! What do I do now? <laughs> I guess yeah. we're gonna keep my with Aquaman. And I think there's some. I think there's, some, I think there's some stat. I could be wrong, but I think it's since Force Awakens. There's only one year since 2015 that a movie that's open December hasn't made a billion dollars. And I'm not saying Aquaman okay. 2 will do that, sure. but like Christmas is that time. Christmas yeah. is that time where Thanks. you need one and who knows what these delays. Remember those those rumors that they're going to delay Wonka, which they yeah. should. The yeah. idea of them releasing Color Purple, Wonka, and Aquaman 2 all within like 14 days of each other that's does crazy. not make any sense <laughs> at all. They're like, fire <laughs> everything! 
Yeah, so, so just it, save stuff. Like, I think Walker, Walker can be like a fun spring movie. I don't know. Yeah. Like a, you know, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. A February, February movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Color yeah. Purple would probably go February, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, hey, 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 now, hey, now. Yeah. Well, it was like new executives <laughs> getting rid of old executives' uh, baggage and trying to get those last year, end of year bonuses as they. Shovel yeah, right. Off the that's end. true. You yeah. say that, but that's, that movie has been in, in development for years. I just feel yeah. bad for James Wan, who's like was oh like, yeah hospital. And he was in the so, hospital, yeah. so he yeah. probably he's dealing with a lot yeah. of pressure. That's how bad the okay. latest cut was. He's watching just. <laughs> oh. 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 Yeah. Oh. just he's fine. He's wow. fine. It's he's just fine. a joke. Come on. You know what? The funny thing for me is that all I want is don't push Dune Part Two. I'm with you, Scott. Yeah, don't push that. Give me a, that movie. I, I, I want it in November. Like it's yeah. like there's okay. Here's the thing, and, and maybe I agree can... with you. Hey! <laughs> hey! Two hours later, he just got out of a hostage situation. I agree with you. <laughs> He's like had to fight for his life. He's a secret agent. Okay. How have you been, Scott? It's been a long time. It's been a while, Casey. You sound like you woke up. This yeah. sounds like a threat. <laughs> and Andre. Yeah, what's up? Your voice is raspy Casey? like you just woke up. Yeah. Here's the thing. He's also here's the thing right that I, just fucking. Here's the thing I want someone to explain that to is. me. That was all these all these talks of delays, of delaying mm-hmm. these movies. I mean, for some of these movies, like what is the objective purpose of delaying the films? Is it simply because the actors and the writers can't do the press tours? Yes. That's one. Yeah, that's one. Yes. Okay. So if that's if that's why, I mean, some of these movies, let's be honest, <laughs> don't need that. Like Dune Part mm-hmm. Two doesn't need that. Like you know, no. I mean, oh, they'll no. have to still go to the talk shows and promote, which yeah. the talk shows yeah. are not even on. It you got the biggest bar. actress in the world in that movie. You got Zendaya, yeah. right? Like, how do you mm. not have her? Ever... <laughs> what are you laughing at? Like, she's definitely like the most high. Zendaya is a big deal. I agree with Scott. Most movies are like okay. that. But I, I think, think with Dune, much. they have that stat cast that they want to just throw out everywhere on Hot Ones and Wired well, interviews. and There's right. something else. There's Zendaya another factor, is amazing. There's another factor when it comes to this, too. They're... they're they, and I'm sure that this is on the table. They're probably, be, they're also probably worried that people are going to be like, "We're not going to see any movies because until this strike is resolved." Mm-hmm. So there's also mm-hmm. that aspect too, where people are like, "I'm not going to go see movies until this whole thing is resolved." So Barbie's showing it's working. But, but, <laughs> well, but people it's are also hypocrites. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like that the strike ending where everyone makes deals somehow means studios still aren't scumbags. <laughs> it doesn't, right? Uh, so yeah. don't don't wait. If you're, you're not, you're just go see the movie. It doesn't matter. Well, and then also I've read an article on Letterboxd by someone I, I who was talking about. No, like still go see the movies. Like that's yeah. you well, kind of yeah. need. It's like you kind of still need to prove to them that we're worth something. Right. Like, yeah. like, it's a weird catch twenty two situation because I agreed with Tom Cruise when he said that he thought that actors should still promote it, and then somebody else actually recently, Mister Zachary Levi, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. like he actually said, like, yeah, it's dumb that. Actors can't do that. And of course, he's getting thrown under the bus. But it's funny because Tom Cruise 
gave that exact argument to the board. Yep. Obviously, he wasn't on stage and did a mm-hmm. whole Zachary Levi thing. Hey, guys, I'm, you know, uh, Zachary Levi, you know, sometimes just, you know. But I got to get him on the vodka stream. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that would be, 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 be great. That'd be interesting, be interesting. you know. I, I, I'm not one of those guys that hates him. So, you know, but no, but I mean, it is one of those things where it's like, they sh- I, I felt like, because that's why I felt bad for Sholo, because it's like, hey, you, he got this big movie, very exciting, you know, it's, it's I, it, yeah. it very well could be something big, and it's big for his career, and he can't promote it now. And I love the fact that he took a picture with his sister earlier this week, right. and she posted mm-hmm. it on her web, on her uh, Instagram, she was pointing at it, he was just in the picture, that doesn't break the rules, and it's like, you could tell it's like, ah, he probably really wants to be like, look it, I'm on a big billboard in Times Square. Shit, you know, but I can't fucking say anything about it. And that's what sucks. But then, of course, it's like it's such a catch 22 kind of thing, because it's like, well, right. there's a reason why they're doing this, because let's face it, these these damn studios have been getting away with murder for so long. And Scott, the other working theory of these delays is they will delay them because there's going to become a certain point next year that the strike goes on too long. They won't have films. The content. Right. The content. Yes. yes. So yes. instead of like putting out Dune, Aquaman, Color Purple, Willy Wonka in two months, let's spread that so maybe you get one of those film every two months next year. So Let that's, Dune like, be the idea. movie I get. Like that's that's all I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. I, I don't yeah. want to wait till next year to watch Dune too. Like I want to see it already. The Fuck trailer you, was great. Yeah. Okay, fuck you too. <laughs> I'm on your side. That's why I don't I'm agreeing with you. I don't understand why Sony, like, uh, why they pushed uh, Craven back a year. Because I'm like, you're not going to make year. it better. You're not going to make it better though. Like, no. no. Delay Morbius and and the fuckery that happened with Morbius. Because you could see better than from- what they had Morbius. <laughs> Yeah, yeah we, I mean, we got what a, I'm we saying got is a like, Morbius defender here, Casey. Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh, God, Casey. Morbius is a fucking mess of a movie. This is the Hillary Sony verse. Sony verse. And, and you got, can tell because, once again, how much footage from that first trailer didn't make it mm. in the final film? Oh. They <laughs> edited the crap and you can tell, out of that movie. You can also yeah. tell Michael Keaton was a late addition to that, too. Oh, yeah. That was, that <laughs> yeah. was, that was oh, yeah. so late. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was written, written yeah. on a t- cocktail napkin or something. I thought. I'm not. Wow. I'm not going to lie. I, I only really want Amazing Spider-Man 3 just so I can see like Andrew Garfield look at his Sinister Six and be like, this? This is it? Okay. <laughs> that's right. And yeah. That's like right. the rest of the movie. And just like, That's never <laughs> happening. Well, I won't say never because you never Dude, know. But never know. I, that's, that's not happening. Good, train, good PR training. No, <laughs> that's not. Garfield is not signing on no, I to that. I, there's no I, want, I, I want that movie where he was describing in No Way Home that his character got dark. Yes, yeah. like I, I do. I'm always great. for that. I just, to me, if let's say No Way Home happened, right? And he comes in the meeting <laughs> and their pitches, hey, you know this Morbius movie and this Venom movie? How about if you're the Spider-Man? And that's why he's like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> like That's why in every interview, he's always stressed about Amy Pascal and Kevin Foggy. It's never just right. been, so I feel like if he ever comes back, he needs that whole right. crew again because yeah. he does, as whatever people want to say about MCU, Andrew said many times that he trusts Kevin Foggy with what would happen there. His yep. pitch of the whole catching MJ that sold Andrew that yeah. even without a script, he said, yeah, I'll do it. So I, I think no. Andrew would never sign on to be fighting Tom Hardy's Venom or oh, fighting more. I, like, I think that could work. Dude, that would be not in the state it is in. Not 
in the state. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Little thing. Sometimes people do things to work with the other. Oh, go ahead. I hope yeah. But I mean, I think Seek, you would agree. I mean, like, can you? I mean, I think you got two powerhouse actors. I mean, I think yeah, they would have to totally just go like, okay, Venom. What we've done that's been successful, sure, but we let's take it just a bit more seriously. I would like to see Tom Hardy and, and Andrew Garfield face off. If to be they announced, but again, a but Tom again, Hardy Andrew Garfield movie, Spider-Man would, versus Venom, that would we'd all be excited. I mean, I don't know who yeah, would be like, oh, but I again, want to yeah, that. just like the Flash, we'd be all excited, huge movie, right? <laughs> oh, you know. But again, it's crazy. It's crazy. The, the lowest it's, films, it's, it's, it's a little different because like like the Venom, like people like Tom Hardy. He's a very likable guy. Uh, right. People go and support those movies for him, Ezra and also Miller has the negative. And, and, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. the, you, what you think of the movie, sure, but it's like, uh, but th- that first movie still made almost a billion dollars on a hundred million dollar budget. That you know, did. the second, the second one yeah. would have probably done yeah. better if it released in certain countries, which it couldn't during COVID. So it's like, you know, but not but saying, again. Movie, but what I'm, my point is, <laughs> is that uh, Andrew Garfield. So sometimes it might be, I want to work with Tom Hardy. So it's like, hey, that's that that's a cool opportunity for me, and if I get to be Spider Man again. But like you said, he might say, but here's some stipulations I need. I need yes. input from someone. I need, you know, I want this person involved. And and they could, and Sony being Sony, if they think they can make money off it, they'd probably agree. Because it's, you know, it's a ship without a captain over there for the most part. Oh, yeah. uh, Are we yeah. forgetting Venom 2's post-credit DC's scene? A ship without a crew. Sorry. Venom's 2 post-credit scene? That was yes. like redacted in <laughs> No Way Home when they sent him right back. Then They're I'm, literally like, "Hey, you know what we want? We want the symbiote. Dude. Okay, we'll take that, Tom Hardy. You go right the fuck back over there. Thank I you for the black suit." Like, around. I was that like, was "Oh, he's gonna worst. be in the MCU. This is that great." Was the and then he went right back. It was it was basically Amy Pascal and Kevin Feige's interviews played into the yes. movie. Yeah, that Amy was throwing. Amy threw a ball. Yeah, yeah. yeah everything Foggy was, thinks yeah. about that universe, <laughs> that end credit showed. No, not gonna happen. And I'm not saying not money wise. Take that out. I'm just saying too. If you look at, there's a really good uh, interview. I think it was for Oscar season. He did with Amy Adams, that like actor on actor, mm-hmm. and he hated. He said he hated doing Amazing Spider-Man two because that process just like just and that's right just i don't think he's the guy that we want to do sinister six with all these villains and you are him like i think he wants to tell a story and i think like zeke said i'm not saying never because yeah you get the right situation the right writer the right director but in the current iteration where like yeah morbius is getting put in a fucking blender there's (laughs) no it's like the same way dave you say do you want zach back in dc right now no do you think garfield wants to come back in like hey here's a trailer and half the footage is not in it again like and that happened with spider-man 2 mj got Mm -hmm. cut out all these right. thick like that's what i mean like i i think he would need a lot to get there and i think that's probably what hasn't happened because i guarantee you they talked after no way home and they're like this is our idea you're the spider-man i guarantee you like i'm i can't guarantee you but i just feel like ha- if they didn't have that conversation after no way home then sony's fucking idiots they're idiots exactly. so that's why i, I think they like, did have it yeah <laughs> i think they did have it and it didn't go anywhere and he'll be in secret wars i guarantee you him and toby will be back for that but i don't I think he's going to make Mark secret war they <laughs> they're gonna make it ben we'll get there we're, we're gonna get that <laughs> Last for all. i still want mark webb if if they make the third movie i, I thought maybe that at the end of no way home that you get a scene that shows when uh, when Peter Parker, when uh, Andrew Garfield meets uh, his Jane Mary Jane. Wooden. Yeah, mm. I, I thought they would kind of like reuse that scene to kind of show like, hey, now he's meeting MJ and he lived happily ever after. You know, just to kind of give him closure. 
but no, that didn't happen. So it was kind of interesting that that they didn't like. I I would have thought that <clears throat> even though we didn't see him meeting an MJ, maybe he could talk about meeting an MJ, like because he, he really doesn't talk about meeting an MJ, well, right? Well, because and, it, that you know, story is yet to be told. Exactly, yeah. and, yeah. and like he never <laughs> talked about her. The other guys <laughs> talked about their MJ and, and and you know their love interest, but he didn't have one. So that's why I mm. thought I was like, dude, at the end of this movie, I think we're going to get that scene. Where they, they kind of repurposed the, the scene they shot for Amazing Spider-Man Two, where he gets to meet her, and you know, and I thought, oh, that'd be a, that'd be kind of a but cool for, way to kind of conclude the story. No, but not. I disagree because I think like his character, it's he's not looking for another MJ that to 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 bounce back to the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He was looking for a purpose, and I think yep. interacting mm-hmm. with the other Spider-Man mm-hmm. and saving that Mary Jane gave him that purpose back so like it to me it's irrelevant if he goes back and finds his true another true love other than gwen he may not meet anyone ever again in that universe to fall in love with that doesn't matter because now he's going to go back after this experience where he got to he got to have the brothers he always wanted and he's going to go back and be the lighthearted guy again and be the friendly neighborhood spider but we don't know that though because we we, yes you do the way he yeah but i take that was his own experience to know that yeah. yeah, and and yeah. at the end of the day too, it's, it's, if it's, if you're talking about money with Tom Hardy and stuff, I don't understand, especially even after Cross the Spider Verse, how you do. If you get Garfield back, you don't do multiverse trickery and you bring back Emma Stone as a Spider Gwen, a Ghost Dude. Spider stuff oh, like yeah. that. Dude, and, that and would be amazing. The yeah, they've already talked about on record that they're both friends. They text. She was texting him that opening weekend, pissed off at him that he didn't tell her that she was in the movie or he the right reverse yeah. scenario. Yeah, because yeah, she he lied to her for months. And, no, I'm actually not in. I swear to you and then she saw it and she's like you motherfucker so that's where like <laughs> I, like that that to me you you talk about the the you walk into the cinema right and you see hardy and garfield sure yeah. that definitely makes some money but you get that poster of stone back as a gwen stacy spider gwen and him back as spider-man i think there's so much that sony's just sitting on <laughs> that yeah. they're just he, but let's do craven let's do all this yeah stuff. but you know what else they're sitting on is a toby mcguire spider-man and a miles yeah. morales oh absolutely yeah. why they why they're yeah, yeah. you'll see you'll see live action miles you oh me. absolutely but toby's the perfect right. one because you could kill him off it'd be i'm still i'm still <laughs> waiting to see Damn. a live action miles at the end of beyond the spider verse you yep. will there's because yeah. there's will. some there's some live action people i heard about that were in these movies and i only saw half of them in the first one so i'm like oh okay oh, wait. Hey, you heard but oh shit you've heard oh, yeah, about yeah. live action stuff that that's in beyond that, that, so like yeah well yeah. i heard about live action stuff that was in the movies but i thought they were all in um mm, across. the last one and then i watched across and i was like oh some of those are missing so i don't know if they're cut footage or if they're being saved for beyond but yeah Ooh, so. that's interesting but hey craven that's so craven. Yeah. <laughs> so craven. So hey, uh, you know what? I did a trailer. Good trailer. It was a good trailer. It looks good. I'm, I'm, you know, once again, I'm <laughs> right. someone who I don't enjoy just shitting on stuff. And it's like, you know what? That trailer looked entertaining. I appreciated the R. <laughs> and just don't 
just don't do just don't morbius it again you know? <laughs> yeah it, it looks like the same story as morbius it's like oh it's a guy and his brother and they have a father figure yes. and one's yeah. a good son and one's a bad son it's and i'm like this is so thing. terrible <laughs> yeah but you know what at Only least he's it's a actually hunter at least it's actually playing with interesting spider-man characters we're there, getting craven we're getting chameleon like come on rhino 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 and the foreigner which i was like paul really? giamatti like yeah <laughs> yeah paul big paul's <laughs> back for craven i say i say we already know what we're in for just if you go to see it absorb the schlock exactly just yes. let it wash over you because that's what these <laughs> movies are the that's what, that, that's what yeah. venom one and two are they They're are like early 2000 schlock yeah. Yeah. yes yeah they're yeah. early yeah. 2000 schlocky superhero yeah. films yeah and yeah. sometimes yeah. i'm in the mood for that and sometimes i'm, I'm not Right, but yeah. Venom. I, I mean, they're fun movies. Like when you watch them, it's like you know, you don't take them, you know, super serious. Yeah, I don't take fun. them seriously. Right, they're exactly. fun movies, and that yeah. was the problem with, with the DCEU is that like once you got past the the crappy 2017 Justice League, everything was just kind of like, bad. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, like Shazam one was good. I liked it a lot, but like there, there was never any like connected tissue. It was just kind of like just right. stuff. Yeah, like there's more stuff with with the DCEU for me. Shazam 1 is okay, and I like Aquaman 1, mostly because yeah. of the suit and the final battle. Like That's what really stands yeah. out for me still. But yeah, honestly, in ter- other than maybe Joker and the Batman, the Elseworlds projects, nothing mm-hmm. about the later DCU projects has that same oomph or that same... that It doesn't, it doesn't have that same dichotomy that it had before. And yeah. it shows. It's just you can feel it. It's... Okay. It, 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 yeah, it's something you can't really explain. It's just it's that it's that feeling of watching the the movie. I don't get know. what you're saying, but hopefully something yeah. comes along that resparks that you know. And I They're think that's what to. you know. That's th- but that's the thing is they got they got to earn it. But hopefully they on something. Hopefully they will. Well, you know? and that's what I'm saying. Like everyone who just wants to like just totally shit on whatever James Gunn is doing, it's like let James Gunn do his thing. Yeah, let's I gotta get to see my legacy see more stuff. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Let's get I mean, to everything that he's working on before we start shitting on him, saying, "Oh, well, the the gun verse is 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 f." It didn't even We're not going yet. anywhere. It hasn't even started. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at the same it's time, it's already dead like, though, Casey. It's dead. It's yeah, already dead. Yeah, yeah. Fire yeah. 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 James. To me, he was dead when he recast Henry Cavill. <laughs> that, you know what? That is true yeah. for a huge keep, let me, I'm kidding, Ben. You ignited Ben. You ignited Ben. Here we go. Yeah, I know you're funny, but I just want to know because uh, there's a lot of people that are still holding on to Henry Cavill. How will you make Henry Cavill work today on the James? I would. I would. No, see, I think. I I also don't want um, Gal Gadot to come back because I me neither. I'm someone who cannot see her interacting with the new Superman and Batman. Exactly. Just like nothing's ever happened. Trinity, like I love right. Gal, but why why bring her back? Is this kind of, right. doesn't, doesn't make know any that. sense? We don't know that. Right. Let's go back to the original question: How yeah, would you make Henry Cavill work? I'd have to read a script because if his yeah. script doesn't no, but seriously, if yeah, his I script, I don't know his universe, and if his script yeah. really does nothing to show that he has to be a younger Superman, yeah. then I'll call BS and go, okay, why is it not Cavill? If it is centering a lot on the young days, and he's already said that, right? Like his early days at da- uh, Daily Bugle, so Daily Planet. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> J. Jonah James is going to be in it. So until I literally see the movie, which I know is a cop out answer, I can't answer that because it just no, i'll have to no, see Travis, that's the legitimate answer we can't <laughs> until we actually see exactly. the movie yeah. exactly i know this is yeah. i know well, this the is thing, a the, shock the, 
<laughs> the thing about I feel that like... is, I, like I always, the way that the way I always looked at it is that Zack Snyder had a, 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 a exact vision of what his Superman supposed exactly. to look like, mm-hmm. and he would didn't. And I don't think there was a huge concern. Not that that is a bad thing. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I don't think there was a, a huge concern of developing uh, Clark Kent, the Clark Kent side. Probably would have gotten to see that at one point. But the insecure uh, Clark Kent, it was not part of what we saw in, in from his movies, right? So uh, there was a, an idea for his Superman, period. That's it. And I think that is the thing that uh, that if, let's, let's say that uh, James Gunn would have kept uh, Henry Cavill, and he would have made um, Superman with uh, with Henry Cavill, and he would have made him funny or insecure exactly. or a little bit silly because that's what Superman is. Then people would come after James Gunn and say, "Hey, you are a piece of shit because you look at the way that you're trashing the Superman that James that that Zack Snyder created." Right. 100%. So he needed to get rid of this guy, not because he didn't like Superman or Henry Cavill. It's because the things that would come after right. that. And that's he's why. also he's also the face of the Snyderverse and the art exactly. So that's, that is he to well, that's what but, I'm but, saying. And, and Ben is absolutely 100 right. Like fans are like, oh well, Mike DeLuca and Pamela Abney, they wanted the Snyderverse, whatever. But it's like, look, if that were the case, and let's say they were like, hey, let's move forward after Black Adam, and and let's keep going. That means you're not going to get the Zack Snyder. You know Henry Cavill Superman, no, you ben Affleck, Batman. And people you're going to get have a, a studio version. You're going to get a different iteration of that character, Max. and it never would have lived up to your expectations. Never. Right. And so that's why it's like, dude, like it's to me, it'd been better off if James Gunn just rebooted the entire thing. Oh, uh, yeah. I know, I know, he's going to cherry pick some characters, but for the most part, he's trying to reboot the whole thing. I think, and that's why when we hear things about oh Gal Gadot saying, yeah, we're developing a new Wonder Woman, right? I don't know if she's going to be in it or not. But it feels like at this point, if you're going to do an Amazon's prequel series, you got to have a new Wonder Woman. You can't just right. throw Gal back out there and be like, yeah, in this universe, uh, she looks the same. It's fine. At it's least the entire work. Trinity should be recast. The Trinity yeah, should even be recast. Even if you're 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the bigger. Uh, Momoa. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Momoa is Lobo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he he should right, be Lobo at this point. They should just redo after the after watching the Lobo movie. after after Scott and I have uh, been discussing the Lobo, you know, the main man part one and part two. I mean, as as awesome. I'm obviously Brad Garrett, great voice that he did. <laughs> but I mean, I when I was watching those, I was like, yeah, Jason Momoa would nail the fuck out of this. He would character. nail it. Oh yeah. Yeah. When you watch those two episodes, you're like, Jesus Christ, yeah. After well, especially and, and after and watching Dave, Fat Dave, which, which part is better? Which, which oh, part shut is better? the fuck up. I, <laughs> part, two. <laughs> part two, baby. Part two is better, yes. No, but like yeah. like after watching uh essentially Dante in Fast X is Lobo. That's Lobo yes. right there. If you watch mm-hmm. uh Jason Momoa and Fast X, his villain character in there, that's Lobo 100 mm-hmm. right there. Like you watch that, that minus is this, minus the space dolphins. Oh, well, yeah, of course that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. That's what the cars are. Swap the cars for yeah, the dolphins. For yeah. The dolphins. Yeah. yeah. I see. No, he should he should be Lobo. And 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 I think that the entire Justice League should be recast and just give us a fresh new look at the DC universe. And I don't care if Superman Legacy starts off with the DC universe already established. To me, that's a benefit. Yeah, that you don't have to watch the origin stories of all these characters all over again. No, I like to me. I want a a DC universe that is already established, and that you kind of come into it and you're in awe of seeing like 
the Watchtower, seeing uh, you know, the Hall of Justice. Like, we need a fucking Watchtower in this fucking universe. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing as like when we saw the prequels uh, for Star Wars. The first time that I saw uh, the Imperial Palace and the inside of it after reading all the novels, I was like, "Holy shit, that's the Imperial Palace." That's what it looks like inside of it. I've only read this in novels. This is amazing. And like that's the kind of feeling I want to get from Superman Legacy is that I want to see an established Justice League. I want to see characters already existing and just kind of just being all at seeing them. It's kind of like Lego Batman and how everything was already established in there. Exactly. Or or, or something else I was thinking about, and Dave and I will get to this eventually, but you know, you go through two seasons of Justice League the cartoon with the seven right and then right. and then because crisis on two earths never got made is the tie-in movie you know it, it, it they skipped over that then you get to the episode initiation which is the first episode of justice league unlimited yep. and like you see you know you see them recruit green arrow two members yeah two members and and then and then they teleport up to the watchtower and you're like where the crap did all these people come from <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, and that was the thing about Star Justice League Unlimited. I get introduced to so many like C-list, D-list DC characters thanks to that cartoon because they just went, "Yeah, these people are here." Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> seen them before? In the last, uh, what was that, 1992 to like 2000? And like in the last 20 years of us doing cartoons, have you seen any of these characters? Nope. But yeah, well, they've been around this whole time. Yeah, they make a point though, because uh, I because I do love obviously the DC animated universe a lot. They do make a point, and because Green Arrow is the introduction character, it's more of like, well, no, they exist, but they're on a much smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Like they're not on the level. Like, yeah, you have you might have Captain Adam, but he's military based. He's not he's not going out with the Super Seven, you know, or whatever. He's uh, he's doing stuff for them. Green Arrow is doing Star City, or I'm assuming that's what it's called in the DC uh, AU, and you know, he's doing his yeah. He's doing his stuff there. So they're kind of making a point that like, okay, these these people are here, but they're more, you know, they're more small and doing their more of their things. But now that we have this connection and, and we've established this network now, this unlimited network, now we can do on the things on a much grander scale. And then, then you have the Cadmus arc and all of that stuff. So it's just like, you know, I want to I want to say it. It's not necessarily that they just pop up. It's more of like the, well, that's their introduction. Yeah, like, I'm just saying, yeah. Like yeah. what I mean is like they're all there. Like Green Arrow's brought in; he's the latest recruit. But this mm-hmm. is, and this is like training day. You know, like this. Everyone yeah. in that room is it's their first time on the Watchtower. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. which, which it, it could, nice. yeah, it could be their first time, or they could have been there for a little while. But regardless, it like it is the first time. Okay, well, regardless, it's the the idea of getting all, all the little time. guys, the little guys, and the big guys, and all right. of it. Like it's so. Exactly. But again, the storytelling in the DCAU is so, so well done and so well. Like, there's so much that's said that isn't that isn't said. If that makes any sense. And like, but all that's know. earned. All that's earned, though. Like, so to yeah. say, like, I want to see Superman Legacy start off with the Watchtower. I'm like, but yeah. you're not no, earning no, that. Not you're not up. earning no. that. I don't you know. think that's gonna be there. Yeah, I, but I'm just saying, like, that's that's yeah. how I the feel first Justice it. League movie might have that. Yeah. 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 Well, but still, it's like it, 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 if the universe is already established and you have. You know, you've already casted almost the entire, uh, the you know, the Terrifics. I mean, imagine if he goes to the Watchtower, sees, uh, you know, Mr. Terrific, talks to a bunch of, you know, like Hot Girl and some of the characters uh, about Brainiacs, you know, Brainiacs approaching the Earth and, and what they're going to do. And, 
I think it would just be awesome to see that universe just explode with all these characters already established. Because I think we've come to a point now where we've seen the CW-verse, we've seen the DCEU, we've seen the MCU, and I think now you can actually do that. You can introduce a universe that has established characters that you don't need or don't require to have the origin backstory movie in order to establish them. And I think that by by in, it, by putting in all these other characters, you can say B-list characters, it enriches the universe as opposed to saying, oh, yeah, in Superman Legacy, you know, you, you're going to get Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, Green Lantern. All you know, No, you're getting all these other characters to show that this universe has existed and is established already. I, I mean, you're been getting what is it? Uh, uh, what Green Lantern are we getting? Jay Garrick? No, Guy, Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner. Jay Garrick is a flash. He's oh, a flash. Oh, oh, Jeez. I corrected oh, myself before you guys. Oh, <laughs> it happened. Introducing oh. a bunch of characters worked out for Black Adam, so it'll probably be all right. According to Rock, it got caught in the web of uh, new regimes. Yeah, it did. I think that was that's part of it. One. That was definitely yeah. part of it. And but, yet, yeah, it still oh, yeah. made more money than the Flash and Shazam at the box <laughs> yeah, office. It did. It did. Know, it did. Combined. <laughs> so the, the the hierarchy did. Kind hierarchy, of. Yeah. yeah. And people, everyone, all these fans, bitch, and complained about super about Henry Cavill scene. And yeah, again, yeah. it's like if you want to see Cavill and you want more of that, then you should have went to go see black Adam, but it would have made, if it would have been made a billion, we would be having a different conversation. Today. Well, if oh, it would yeah. have made like 700 million. Yeah. If it would have made money in China, it would have made a difference. It's maybe. just, it's mm. easier to point out flaws and be negative about a film than support it. And but, now we are where we are. Yeah. yeah but I mean, like when it, when it comes to, um, the established universe. I mean, that's that's where like when people get pissed off, like especially going back to even like James Gunn's responses to fans or whatever. And he's just like, yeah, Henry didn't fit the Superman I wanted to. It's like, yeah, because Zach had a specific thing for Superman that he right, established, right. which, of yeah. course, yeah, we wish we would have yeah. saw even though we saw a pretty good arc when it came to the trilogy. It was like, you know. He arrives, he dies, reborn kind of thing. Yep. And it was a good, cool little arc. I mean, obviously, there would have been more when it comes to a lot of more things that involve Batman and, you know, whatever. But, that, yeah, that doesn't fit within I, – I mean, I already right away, I can already see, like, why that doesn't fit. Yeah. Just by the fact that we're in this world that already has, like, a Green Lantern and all this stuff like that. I mean, like, it just – yeah, it was – Zach was telling, like, he was, like, giving, like, all right, I'm going to tell this story and then I'm out. You know, that's it. This is what I'm doing. And I'm out. This is what happens. Like comic book writers come in, they tell a story and then they're out, you know? And so again, now we're just getting a new arc and I get why that's the case when it comes to Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. I could, you know, I could see why it's like, okay, maybe it could still fit. I in see the some business, see this thing. I see the business reasons. But, yeah, yeah. But I'm yeah. definitely. I've always been kind of more that just just clean slate it. Just yeah, no, so I know. So much slate it. Slate it. Uh, yeah. Because here's here's the thing. Because of like you say, because I'm also someone. I just I'm I'm tired of the whole you either die the hero or you live long enough to become the <laughs> villain. That's been the story of fandom, and it's just like. Didn't we haven't we spent so many years bitching about the Superman 78 gatekeepers that you've become them like you've just yeah. become the next iteration yep. of it is okay that yeah. I just 
I can't be miserable all the time. Okay. Right. And it's just like, and I'm not going to use the phrase because dear God, I don't want to get attacked, but it's like, too late. I, whatever, whatever. (laughs) But it's just to the point that's like something else is coming. Okay. If it's shitty, I'll say so after I've seen it. Exactly. But I'm not going to, I'm not going to prejudge it, nor am I going to demand that it be exactly like this thing before you see it. That well, even when I see it, if it's even if it's just okay, it's allowed to just be okay. okay. It doesn't have to be the greatest thing ever. It doesn't have to be my favorite. It just has to be good or well made or not a hot pile of dog shit. You know, it's you know, it, I'm allowed to see something that's not my greatest, most favorite thing ever. Like yeah. I'm allowed to see like, hey, that was a good movie. I always root for the next filmmaker to do something yep. better. I mean, I like when Matt Reeves is like, you know, going to make his new Batman. I was like, all right, I hope it's my it's favorite better. Batman, and and Robert Pattinson's going to be my favorite Batman. Was he? No, it was a good Batman, but it was wasn't a damn, my good it was yeah, damn, damn good movie. Yeah, damn good movie, definitely. But it wasn't my favorite Batman movie, and he's not my favorite Batman. But he's probably maybe top three. It's all top three. You know, that's the thing. It's like I always root for the next version. Of, I always love it when I see on Twitter, like nothing will ever measure up to this or nothing will ever beat this. I'm like, oh, you why? mean like all, all the Batman fans who champion the no kill rule, but then turn around and praise Michael Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, but I'm just like, like, when people say, like nothing my... will ever top this. I'm like, well, l- let somebody try at least open up your, you know, I know you're closed off and this is your versions and you're you're sleeping with them at night ah you know these are my versions of that but i'm like but i'm like but i I will never say like nothing will ever top this when i see that i'm like oh this peaked right here i'm like well but there's a chance that somebody can come you know by and just be like hey you know know, there's a chance but it didn't happen yet it's okay to evolve the character it's like scott optimism said earlier (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you keep changing your fucking name, dude. That's what Seek does, man. Seek does. That's what that. I do. Most people it's, don't even notice it. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm he does this so like like ninja like, and then all of a no, sudden no. you go like, oh, that's funny. It's not. Yeah. But, it's not no, even but Steve optimism. made a good point about uh, uh, how we had uh, the campy uh, Adam West suit at Batman, and then mm-hmm. we got Michael Keaton's Batman. So we need to get these characters where they change from one generation to the next. Yeah. Otherwise, you're gonna stagnate the character, and then the character is gonna get boring, and then people are gonna stop watching though. Just like the so Batman. It's okay that Zack Snyder did it. Uh, yes, whatever, Casey, like, the the failure you know, that was around it, whatever. Very well and... reviewed, almost eight hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? Hey, the Batman is a good movie. I I love that movie. I love the Batman. Ben with Casey was trying what to say noticed... the, Bay, the Batman's made it stagnant, even though big big hit, one of the biggest movies past the pandemic. There, Casey. What I noticed, what? like anyone under twenty five, was like. Snooze fast. It was boring. Yeah. It was so boring. And I'm like, oh, at Batman. I actually, I, I actually really want a, diff, a lighter Batman in the DCU. It You'll would be fun. What's gonna yeah. happen? Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the people who want to say, I don't want that. You know what? In the DCU, give me blue. Give me the blue and gray costume. Yeah, yes. gray yep. with some yellow. You know, it, it, put little... a yellow, put a yellow oval on it. You know what? It, it's like. But give me give me a Batman who can have man bats and, you know, yeah, 
super ninjas and all this yeah, and kind of stuff. Clayface yeah. And, yeah. Yes, and all that. I want Lego stuff. Batman in live action. Yeah, that's me too. That's all I want. <laughs> me too. That's why, that's why and, and we got we got a little introduction with that when it came to the Flash. I mean, we had a fantastical yes. type Batman yeah. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. it came to, I mean, of course it was a pre-existing Batman and that's why I appreciate that. I mean, I know there was, I got sent a couple of times, like somebody like Snyderized the, uh, that whole scene have you guys seen that Which they like cool. they, yeah, they like changed yeah. the color palette and then put the uh Hans i mean music, yeah. it was or, cool or but at the, same the voice time, modulator like, yeah but i but it was it was cool but it was like yeah but that doesn't fit the tone of this whole thing right here like i get right. it it's like oh yeah it's just to make it snyder you gotta change the color palette and then of course change yeah. the music and i'm like yeah it's fine but at the same time, I'm like Snyder wouldn't have done it like that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. no, yeah. I mean, right. but, he wouldn't use a song from BBS. You know what I mean? No, but I also but, but I mean, wondering what that Batman does. I, I sometimes also, and this is a theory I've had, is you know, like like you said, Dave, like anyone under 25 called the Batman snooze fest, and <laughs> and so and this isn't me just being old man. It might be, but I'm just not just old man. But it, I also wonder sometimes, like, if you've been a fan of certain franchises or certain characters, that you're used to them getting, like, uh, redone. Like, I, I think about, like, a the James... Turtles. Yeah, yeah Paul, like, Paul and I talked about that earlier, about Tur Ninja Turtles. Ninja and Turtles. We're used to movie. Or James Bond, where it's like, yep. hey, I'm yeah. used to every six or seven years getting a completely different actor mm -hmm. who has completely different movies and mm -hmm. and do i love all james bonds equally no do i love all james bond movies equally no but i'm still a james bond fan mm -hmm. and i still go to the next movie going oh you know i'm, I'm looking forward to this one you know because i'm still someone who goes no matter how many bonds i grew up with craig's my favorite now yeah. And, and, and that's after, you know, growing up going, hell, can anyone top Sean Connery? And, well, Craig did. And, and for me, and, and that's the thing. But I know people who love Roger Moore. Roger Moore is almost my least favorite James Bond, <laughs> even though he's literally done the most movies of anybody. That is funny. More than Sean Connery. More than Sean Connery. <laughs> and so, it, but, you know, but I grew up at a time where I I'd used to die see, with Timothy Dalton. Dalton was good. Dalton was good. Dalton was good. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Pierce yeah. guy. Yeah, but yeah, Pierce was fantastic. I love oh, Goldeneye. Goldeneye. Goldeneye was amazing. That made me fall in love with Pierce. I was like, those other three movies, oh, they're all right, but like Goldeneye, I always got that. So but Pierce didn't make more movies than uh, than Roger, really. Roger made the most. Roger mm. not only did Roger, Roger would also have played the character the longest, uh, except for I think Craig. Even though he did fewer movies, they were they were farther apart. Mm. So Craig spent more years as the character, mm. but Roger Moore had more movies because you got to mm -hmm. think he went from Live and Let Die all the way to View <clears throat> to a Kill. So mm, he yeah. he's he's got almost a twenty year span where wow. he was Bond. Bond, yeah. He was the bond of the seventies of the seventies yep. into you know the, the 90s, early early eighties because yeah. Dalton takes over for two movies to get you you know the last of the eighties. Brosnan was the nineties, 
and then you know into the 2000s yeah. and then craig gets you into you know the later oh, six oh six and what, on yeah. and what was cool yeah. about the craig version was like that was the first time they actually had a linear story yeah oh yeah, yeah. where all the movies connected like yeah it was, it was like wait oh wait we're actually getting a story where it's just not a new bond story and he's just you it's know not epi- it wasn't episodic exactly yeah. 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 And seeing that's the same when we talk about the characters switching, I hope Bond goes back to the episodic now this time. I don't want a linear story. For the no, because we had so. that with Craig. So it's yeah. like, now do something different. Go back yep. to every movie being, you know, Pick a mission. Yeah. 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 That's one of the factors I think will is affecting the current recast because, yes, the previous iterations of Batman were recast and stuff and people accepted it. There are two factors really, I would say that first one is all current iterations come with a universe. It's not just one movie or just one trilogy. It's an entire universe. So people who are attached to that have a harder time letting go with just one character because it just has to be the entire universe altogether. And the second thing is, if the next iteration is not at least as good or better, they'll just straight out reject it. So when you had the old Supermans and then you had Superman Returns, people didn't like it. Then you had Christian Bale Batman and you had Ben Affleck. Some people liked it, some people didn't, even with Superman. And now we're going from, you know, and we had the Spider-Man thing as well. Like Andrew Garfield's movies, a lot of people didn't like the last one. So they quickly accepted the Tom Holland Spider-Man. And just because it was in the MCU as well. So now it's going to be interesting to see how well they accept, you know, the new Superman and the new map them because they already had Ben Affleck and they already had Robert Pattinson. So the, the new Batman has to up a good point. Do a lot. You do. You definitely bring up a good point. I didn't think about that because, yeah, when you come off a stinker, anything new is like, hey, right. yes, I fucked whatever the hell that last thing was kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, on something. But, uh, Ben, I know you got to go. You yeah. might have w- woken up the, uh, <laughs> the beast. The yeah, baby. Up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining, man. All right, guys. It. I had a great time hey, tonight. Man. Yeah, yeah, always man. Weekend. Thanks, thanks, man. Real Anarchy, subscribe. Do yeah, 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 yeah. Real Anarchy. Yeah. First day, nine o'clock. This is soon, so bye-bye. <laughs> Love you, guys. See you. Later. See you, man. Love you, buddy. No, but yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. but And I think, like, it's such, such a weird thing because another thing – got brought up this week uh and i i even talked about it on uh, film junkie live uh, i don't have enough here um that <laughs> that uh christian harloff he posted oh, on he saw oh, that yeah. the the um the clip it was roaming around because a lot of people jumped on it was like why isn't the john williams theme the definitive superman theme and, <laughs> and then his his argument was well james bond has a definitive bond yeah. Stream. And my whole thing or uh, theme, um, my whole thing was like, well, that's different because, yeah, Bond, you hear the, you know, dun, 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 and that's synonymous with that. And that's always been that when it comes to Superman, bef- there was a Superman theme before the John Williams score. And then we've had different ones with different iterations. There's been TV shows, cartoons. There's only been James Bond movies. There hasn't been James. Has there been a James Bond show? No. No. Right. Yeah. 
no, yet. except for except for the except for the James Bond Jr. cartoon. Oh yeah, there was that. Oh yeah, <laughs> the James Bond me. universe consists of James Bond. That. Yeah, James Bond Jr. <laughs> but I mean, but, but to like, your you point though is that yeah. but but there was there was books. Yeah, and then there was Doctor No in 1962, and yeah. and the James Bond theme was in Doctor No in 1962, and it's been there i mean that was the cool thing when it came to casino royale because casino royale even though that's 2006 and we got a brand new james bond and we're getting an origin story for james bond that was one of those moments where we got to that final scene where he shoots mr white Mm. and there's that moment where i sat in the theater going fuck he hasn't done it yet there's two things that do not happen until the very end of Casino Royale. He doesn't say the lot. He hasn't said the line yet, and we haven't heard the music yet because he has to become oh. the character. Yeah, he has to become. So, right? because because when because that was the funny thing is that Mister White's on the phone. And he goes, "Who is this?" And then Bond snipes him, and then he walks up and he goes, "The name's Bond, James Bond." And then for the and it's over the end credits is the first time that we hear the and you're like, oh my god, he, I haven't heard it for the entire movie, yeah. and it was impactful because we sat through a two and a half. Because you know, it was long, it was a long like, movie. It was, it was a, almost a two and a half hour movie, and it was so good you didn't realize you hadn't heard the Bond theme yet. Mm-hmm. Until the very end, when he actually becomes, you know, the Bond that we know. But like your point is that, but there's a theme that was there from the very first time that character was ever put on screen. Yeah, yeah. and it's been there since 1962. Yeah. We've had super Superman was on screen before 1978. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. The Flesher. The so. Yeah. You've had I, Bond I for 60 that. years, 60 also, years of Bond with that theme. And so to say that, oh, Superman should only have the John Williams theme, it's like, no, you've had him on TV. You've had him before yeah, Chris Reed. cartoon. You had Save Me from exactly. Smallville. Like, <laughs> <you know. laughs> Honestly, it's a hot take that was, a, in my opinion, a bad take. That was just, well, you know, let's to just be see fair, I, to be I feel that every Harloff, character. To, uh, to be fair yeah, to Christian right? Harloff, he... He works a really hard to be a fan of things. I've heard him say that before. Uh, <laughs> if you remember his big Star Wars meltdown, he's like, "I work oh, yeah. really hard to be a Star Wars fan for them to screw me like that." Like he's an entitled. How do you brat. get that access? Uh, so because yeah. he didn't get invited to. I us. feel that. Yeah. I feel like every time the Galaxy's new... Edge uh, at the, <laughs> right. the yeah. inaugural opening for all the critics and all that, he didn't <laughs> yeah. get invited. and He got fucking pissed. He had a big meltdown. I went though, Christian, and I know no one. So. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but but that guy like every time i see him speak it's always like but he i think he does it for the for this interaction you know like clearly, oh definitely, like definitely. You, know, you guys um, fed into it you quote yeah, tweeted I, I, him, I, I, and I've everything. Talked him before i he talked replied to me was like Argh. i interviewed him before and like he's very oh, he intimidating he's intimidating yeah he's very yeah. intimidating because he's uh, it's just a weird thing because 
And I think I even brought up too, because I remember like when he was building up it, this was like around the time when he was like, he kind of went off from the schmoes thing and he was trying to build up the schmo down. Yeah. He's yeah. Down. Which I, that's how I found out about him. I was always about the schmoes, no movies mm-hmm. with him and um, what's the Mark Ellis. Mark Ellis. Mark Ellis. Yeah. I like Mark. Um, but yeah. yeah, it was just like, and then he was trying to do like, like reactions and doing all this stuff. And, and it was just like, it doesn't really fit you. Um, because he's just, I don't know. There's something intimidating about him. I was even feeling it. And we had to do a pre-recorded thing. And mm-hmm. I hated that. Inter- I actually did not like that interview. I was like, God damn, this sucked. I was like, it just felt weird. I didn't feel like this. I always like it yeah. when it feels like relaxed and Hey, just join and let's just have a relaxed conversation. I hate he it. When used, I- if you go back, cause I was a fan back then he was very much like that, but he, he yeah. is with like a, like a representation team now. And I think they sp- pick a specific way he goes about and does sure. things but uh I'll I'll say the hot take and say that they could do it. I don't care. They could like <laughs> Warner Brothers plays that theme enough to make you think there's only one Superman theme. Any sure. chance they get promotion, they're always trying to bring it back. I'm not I've always said this before. I don't really care if you're having a new theme great. If they want to hey from now on until we die for the next for the next 100 years if we want to change it and have the John Williams especially John Williams pass away and they go, "You know what? This is the time. Let's have this be the theme of Superman forever." Sure, do it. It's iconic piece of music. People go with it. It is the James Bond thing where it's not that same thing where it has that legacy, but you hear that music and you know that right away. It's like what we talk with Wonder Woman. How many themes and superheroes do you get nowadays and you recognize it right away? That doesn't happen that much anymore. So I'm not saying I'm raw, raw. It has to happen. No, but if they came out and James Gunn said, yeah, we're doing a new rendition. We have a new composer that's going to re-record it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it's something like that, cool. Even if it's like a mix of John Williams and new theme, sure. Like it's like, again, I've said this before. If the theme is what's going to make you dislike the movie or think it's a bad movie, then I don't know. I think you got better, bigger problems. Because to me, same thing when you guys are talking about the connective stuff. Like, oh, you have to watch this and that. All I care about is if the movie movie's good or not i don't care about what connection i don't care yeah. about what green lantern's in there because i want right, to fall right. in love with this cast sure. first i don't care about but, the grander universe i don't care and i know that's what he's building but same thing with the theme if he wants to make it the music's not gonna really impact my enjoyment too much you know it's more the in-between right, stuff right, that okay. will be you know so but that, still i mean the, the writing alone i mean look if you watch peacemaker i thought the writing in peacemaker was actually i thought it was actually really good because you're taking a character like Peacemaker that I don't care about. And then towards the end of it, I actually cared about his character, which I didn't it's think I would writing. get. I didn't yeah. think I'd get an arc. I did not think I would get an arc of his character. And I did. And, and it surprised me. And so if we're dealing with a character like Superman. I think, you know, he's going to put a lot more into it. I think it's going to be better than anything we saw from, from the MCU or especially on Disney plus. I mean, all that writing right. on Disney plus and star Wars and Marvel. I'm sorry, but it, it's just been just lazy and just really just garbage. I mean, the speaking stories of, are, are speaking not of Star Wars, even. You're uh, right, Andre. You're right. Andor was garbage. Andor was the best one. No. Andor was the best one. No, to your point, you're saying it's this, the one this that stuff you is garbage, and that's the most recent one I can think of. Oh, yeah, sure. You're right. No, and that's garbage. the one you didn't connect with, which is actually the best series writing. And uh, Michael right. Wilkinson did all the costumes. That was a great show with Andor. But uh, unfortunately, Phil didn't like it. Because I guess Phil likes more <laughs> shoot 'em up, bang, bang type of uh, shows. 
and not a more serious drama. Like you did. <laughs> you're like, it didn't connect with me. But That's you don't not like the same it. thing as saying I didn't like it. That's but you liked the, the Book of Bubble Fett. And I'm sorry, the Book of Bubble right. Fett had horrible writing. Okay. That was lazy writing. That's, Any that's of us could have wrote chief. that. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. And anyway. Thank you, Plush. Plush at X, whatever your name is. Are we trying to say Casey? Speaking of Star Wars, so even yeah. Star Wars had one theme, and people bring up that argument, right? Yeah. But Star Wars has always been one saga from the beginning to exactly. till now. So that works in that aspect. James Bond is, you know, kind of an exception because for whatever reason. So I do believe that if if you ask me, I how I would do things, it would be every new iteration should have their own theme, right? But I'm not opposed to using the old Superman theme, but I just want them to recreate it using modern techniques or modern They should be allowed to have their own right. theme. And if they want right. to use the John Williams theme, hey, that's their choice. I mean, like, JLE even said that Zack Snyder was a huge fan of the John Williams theme. Right. But the studio said, we want something totally new. And, and, he was like, yeah, and, the, and the undies. He was a fan And the, the undies. <laughs> Yeah. And the S yeah. on the back. I, I think he even said, yeah, I like that. But they said, no, we want a different take on it. So we said, okay, I'll give you that. Batman has had multiple themes. No, Danny Elfman said only one thing. There's the one and only theme <laughs> for Batman. Yeah, Spider-Man only. had multiple themes for multiple By the way, he's playing, he's playing at the Hollywood Bowl this tomorrow night. Oh, did he pay his loss for him? Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to go? That's No. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would go still just to witness I mean, it. But, he's, uh, yeah, he's but... made some amazing music. I mean, oh, like, yeah, you the, can't. The yeah. I mean, let's face it, the guy's kind of a, the guy's kind of a, he is a douche. I mean, let's face it. I mean, I mean he, look he, at him. Even, I, mean, I mean, I wouldn't hang out with a guy like that. I mean, <laughs> even with the Avengers theme, right? So oh, when they reboot the MCU and have a new Avengers team, I don't think they would just, uh, you know, make it a mandate to use the current version of the theme that would not work the avengers theme is great when that it first hit it was well, like, because Whoa. it's alan silvestri, silvestri did I mean, it yeah. silvestri was amazing is amazing i mean the guy wrote back to the future yeah yeah <sighs> i mean let's let, talk about composers that like we know but we but so many people don't know their names but it's like yeah but you know their music it's like mm-hmm. I I will say Alan Silvestri and you'll go who, but then I start humming some music and you'll go oh he wrote that I'm like yeah yep. he did <laughs> yeah the, the yeah, Avengers theme it, it was it's it's so iconic and the way it was used I mean in the first Avengers when you got that group shot where it's kind of the cameras going around them well, you know it was as, right as they're all the huddled up it was right when they showed the title I mean like yeah when, well, yeah when, when like you're like yeah we're under adva- in you know invasion and then it goes like what do we do and then all of a sudden like nick fury just drops his walkie talkie and then it goes dun, 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 or or, like, or let's not forget when when thor arrives in wakanda and, and they play that song that was that's probably yeah. one of the best mcu scenes ever yeah i entrance. thought that was just so good yeah. It's up there with like the Wonder Woman entrance a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean it's like not as. I good. got chills in the theater. I was like, "Yeah, this is badass," you know. Yep. See, that's the thing. Entrances. That's that's the key. I don't know. Paul, playing the theme at the right moment. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's been quiet. I um, 
I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm, I'm invested in the conversation, but it's also yeah. two, two fourteen a.m. over here, and I'm. Uh, <laughs> if, you to, if you need to take off, I mean, we'll probably. Well, no, no, no. Well, it's, it's two fourteen. Two fourteen. Oh yeah, there we go. People were still calling uh, for that. Well, I want to get the two fourteen yeah. cut. Like what? Hey, I'm, I'm still going to celebrate on Valentine's Day by next, next year. So that's <laughs> the go. way I look. It, it is a oh. holiday for us, but yeah, I don't want the two fourteen cut. No, uh, no. For me, for me personally, I, I was letting a lot of you guys talk. I was trying to interject a lot earlier, and you guys. Oh, that's fine. Your thing. So I don't want. I don't want to keep it. I sound like I'm trying to interrupt, but no, you're for good me, at all. For me personally, I love the John Williams theme, but I also just as much love the Hans Zimmer theme. For me personally, as a fan, uh, I think it's more. Uh, it makes more sense. I don't know what the probably word would be here, but uh, ergonomically or whatever you want to call it, it makes more sense to me on many different levels to, for each Superman to have their individual theme uh, because yes. it distinguishes each one in their own way and where they're from. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking more just as a multimedia format or mm -hmm, a multiverse yeah. format or whatever you yeah. want to call it. Each one is distinct mm -hmm. in its own unique way. You know, you can have callbacks or you can have something that sounds similar if you want. I mean, I listen to the John Williams theme and I listen to the DC animated universe theme to Superman. And there's very, very similar. Hey, Walker. You know, with, yeah, with, yeah. respect on her name. Yeah, no, 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 I, I do. I am, no, no, you are, you're hundred percent right, Scott. I was just explaining, the, you know, not that's everyone, not yourself. everyone at home, not everyone knows who Shirley Walker is. For, and that's fair, a problem. But, and that's what that is a problem. Respect problem. On her name. You're right. Shirley, Shirley Walker takes so much uh, influence from the other stuff. I, I thought that Danny Elfman had scored uh, Mask of the Phantasm. A lot of us did. thought that. Like, yeah. When it came to the yeah, it is kind yeah. of kind of funny, like because when you think of Batman the animated series, you're like, oh yeah, it's just yeah, like Danny Elfman. Now, but then it's Danny like, Elfman, oh no, it's not. No, yeah. because Danny Elfman it's an adaptation score. of yeah. Danny Elfman did score the actual animated series theme. That was the thing, but the actual uh, score of the show is done by is done by Shirley. Yeah. And right. she also does her own Batman theme because they actually don't use the Elfman theme Never. ever in an episode. It was yeah, only right. she rearranged the Elfman score for the opening title sequence. Yeah. Right. But but that dun dun da dun 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 da dun dun you know that's Batman yeah. the animated series Batman theme and that's surely and that's Shirley Walker, which is why that opening title sequence, The Mask of the Phantasm, when you got the choir oh my singing. God. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She oh. perfected it. She perfected that whole thing. And then she, she did. did a great job when it came to her Superman theme. Oh, when it came to the animated But it sounds like a Superman theme. Just because you hear Superman. Lois and Clark had a similar... You know, and that's the thing. That's what's going to be interesting about Superman Legacy because even Gunn has said yes that he's work. He's working with a another. There composer. it is. There it yeah. is. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, all right. So obviously, I mean, you got like all these themes that have come prior, and then you're going to go like, all right. So what's this new one going to be? It's it's going to have to have a little. I mean, I mean, pressure to the composer that's going to be doing. Superman yeah, I know. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ, that Damn guy. That guy or, or gal has like, you know, some pressure where it's like, oh, yeah. All right. It's like you got to capture the magic of what came prior. I mean, it's almost like when it comes to Christian Harloff's like, you know, the whole thing. It's like, yeah, I think I think that <laughs> it would be easier just to use the John Williams score mm -hmm. because now you got a composer going probably just like mm -hmm, lack of sleep going. How do I? All right. So I got to capture 
all this and then created something new. It's just okay, like here's ooh. something that I would like to see happen, and it would be a pivot. Okay, pivot. A, a pivot because you know, we, we're in this we're in this school of composing where we don't get marches and themes and melodies mm-hmm. we get we get thanks score. to Hans Zimmer right it's the Hans Zimmer score he has inspired an entire but even he could write music like that I mean yeah. The yes. man won an Oscar for Lion King. You know, it's like, it, it, you know, it's amazing to listen to some Hans Zimmer scores and go, that's Hans Zimmer? Because mm-hmm. what he eventually molded it into, like, I, and this is not me hating on I love Hans Zimmer. And I love a lot of his protégés and what they have created. But because I've because I've had pretty much in my brain the Hans Zimmer school since 2005 with Batman Begins. Like, that's when Hans Zimmer's name... I know I saw movies yeah. with Hans Zimmer before then, but when I knew who Hans Zimmer was, began with 2005. Con Air. Uh, I mean, he did Mission Impossible 2. The Great he did Lion King. You know, he did... He Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. Parts of the Caribbean. I, I would suggest yeah. everyone to listen to the mission I, again i wish steven was here because me and him like we defend mission impossible to to no other and his score in that fucking movie is awesome so good Sorry. but but once again going back to i would love to see a a, a, a pendulum swing back to let's get themes again hummable hummable yes Hummable, singable themes. I mean, there's a reason my three-year-old can go, I say Batman, and literally every time my wife or I say Batman, he goes, na, 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 na. You know, it's like, (laughs) because you can sing it. And there's a reason that we do the Superman blessing, you know, before we eat. You know, it's, you know, <laughs> thank you, God, for giving us food. You know, because yeah, that's you, awesome. Because be, no, hummable means you can sing it. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. that's something we've lost. I'm not saying that I hate, you know, the stuff, but I would love to go back for something different, for something, you know, something old is new again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's, yeah. let's go yeah. back to themes like Sylvestri and Williams and Elfman would do back in the day where, you know, I can, you know, sing or hum. You, right, know. you don't, you don't Batman sit around forever and, has around a very underrated No one's Batman, like that Batman theme, I actually love that song. That, that theme yeah. is called Molossus. I think it's yes. great. I, I love it. Dum, bum, bum, but but really, once again, it's hard. You don't you hum it. You don't hum it. You don't. You can't hum it. it. Yeah. I think I think the way I think the way to summarize it is that Zimmer, uh, and by extension, let's let's say also James Newton Howard because he helped out for a little bit. Uh, he did. Uh, yes, he yeah. did. Yes, yeah. he did. But overall, uh, Zimmer, I think, does to to try to summarize it. He kind of gives a vibe more than yes a theme. yeah 
because you were you remember the feeling you have of that music and how it, the movie made you feel, but to hum it is a little bit harder. Yeah, but like true. you know, but if you were to if you were to be told what do you think about when you hear the name Indiana Jones, immediately you're going to start humming the theme. Da, 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 da. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's uh, but yeah, it's it's really more a vibe, and that's really. I mean, it depends. It's really it's really more you know like uh you know apples and oranges. Like what do you what do you prefer? Mm-hmm. But I don't disagree with what Scott's saying because that's been a lot of my thought process with movie movie scores in general. Is that I feel like the the uh, the themes have kind of gone sort of out the window, and so yeah. now it's, now it's more about the vibe. I'm not saying it, the vibe stuff is not effective though. It is. It's just something that you can't remember as well. Uh, you remember the feeling, but you don't remember the uh, the the, mu- uh, the 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 pattern. I guess that's the best way. To yeah. Play. Well, yeah. I mean, I thought Michael uh, Giacchino is good at that. Exactly. I was just gonna yeah. say that's why I Batman. love the Batman theme. Dun, you can hum that, dun, 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 dun. and you look at that movie. It's like <laughs> his Batman theme is the worst one that he yeah, did. Michael yet. Giacchino's no. Theme. No. All of his all of his no. other themes are very melodious and hummable. Take the Star Trek. How theme, can you not hum the... that Batman theme? It's like a. It's, it's like just so simple. Exactly. Simple good. is not bad. Yeah. No. Simple is. But it's memorable. not something. Again, he's a young buck. He's like. He's just a kid. It's not. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'll give you an example. No, I'm not listening. He's the youth of America. I don't have to. He made. He made the up theme. <laughs> he made Star Trek. He made Doctor Strange. He made Spider Man. He has. So and guess many which one gets talked about the most? Catchy. Batman. Yeah. Because Batman. it's simple. It's no, simple. Spider-Man's nothing. Spider-Man's like free music you get a bought off of Apple. Listen, listen to the listen to the Batman Forever theme. How it is so great because it it's has great, but it's not. Dun, dun, that is amazing. I think had something going with that one. Not gonna lie. Yes, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bring one thing down to raise the other thing, Casey. Don't trick me into that. (laughs) Even the BVS theme, where you know he's chasing the Batmobile, and the theme that plays there—that one is also really good. Junkie XLs. Oh yeah, I'm just saying, Michael Jack, you know, kind of made a very simple one with the Batman. I'm really mad that I didn't get to see him. But but then you look at the I mean going back to that video that was making fun of all the cameos of Wonder Woman I mean there is a yeah that's the theme right the Flash or the uh, the the Speed Force theme that was incredible yes well see that's what bothers me the most about Full Circle is that I wasn't there for day one and two and you guys got to see the movies and, and, and those themes blaring on the sound system it's like that's what I wanted to see so bad was just experience those scenes. With an audience that is like hardcore about it, I just thought that that must have been. Amazing. You know who made the most perfect theme in the modern era while also oh. capturing the old nostalgia? Oh, this be it good. was Ludwig for Mandalorian. That mm-hmm. theme give is you, perfect that one because like the that one first half of it captures the Mandalorian, Ooh. and the second like half Rocky of it is a little bit. Star Wars. Yeah. Sounds like Rocky. Uh, uh, I will say that. No, but yeah. I like and the it. second I half love... of it is just classic Star Wars. But the yeah. first half of it, it gets that because that first season, that right. season one, that was a western. It was like, a western. Was the man, Thank that, you. Yeah. That was the man with no name. That was a. That was a. That was a. a, a Mandalorian western. Has been good. So that because what you hear every time I hear the first part of the Mandalorian theme, I think of the theme from The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah, it's definitely very Western. Yeah. 
And then that he left for season three, and the John music Williams. was like. <laughs> <laughs> what was Obi Wan? Okay. Uh, uh, did it have a theme? I don't think it did. Yeah. They did. Yeah, they, John Williams came back I mean, to do. He's like, I've never done an Obi Wan theme, and Mandalorian geez. season two, and we saw Ahsoka and all that. Oh God, that was so good. You can't top that. I was like, man, that hey. was. Just real, just real quick. I want to get a gauge of the room. Uh, okay. How many, how many here are excited for Ahsoka? Oh, yeah. I still need to. I still haven't watched all Double of hands. Rebels yet. Yeah, I haven't. So really you got to watch Rebels. You got to watch all of Rebels. I'm a huge Rebels fan. I know yeah. I have to watch Rebels. Rebels I, is amazing. I've seen all of season one, so I still have to watch two, three, and four because uh. I need, I need to get the Thrawn because that's <laughs> what gets yes. me. Is that yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get to the. You gotta get like I watched it when the, I was I think the first person on YouTube to review the toys for that show, and I got and I got swept away. Uh, It's a humble brag for me because I I (laughs) none of my toy reviews ever got views except those, and uh, and I was always there's no way to prove that, so I would hold back on the. uh... Yeah, I had, I had like seventy thousand views on those videos. Damn. Um. So yeah, I I that's I'm not. My Toys R Us broke street date by three weeks, so um, wow. So, so I had them up there. So uh, and this was like what no, a decade ago. But so um. But anyway, my point is like is like that aside. Even if I'm not, it's not the big deal. But my point is that I I watched that show from the get go, and that's what pulled me into Star Wars. Like post aneurysm, I had no memories of Star Wars, so I didn't crazy. like I didn't care about like when people brought it up. I'm like I don't I don't care. Um, like, what, like, what is it? I need to watch it then, you know, if it's, if it's this big deal. And, and so I watched the original trilogy and then the, and then the, the prequels obviously at a friend's house. And I was like, okay, I, I get it. But I wasn't like swept away. And then I jumped mm. into rebels and I'm good. I'm like, after the first season of rebels, someone was like, dude, if you're liking this, which I was, they were like, you should go back and watch the clone wars cartoon. And, and, good. and then I did yep. and caught up on as much of that as I could getting into rebels again, when season two came out. And I got to say, like, as of someone who's, a Star Wars fan because of those two cartoons, that is the reason I'm excited for Ahsoka. Because like, but what they got to do, what they got to do is hopefully they can balance. And this is, you know, this is, you know, depends on the writing. Yeah, <laughs> they got to balance like people who are diehard and then people who have no idea who this character yep. is yeah. and have not mm-hmm. watched Rebels or Clone Wars. That's the if thing. They rely they too much to on that. Rebels. They, yeah, they could have they that effect. Where they like, they, they, have, they, have, yeah, they yeah. have stated that you don't need to have seen Rebels. So yeah, they're, that's what they're they're they say. Right? I know, I know. <laughs> but I feel like you'll get more out of it if you have, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Like, all right. the supporting characters are Rebels. The MacGuffin is the villain from Rebels. Okay. And the other MacGuffin is the hero from Rebels. So it's all <laughs> like they're missing. And Rebels that's because of built. Rebels. Yeah. But you know what, though? I, I mean, not to really backtrack, but I, I really like what Paul said. I think that in this modern age, they've really moved away from the themes. You know, yeah. themes were such a big thing when we were kids that now you don't see that as much. I mean, there's a lot of Marvel movies where like, I don't even know what the theme is for the character. And it's, it's funny. Cause like I'll watch these superhero movies and I'm looking for the theme. I'm like, I'm like, where is the theme song? You know, the flash didn't have a theme song in, in his own movie. I was like, there's, there's no theme. There. That's kind of weird. His theme was in the fucking teasers and not in yeah. the movie. That's but that's the problem. Casey, can you hum it for me though? Can you? Can you hum it? <laughs> I, I can. I can hum you McJacino's Batman theme though. Pretty easy. But like going back to, uh, I think what someone said it's in the chat earlier. It's a good theme. Like, it's just not classic Jacino. 
<laughs> no, but like if you look in the chat earlier, somebody mentioned Predator. You know, like that oh, had yeah. some theme. No, 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 Aliens no. used to have its own theme. You know, Terminator had its own theme, and so like because the eighties, the eighties and nineties won. They they took all yeah. the good themes we can't make anymore. All the composers <laughs> just gave up. They're like we can't you know, do it. Hans you know, Zimmer like, just actually... just Hans Zimmer just made an incredible you know score for Dune, and Ludwig just made an incredible score for Oppenheimer. Oh, so, oh Oppenheimer. that was so good. Yeah. That was so good. No, but I would like going back to Terminator and one of the best, uh, I think probably the best scene of that movie yeah. was Which when uh, was when the T-800 and T-1000 face off for the first time. Both On their Terminator theme two. songs, both their theme songs, like like they, they, they converge with each other. So yeah. when you see them both and John Connor's in the middle, like when you see like, you know, obviously John sees the T-800, sees Arnold. And then, like, he goes around the corner and you hear the ooh of the T1000, woo. Then you hear the current, like, and they watch it again. You could pull it up. You can watch that. Yep. Both their themes are playing at the exact same time. They don't sound, I mean, they're both totally different, but they play at the exact same time. Um, and then, of course, it goes, get down. And then he, dude, it's get so down. fucking good because you <laughs> hear both themes prior to that. And then when they finally merge, James Cameron, you fucking awesome filmmaker you he just like has them both playing at the same time when they first finally have their first face off and it's just it's such a chef's kiss he has the uh, uh and uh, that's the part of the reason in in the roses case and he whips yeah. it out he's yeah. in the yeah. roses oh it's such a great scene <laughs> I know, that's like, like, part of the reason why that film is still the theme. best one he ever made mm-hmm. agree yeah it's yeah a yeah, piece, yeah. yeah. Junkie That's, XL's you know Terminator theme is also really good. That is something that I will agree with with Phil, is that I think that Terminator 2 is the best James Cameron movie. It's the most complete film. Score, actors, story, a, everything. What? It was just... Most film, they're all complete. It's just I know, but I'm saying like one. in all aspects, in all aspects of the film, it was well, just what, really, really what good. What aspect did Avatar not have that was complete? Avatar was good. I like Avatar 2, but yeah, I, Terminator is iconic. Yeah, Terminator Terminator Two has an ominous ending. I mean, obviously, we let's not count the other ones for right now. But like Terminator Three, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. But but Avatar One and Avatar Two, you know, there's going to be more story, even though it's wrapped up because of how much you know world building there is and how big the yeah. society and the lore is. And you're just like, yeah, we can have so much more about the the Navi or what humanity's doing and all this other stuff. So. I, I, w- I would agree that Terminator Two is it's really just, it's 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 oh, a complete yeah. it's a complete film. I can watch I can watch Terminator Two by okay itself. okay. So that's what you're saying is like it just it could yeah. end like right there. Well yeah, it's yeah. funny it's too because film. I like how I like how they they actually shot like a a, a future a future Sarah Connor they did. old they did. yeah, yeah. and they Dude, showed yeah. John playing with like his daughter or something like that. They he's actually a, he's a that. senator now instead of instead right. of a military yeah. Senator. And then yeah. but then James Cameron's like. Now let's just have a the dark road and <laughs> Sarah Connor going. Who knows what the fucking future is going to be? Which is yeah. actually smart because. And then they never made. I mean, if you Terminator. think about it, that original ending would have would have been a more of a complete story because then it's like, hey, we prevented everything and everything's okay, we're good. But yeah. the fact that they left it open with that, her just like doing a, a narration over that dark road. I mean, it's better. It's a better ending. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's more, it's it's, you kind of had to have that, that darker ending yeah. 
you know, yeah. where it's kind of like you never know, you know, the future isn't yeah. set, you know. It's yeah, different. but then that brewed a bunch of shitty sequels. Yeah. <laughs> it really, but just, you know what, though? I'll say this. Terminator <laughs> Salvation, they had the right idea. I like they Salvation. They had the right sure, idea. Yeah, yeah but, 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 the but they used McG. That was yeah. a problem. That was a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But they had Anton the right Yelchin, idea. great casting for uh, yep. Kyle yeah. Reese. And, yeah. and Sam Worthington wasn't a half-bad Terminator. Yeah. No, he wasn't. The problem was is that at the beginning of the film, they already told you that that you know he was a human and got turned into a cyborg. They shouldn't even had that. It should have been flashbacks where you learn about his beginning. You know, you know, at, at the uh, at the prison. But you know, I'm, I'll, I'll digress. Because and Salvation had the right idea. The execution was terrible. Oh yeah, it was a good yeah, pitch. Think, That's what it was. It was a good pitch. Think, and yeah, yeah Christian, Christian Bale is John Connor. Yeah, I that was I, great. I, I I agree though on the uh, the Terminator Two ending. In it's funny because it's basically. It's basically a flip of the ending of Back to Future Three, where it's mm. one is dark and one is light, but they have the same oh, exact yeah. message. Your future's not set. Make the basically do your best to make the best of it. Basically, like you know, that's yeah. that's where you gotta, you know, you, you gotta go. I mean, with so. Terminator Two, you had the Gatling gun <laughs> scene where, where you're shooting out the window at all the cops. You had the the uh, the motorcycle chase scene in in the, who do we lose? Oh, Seek's gone. Yeah. Uh, no, the he, motorcycle. Did he I think he dropped he's, out. He said pizza and then he left. Yeah, no, he's, he's, yeah. he's got to work in three hours, so I, uh, I, I think the man had to go. Oh, yeah, but there's some iconic oh. scenes in Terminator 2 that were just like you'll never forget. It's so good. Your foster parents are dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miles Tyson? Miles Tyson? Come on! Is, oh, like, oh, how about? That... Oh, sorry, Dave. No, I was going to say you watched that movie. You think it's three hours long because there's so much in it, but it's like two hours and fifteen minutes or twenty minutes or something. Yeah, like that. It, it, even the extended yeah. special edition is like, wow, this thing moves. Which I really <laughs> don't. I really like the Michael Bean scene. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, do, too. I do. Yeah. yeah, I think they should have kept that in there. Like when Sarah just has this dream with mm-hmm. with uh, Kyle Reese. I think that's a, when she's like, you know sees him oh, walking down scene. the hall and then they have and then she and he's just like you have to fight you have i think i was like why did they get rid of that like i can yeah. understand some of the other shit that they got rid of that was he like okay that, uh, cameron had said that he got rid of that scene because he felt like this movie needed to stand on its own and he felt like by having that scene it made the audience feel like they're they missed something like oh wait what happened in the first one i don't know what's they going literally on they show a picture of her from the first one i know i yeah, thought it was a great on. scene and he, yeah. even uh michael bean uh there's an interview with him where, where he felt like, like he was pissed that that scene got cut out he thought that it added way more depth to sarah's character i thought it did i mean they, yeah. he, they talk about it he john talks about his dad Ah, that's weird. Yeah, see, James Cameron. I mean, every now and again, I'll be like, okay, James, shut up. Yeah. Can we argue (laughs) real quick? Most of the time, he's good. Yeah, let's argue. argue. Go ahead. Because I, because I've seen Terminator Two so many times, and I've seen Zack Snyder's Justice League so many times. Can we argue the fact that clearly Terminator Two influenced Zack heavily as a young filmmaker because Miles Dyson is cyborg? Wouldn't doubt it. When um, that's when, the best cybernetic father you could ever have. If you're a cyborg yeah. and that's your dad, you're you're in the driver's seat. When the nightmare scene is father of Cyberdyne yeah. being the father scene. of cyborg makes total one hundred percent sense. For oh, me. oh yeah, nightmare like, scene. Yeah, you're right. Like yeah. nightmare scene and shit like that. Yeah, even, yeah. even subtle things. When Steppenwolf goes down to the uh, the abandoned town slash nuclear site, you know the the little um, 
the little horsies start wiggling in the wind. And that's oh, right. yes! Yeah. yeah, that's right from, oh you know, the, the nightmare scene in, in Terminator 2. I mean, yep. I, I mean I'm, I'm maybe looking too much into it, but that's what I always picked up on. Nope. So, oh, that's, God, you're yeah. right. I never thought yeah. about that. Jesus. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's good. And, and even James Cameron is like, you know, praise the Zach win. Oh yeah, he's, they're, they're, yeah, I think they're definitely fans of one another. For oh, sure. they're definitely fans one, of one another because, like, like James Cameron said, uh, you know, when he's talking about filmmakers creating like a the signature of like you know something. Yeah. He, you know, he, he cinema, said like yeah. Ridley Scott, Zack Snyder. I mean, it, I mean, obviously this was like right when uh, Three Hundred came out, and that's mm-hmm. when Zack was like, "This is what I do, guys." Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. But anyways, okay. I think we sh- uh, I think we should probably wrap this up. Everybody's getting a little sleepy, you know. We've gone five hours and lots, lots. lots there was a lot to talk about. That's lots for damn sure. Talk about. So, and uh, I think we we all agree that. Oh yeah, Scott. Before we take off, we didn't really get. And even Andre, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, loved you it. Liked it. I like I liked it. Um, I thought it was fun. I love the fact they acted like teenagers. Like yes. that's something we've never had. Like yeah. they, the voice actors were teenagers. They were childish and silly, so it fit the tone. I loved that. The animation was gorgeous. I love oh, the animation. Beautiful. Absolutely um, beautiful. I actually said this in my review I wrote in Letterbox. You can go check it out. I gave it three and a half stars, which people I think thought felt like it was low. But <laughs> no, that's but, fair. I gave it four and a half. Uh, but for me, I, but I've also been a Turtles fan since, you know, 1987, 1988. Right. Um, the cussing, actually, my 10-year-old was like, Daddy, isn't this supposed to be a kid's movie? Like, like it, it was interesting that it took him out. It, like, it was bothering me, but I didn't say anything. And my cussing? What cussing? Damn, uh, lots of damn, lots of hell, pissed off. Uh, murder. Uh, yeah. I was uh, like, I thought that was like, I don't remember hearing shit or anything like that. But no, but crap. Crap. for sure okay. they say crap. And, and, and crap, but crap. I, I can't, yeah. but, but, okay. but once again, but once again, this is a 10 year old turning to me going, True. I, I think they need to edit, like, you think they're going to edit that? Like, like, he was obsessed with the fact that there were all these cuss words in it. Um, so that was, <laughs> was kind of, dro- I was dropping F bombs at 10. So I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> not my children. Not I know, my children. I know. Where it's different. Uh, yeah. But in California. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, it That's what was, it is. like I said, it was it was fun. It was cute. I I had a good time. Um, I wish the side characters would have been a little bit would have been a little bit more there, like especially with some of the names they got for characters who were barely in the movie. I mean, you get what, what's funny about that is I actually appreciated that they weren't like so much. I actually kind of like that. I don't know. Well, it's kind of mm. like you get Chico Esposito as Baxter Stockman, and he's like five minutes at the beginning of the movie. And yeah, yeah. even though Boom. Superfly yeah. is basically His who stuff. Baxter Stockman, you know. Yeah. So I was kind of wondering if there was going to be actual that's Baxter a, coming back and being yeah. his, his that's fly a, self. That's, that's a copyright thing, I think. Jeremy Johns did a review, and he made a point, and I agree with him, which Ooh. is – because Baxter Stockman was never the fly thing until the 80s TV show because they were taking from all the monster movies and trauma and all that. And uh, so when they had him be the fly, they were they were ripping off a 20th Century Fox. And as we know, 20th Century Fox got bought by Disney. 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 And what does Disney like to do? They like to sue the pants off of everybody. So, 
Baxter yeah. Stockman became Baxter Stockman again, and Superfly became his son. And he and became that, black oh, again because okay. he was yes. black oh. in the original yeah. comic. That's, so that yeah. he was. That well, yeah. he was. But he, he became he became black in Tyler Perry with the the Out of the Shadows. Yeah, no Out of Shadows. Yeah. I still haven't seen Out of the Shadows. That's why. I <laughs> That's right. That's been such a That's reoccurring right. theme tonight. I totally so forgot that. Movie. I forgot that Tyler. Scott, Perry you have to see that movie. I own it. I just haven't watched Stephen it. Amell will make your day. Oh, oh Stephen God. Amell. Oh, yeah, he's on. He he rollerblades. Yeah. The whole movie. And he's a cop. Yeah, he you have to yeah. see that movie. Rollerblades. Scott. He's progressive. I, it's on. It's on the list. <laughs> he's a, it's right. on the list. Yeah, it could be uh, at the bottom of the list. I'm Ninja so Turtles. sorry I brought this up. I, no, I apologize. But no, no. But it's always Ninja Turtles. Conversation. The new one, I saw, I saw it today. <laughs> I, I actually, I thought about Batman Begins because, you know, the easy route would have been, okay, the villain's a shredder. But they didn't do that. They yeah. went a different route. And, they, and then they hinted at, you know, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to spoil the movie. Well, we already kind of talked about it at the beginning. We okay, fine. Like, oh yeah, you know who's There's coming. The, yeah, they, yeah, you know who's coming. And, you, <laughs> know. Like, you know it's coming, and it was great that they were like, "Hey, yeah. we're not going to do it at first, but guess right." Oh, and, and, yeah. and, and that's the thing too. When it comes to Batman Begins, I mean, like it was easy to say, "Okay, do the Joker first off." No, he he went with you know uh, the League of uh, Assassins, and then you know you know Ra's al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul, what have the you? League of Shadows. Yeah. <laughs> And so then uh, I thought that was cool. They did that. They took a risk and they said, hey, we're going to go with uh, a character that that not everybody knows. And I thought Ice Cube uh, did a great job with uh, the role. I loved it. Um, And the movie itself, I I really liked the theme of the movie. I liked the the story of the movie and what it represented. Um, I thought they just did a really good job putting that story together and telling that story as well. So I really yeah. liked it. My kids loved it. The animation was badass. Yes. It reminded me of, uh, you know, Into the Spider-Verse or, or Across the Spider-Verse, but with just a little, little bit, little different from that. But it was similar to it, but different. And I loved it. And like when it would show the, you know, the lights, the light bulbs hanging, it would have like a, you know, like a little oh, yeah. thing around. Well, it was just really explosions cool. Explosions and all the stuff was yeah. all and shit. It was, it was, it was, they cool. said it was like a teenager sketching in the margins of their yeah. notebook. And yeah. I love and, and, that. And, and, I love that concept for art for this movie. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and to kind of uh, piggyback off of what Scott said, I actually thought that in the trailers, I wasn't a huge fan of them being so young. But when I watched the film, I was like, yeah, you know what? This makes sense. And I actually like this. Because at no point do you realize they're supposed to be 15. Yes, they're supposed to be kids. And they have never, and they have never come across those 15 year olds. Well, well, just, I I mean, and and, and right off the bat, I loved the, when we first see them and like, it's all like cool and shadow. And then when you see like a group shot, they all have like the white eyes. And they look like the cover of the first comic. Yeah. But then, then yeah, exactly. They do that. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, reality is this. And then they start making fun of Leo because he's trying to make it seem more badass. Yeah, like, you like, sound like a Batman, Batman, Batman voice. Do your Batman yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the <laughs> Batman voice. Dude, I was like, all right, I'm 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 all set. Because when I saw that, I was like, wait, what are they doing here? And then I went, I was like, okay. They, they're they doing it right right here because they're making fun of how we we normally see them. And, like, if you see them, like, as these badasses. But they're not that, you know? And it, I yeah, love the that dynamic. Scene. I mean, the yeah, dynamic. I, mean, I think we all agree that the dynamic of the, uh, of the turtles were spot on. Uh, Splinter was good. Uh, I thought he could have been a little better, Um, but I like Jackie Chan, who did the voice. I thought it was funny. Um, 
No, it was a good movie. I I, re- I really really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's nice. good stuff. It's good stuff. It's gonna be interesting seeing how they uh, approach the sequel because I think the movie's gonna do. You know what's funny is like that that mid credit scene though. Everybody, my theater cheered. I mean, yeah, obviously. Oh, my kids but... lost their minds. Yeah, like, you know. yeah. But and I mean, we, it was uh, just like you yeah. knew it was coming. I mean, like when I heard there was a mid credit scene, I'm like, that's fucking Shredder. Come on. And it has to be. But yeah. It's interesting <laughs> because the way yeah. they've changed Splinter's backstory, yes. I'm going to be interested to see talk about this. Yeah. how they incorporate the mm-hmm. Shredder, especially since they're making TCRI like the big, the big, yeah, the big yeah. which I appreciate because that was a callback just for me at least to number two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They could really use because I was like, oh wow, they're going the TCRI RI route, and I was like, cool. Well, because yeah. I was not expecting that. I was like, I did not expect to see TCRI in this movie, and I was like, that's what sweet. threw me off was uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, and like where they ended up. Even my kids were, you know, they're, they're five and seven. They were like, you I'm know, they were questioning. But yeah, that's the thing. Like the sequel, like, well, maybe the sequel yeah. they probably will be. I mean, that's but you know, thing. but once again, talking about characters who have so many different interpretations, like my kids have grown up watching Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and yeah. you want to talk about interpretation that does everything like completely different than anything else in the turtle universe. But that was, but that's their show. Like that's the one they watched so like my kids were talking to me about the fact that you know splinter was a rat and not a man who got turned into a mat i was like no actually in the comic he was just a rat you know it, yep. it, it was it was kind of fun to go oh no, there's there's variations of this where splinter's <laughs> a rat and not a man like that's a thing that happens he was like point. i was a rat and i was on top of the world actually mm-hmm. i wasn't yeah, yeah. That, was really that backstory cool. that backstory was interesting yeah yeah, the way yeah. They did that. i think i think the one thing we have to remember though too is i think as far as i know the sequel is in development but in the movie i think is going to do pretty well it's going to at least break even like yeah. bare minimum but uh they're working i as far as i know also on a paramount plus mm-hmm. show yes. Paramount yes. Plus show. Yes. yeah so this will be another iteration show but i'm wondering like what's going to be for the show what's going to be the movie you know but they're doing their own thing they're setting up their own new franchise to get started with everything so did your guys but, screening but, have the uh, the seth rogan intro yeah yes yeah, yeah. yes i was Sick i was surprised by that I, I was like what's he doing here That's okay a new thing now hey everybody thanks for uh you don't need to thank me just take my money please stop thanking me for <laughs> i thought it was weird movie. i was like wow. why am i seeing yep. tom cruise him <laughs> fucking m- m- when i watched babylon i was the only person in the theater and here margot rob was thanking me it's just like god damn like, you know what i, I like stop. i would appreciate that yeah yeah I was I was watching an Instagram video that was kind of funny where it's making fun of the Nicole Kidman ad. Oh, you know? God. But they yeah, were making but... a point that it's only playing at the theaters yeah. and not in like a te- te- on television. Mm-hmm. So like like and it cuts to like the Truman Show meme where he's like, "Who the hell are you talking to?" Exactly. <laughs> it makes no sense because it's promoting movie theaters, and I'm like, "You, I'm already here." Yeah. <laughs> What the hell? That was the best. That was the best gag at the uh, the Oscar monologue. Was yeah. <laughs> they made they made fun of that fact, and I was like, "Thank exactly. you, I actually appreciate yes. this joke." Yeah, um, I also I also love the fact that Paramount has finally gotten the rights to the original Mirage Studios cartoon. So, because yeah. you cannot, uh, you stream know, stream 
the original 10 seasons of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I know there's a point where I dropped off. And, like, I want to go back and, like, watch all 10 seasons. See where it went, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Get the, get the box set Turtle Van, and you're all uh, set. My, my nephew has that, actually. I Okay, I loved Steal that it. they drove around in a van with pizza on top with of it. Pizza, oh, yeah, I, I was like, that is yeah. awesome. That was, yes. That was, I, I remember, I remember having that. Uh, I had the toy. The, I had, yeah, it shot the out the pizza. Van, yes. It shot out the yeah. pizza from the front. Yeah. That was really cool. I was like, that was yeah. clever. I really yeah. like that. It was awesome. No, but that, yeah, that was cool. Yeah. There's some cool call, callbacks, even like in the radio, that one guy's car that went, go ninja, go. I was like, yeah. yeah. I love how it was Eastman high. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, Eastman that, High. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Eastman and there, High. The there layered. Was that, there was that. Uh, the layered. Yeah. yeah. No, no. There was some good callbacks. There probably even more than we even remember. There was probably things in the background that were like, "Oh shit," that we probably didn't. But, even I mean, know. But, yeah. It, it had a good message. The kids too, saying like, "Hey, like, just because this guy is, you know, like, don't let people intimidate you into doing something that you don't actually want to do." And at the end. You know, they were like, I don't actually want to do this. Like, I don't yeah. know. And then, well, you know, I mean, the whole thing was like the they right wanted reasons. they wanted to they wanted to go to high school. And what was cool is like April hated high school. And then when you go to her high school, it looks like shit. And then <laughs> at the end, everything like kind of gets better. And then they're welcomed. Into, and, I, and that was pretty cool, too, is yeah. like the fact that, that they were like, hey, we're going to dress like actual, you know, people, not wear a mask and tr- go to high school and let's see if we get accepted. And I like that shot when they like first walk in there and then everybody looks and then they go, Hey, and then they all just like, okay, cool. I love, I love the different high school things. Like Mikey goes to the drama class. Donnie finds the computer nerds. Raph goes to the wrestling team. Oh yeah. 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 Cause Michael, yeah. Mike, Mike, Mikey wanted to do improv. Remember at the beginning, he's like, maybe if I just sign my name, they're like, do we even have a last name? That was a good joke too. When yeah, Michael, said, Angelo. yeah, and then he's like, Michael, and then they made fun of Leo, like Leo Nardo. Yeah, they're like, wait, it's Leon Ardo. <laughs> it's like that yeah. was good. Those that those little gags I thought was pretty great, mm-hmm. but top yeah. tier. Yeah, good Very stuff. Good Anyways, guys, let's go ahead and go around the horn and uh, starting with Phil. Go ahead. Uh, thanks again, Dave, for always having me on. If anyone wants to follow me at anywhere, just at Unfiltered, you guys can listen to my show, The Eternal Light, on Podbean. You can follow me on Twitch as well for some shiny hunting extravaganza for Pokemon. And uh, you can catch me on the Four Nerds every Thursday. There it is. Travis. Yeah, so it's good to be back. I hope to be back again sooner. Next two weeks won't be because I'll be out of town, but uh, this was fun. Good to catch up with everybody. Uh, you can find me at Travis B. Snail, and uh, yeah, I'm just talking regular stuff. Check out the podcast. I'm usually seeing Casey to sleep with the uh, Michael Giacchino Batman theme every night to calm him down. But that's, dun, 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 yeah, that's, dun. that's how my nights end. But other than that, it's always a good time, and I hope everyone else. That's a good theme to sleep to, though. Oh, oh, oh it's good. <laughs> we're gonna have to talk after this oh, off air. Non-friendly yeah. kids. You set them up yeah. for that one. You set yeah. them up for that one. <laughs> All right, Paul. Um, hey guys, so yeah, uh, Dave, thanks again for having me on again, man. I always love coming on to chat. And uh, if you guys want to catch up off off camera, um, you can you can follow me at uh, p mickey nineteen eighty eight on Instagram or hey mickey, um, hey, mickey. <laughs> <laughs> or you can follow me at Paul Pan Hook on Vero. Um, my message is always open, so feel free to message me or follow or whatever. So yeah. Casey, dick that often. It's just fun. You can follow me <laughs> at Krypton Cage on X, 
and Instagram. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter X. But X. for now, just go watch the Barbie movie and the Oppenheimer yes. movie. Yes. Greatest movie of a generation. Just watch Oppenheimer. Damn right. I'll catch Barbie movie. movie. Anyway, uh, Andre. Uh, you can find me at the Nicotina Show on YouTube, also on the Four Nerds, on the Four Nerds Network. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Nicotina underscore show, also on Instagram and on Vero as well. Um, I'm kind of reformatting my show to do you know, movie news on Mondays and then just more podcast form uh, once a week, just to kind of give a little bit of, a little bit of variation. So check me out um, and subscribe to the channel. So thank you. And Dave, thank you for having me on. I've been working a lot on Friday night, so I was off today. So I was like, dude, I'm, now I'm going to come on. Nice. I had a great time. Well, thanks for coming on. And then finally, Scott, send us off. Well, of course, you can find me on Twitter X at ScottTC27. You can find my podcast, DC Squadcast, where podcast can be found. We're on Vero Facebook, YouTube, with the entire network of shows at squadcastmedia.com. We do have two more episodes coming of the Batman scene by scene, so be sure to check those out. And of course, every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Central, join us here at Film Junkie, where we'll be continuing the DC Fan Animated stream. Our next episode will be Superman the Animated Series, My Girl. My girl. Is there a reason my why you guys Batman. didn't do the entire my series of Batman the Animated Series? Chrono- oh wondering. my god, Andre, do you not pay attention? We've explained Chronological this. No, order. I haven't been oh, involved in the for two months okay, and I've okay, heard this okay, okay. Uh, okay. No, 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 you're right, you're right. It's chronological, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought you guys gave up on it at first and I was like, man, that's kind of weird. No. We're going chronologically. Because trust me, Dave has seen the list that I had to make to figure out what fucking order to watch the episodes when they started airing them at the same time yeah yeah <laughs> scott's done his you know he's done his you know due diligence that he does he's, he's done his homework he's done it well yeah i don't want to say that because he's a teacher but you know yeah <laughs> that's the best part teachers don't do homework <laughs> but yeah i get it yeah but yeah so no, they just sign be- it yeah, exactly. So, but uh, all right, guys. Uh, thank you to Rebecca. Uh, thank you to anybody else who came on here. Well, who else? Is that it, Rebecca? Zeke, old Zeke? Ben. Zeke. That's right. And Ben. Yeah. Geez, I was like, who else came old on? Ben. Well, no, there was, was, the, there was the other guy, the other, the other Dave, but he kept changing his name all the time. So his name know. is Seek. It's Seek. Oh, Seek. Okay. I, yeah, that's what his actual name is. I know. When you when you said that to him, I was like, yeah, his name is Seek because he was like, oh. kept changing it. Yeah. He no, got you with that Seek. one. Yeah. I did. He did. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. That's Seek. He'll he'll do that. He just randomly changes his uh uh little banner Cash right there. So yes, that's no. just the way he is. Uh it's yeah, it's funny when you catch it, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So anyways, <laughs> thank you to them. Thank you to everybody who's watching, and uh we will talk to you guys later. <laughs>